episode 96. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And we the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftovers. sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. And I'm Domesticated Dave. And they're the leftovers. All right. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All right. We ready, guys? Listen to him. Like, he's the fucking showrunner every week with this motherfucker. Are we ready, guys? <laughs> Let's get ready to toss it! <laughs> every week with you, I swear, dude. All right. Yeah, I think we're ready. Um, I wanted to talk about... Jason, welcome back to the fucking show. Uh, it, you were uh, you were on our Avengers Age of Ultron episode. Yeah, and now, episode. Now you're back this week, and it's great to have you back. It's great to be back. Yes. Loving so. it. How you, how you been since the last episode? Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Hurt the shit out of myself trying to oh, yeah. get in shape and yeah. be a good person and yeah. healthy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Bang, banged up your knee. Banged it up, man. Yeah, the old weenie. Chicks dig it. <laughs> they dig the limp. Yeah. <laughs> Got a cane. Yeah. <laughs> Looking like a pimp. They call me Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Jason's here. Uh, domesticated Dave. Oh yeah! Jesus, settle down. <laughs> Never. <laughs> He's the only one that's excited for himself. I've got all the energy for like the first hour. I'm good to go, man. Yeah, I'm taking. Yeah. Off, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like I told I told Jay I told Dave originally that we would drive here together. Like I'd pick you up and I'll take you. And then it was like there's that part of me that's like. Dave's going to get tired. It's going to be sleepy time, Dave. And so we're going to go separately because Dave's going to be like, I'm tired and I got to go. Or something's going to come up. Something weird, some weird fucking thing is going to happen. Dave's going to have to leave. And then I'm going to be like, oh, shit, I was just fu- I got to take him. And then, <laughs> I will. You will hear my voice on the end of this episode. Guaranteed. Bullshit. Oh. I'm liar. Lies. <laughs> we'll see about lies. that. Well, we, we, we recorded the Game yeah. of Thrones thing. Yeah, we recorded the Game of Thrones thing, which is going on after the, yeah. Right. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, we did record the uh, our Game of Thrones season five finale uh, wrap up, and so that is going to go on after the end music. So you'll be able to hear it after the end music. We didn't want people to like get spoiled mid episode on it if they haven't watched it for some weird fucking reason. Uh, Dave's looking around. Oh my! I can't hear nothing in my headphones. <laughs> Are we still recording? What's going on here? Are you okay, Dave? I'm confused out? and alone. Okay. 
I thought you were used to that. I, th- <laughs> I thought you'd be like more off. I thought you'd be more off guard that there's actually people talking to you right now. <laughs> it's so nice to have feedback from real people and not just the pictures on the wall. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, yeah, update. Uh, last week, Jurassic World. If you didn't listen to that episode because you haven't seen Jurassic World yet or something like that and you didn't want to get spoiled, we talked about Jake. He had his TV stolen and somebody walked into his house, stole his TV, stole his Wii U. So we started like a little donation. I've never asked for any money on the show ever before. I've never asked for money to like put the show on. All the equipment I've bought myself, I pay for the fucking service to have the fucking, uh, uh, I, I pay for it all out of my own pocket. I've never asked you for money for that shit. I'm going to still keep doing it. Uh, but Jake, I'm trying to get his TV back and his Wii U replaced. Yeah. And so I asked our listeners if they could help out and donate. And dude, the army has listened. They have like really come through so far. So if you want to donate, you can just hit me up, send me an email, brian at popcultureleftovers.com. That's Brian with an I, not a Y. <laughs> brian with an I. Brian at popcultureleftovers.com and title the email Jake Got Snaked and I will let you know how you can donate. So also Jake is trying to get back. He does this like survivor. He loves that reality show survivor. He's trying to, he's trying to, um, get uh, voted back into this survivor fantasy game that he plays. And so, uh, he posted, we posted on Facebook about it and, you know, people have been voting for him. He's number one. He's leading it right now. Is he really? Yeah, he's leading it right now. He's up by like 30 votes. But like for people that haven't joined our Facebook page, uh, they wouldn't know about this. So, uh, go to, uh, this site. So, Go ahead and like write this down. Get on the notepad on your phone or, or grab a piece of paper and a pen if you're old school and shit. Or like our Facebook page. I'll put your leftovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Seamless, seamless plug. That's my job. I'm going to call you seamless butt plug. All about seamless plugging. Yeah. <laughs> no seam, baby. So grab that pen and paper. Turn on the notepad on your fucking phone or whatever, your Kindle, your it fucking takes iPad. A second. It takes a second. Just write this shit down. <laughs> HTTP colon forward slash forward slash. It's straw poll. S T R A W P O L L dot M E. M is in Mary. E is in Edward. Mm-hmm. Slash four six seven two one eight one forward slash lowercase r. Now, that's that's easy. Yeah, you could probably quote. No it. problem. You can quote it back to me. It's easier than your fucking Twitter handle, you jackass. True. <laughs> yeah, I luckily followed you because I found Brian. But otherwise, there'd be no fucking way. No shit. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. <laughs> Deciphering the code. Ridiculous. I got to make you work for it. You know. <laughs> It is like deciphering a code. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you get your little orphan Annie ring, decoder <laughs> ring, and then at the end of it, you finally get his fucking Twitter it's handle. It's invisible ink. <laughs> Remember to follow me on Twitter. Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> Drink more Ovaltine, kids. Drink yeah. more Ovaltine. It's not even your picture, Dave. <laughs> Once again, that was HTTP colon slash last straw poll dot me. Slash four six seven two one eight one forward slash r. Vote for Jake. There's five people in there. Vote for Jake, and yeah, help him out, man. 
going through some shit, make his life a little bit better. It makes him happy. It he, makes him happy. He's passionate about Survivor, which yeah, just is. baffles my mind. Ba- <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the show. I, I'll watch like one season every two, three seasons. He's just but... not the type of person that I'd be like, yeah, he's really into Survivor. Yeah. I never thought that. No, he's probably wearing the fucking buff right he now. Wears, yeah, he wears the outfit. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. We miss you, Jake. Kiss ass. God damn it. Kiss ass. He knows we love him. God, I know. <laughs> we love you, Jake. Let's call him right now. <laughs> just want to remind you, we love you, Jake. <laughs> J- J- Dave's texting. <laughs> we love you. I just told the listeners we loved you. <laughs> Penguin emoji hearts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, no iTunes reviews this week. Oh, the Army the said, fuck yeah. Guys. Army said, fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm too tired. Yeah, no, no iTunes reviews this week, so wow. thanks for pulling through for us. <laughs> Always helps us get noticed. Leaving us hanging again. <laughs> next week, uh, uh, next week, just so you know, we'll be talking about the uh, HBO premiere of two new HBO shows, Ballers and The Brink. Now, Ballers, it stars uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, oh, yeah. so Dave's going to be able to see his uh, Jack Burton. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Pork Chop Express. Yeah. Man, it's going to be so good. <laughs> Is he going to have the pork chops? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, we'll get to see. Uh, I want to. We'll, we'll talk about that in Good Pop, Bad Pop next week. The Brink and uh, Ballers. Uh, also, we're going to be talking next week. Tonight is when they air the uh, season three finale of Orphan Black. And. Uh, so we're not going to be able to talk about it this episode, but next episode, and don't don't say anything, Dave, uh, because you said in a previous episode, uh, yeah, I don't like this show. I don't like I don't like Orphan Black. I don't like, and he probably still doesn't like it. So big fucking spoilers there. But I'm going to find out next week. We'll find out next week because I'm going to ask you if you've joined Clone Club or hey, Dave. <laughs> don't. I'm going to find out. We'll find out next week if Jay, if Dave has joined Clone Club or if Dave is out. So we'll talk about it next week. He's got some new wristbands so, on. Uh, <laughs> we're going to give you a, a week to marinate on the finale of Orphan Black, and then we'll talk about it then. Uh, we are going to move on into our email section now. Yeah. Uh, these first emails are actually Jurassic World reactions. So we got four emails that talk about Jurassic World uh, first one is from uh, one of my favorite comic book podcasts out there, The Comic Slobs. So they say, hey, Leftovers, The Comic Slobs were really excited to see this movie and ran out to see it as soon as we finished the latest podcast recording. Wow, they're just plugging away, aren't they? They just ran to their cars and <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> we just got back from the podcast. Hey, because you didn't know we have a podcast. <laughs> they're eating popcorn and they're like, Podcast. <laughs> Do you like Jurassic Park 2? Like us on Facebook. We'll love our podcast. <laughs> uh, podcast train, plug a plug a choo choo. <laughs> anyway, they say. <coughs> <coughs> We're so eager to rate this that we won't even wait a week for our own Jurassic World episode. What? The verdict, taste the last 20 minutes. That's right. Sneak into the show just for the ending. Scoop out them soggy cinnamon toast crunch pieces and slurp that delicious dino dunked milk. Keep up the great work, boys. The comic slobs. So I used to like their show. It used to be one of my used to be, used to be one of my favorite comic book podcasts. And yeah, you are correct, comic slobs, as usual. Uh, yeah, Dave kissing ass as usual. Big shocker there. Big twist ending there. M Night Shyamalan Dave. 
God, you stroke the listeners. You stroke everybody, Dave. It's, it's sad. There's no skin on your hands anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's like bleeding and crying. He's got so many good things to say about you. <laughs> we need four more hours just for that. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, our buddy Eric Grubb, uh, he was actually on the podcast a couple of times, um, uh, the, uh, what was it, the Awesome Star Joe's crossover, and then he was also on an episode where we had the, uh, where he talked about Star Wars Celebration with us. So he says, hi, Brian, and probably someone else that's not Jake. <laughs> <laughs> True. Just some quick thoughts about Jurassic World. Overall, I give it a taste it. I enjoyed the majority of it, but there were some things that drove me up a damn wall. Hmm. The hamster ball of doom made no sense why it didn't have some sort of override as forced at, 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 that forced it to return to wherever it was supposed to return to. I said that too, I think, on the episode. Like, you think like it would have just shut down and, and it would have just pulled them back. You know what I mean? So Just kind of phoning it in on that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the whole part with the flying dinos. It seemed like that glass broke stupidly easy. <laughs> Plus, most of those suckers were too small to be going after adult humans. I think when they designed that thing, I didn't think they designed it knowing or, or, or thinking that, oh, shit, maybe an Indominix Rex is going to headbutt this fucking thing. Right. You know, I think they just probably designed it enough so that the Dimorphodons and Pterodons won't be able to break through. Kind of the crux of every one of the movies. Right. Oh, we didn't right. think about that one. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not thinking things through is a big thing. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, but, uh, he's like, uh, plus most of the suckers were too small to be going after adult humans. They seem to be about half to three-fourths the size of an average person. So them trying to eat people whole was dumb and not realistic. Personally, I'd rather have seen them shitting all over everyone and making dives on children. <laughs> what the oh, hell, man? Wow. <laughs> it got dark. I also like concentration camps. <laughs> what the hell, dude? Fuck this movie. I'm going to go home watch Schindler's yeah, yeah. List. <laughs> uh, okay why wouldn't the park have some sort of underground bunker system in the event of dinos getting loose you'd think they'd have a contingency plan i mean shit they know what two raptors did to the command center 20 years ago yeah. i think it's just people being fucking cocky again you know what i mean i, I don't know i mean i get i guess if you if you get into too much of this shit you don't have a movie right at one point you know what i mean if you get into like, if you're thinking of it from every angle pretty soon you don't have a movie movie anymore. You yeah, know? this You're, isn't the Da Vinci Code. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't all have to add up. You're overthinking it at <laughs> yeah, that point. Just you enjoy know? it. Just enjoy it. Like, it's like, I'm, I, you know, it's like some movies, like, where they try to be smart, I, I'm actually like, like, like Interstellar. Like, a movie like right. that, you can, like, poke holes in. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about black holes or whatever the fucking movie. But <laughs> I'm talking, you can poke holes in, like, their science and shit. I'm not Neil deGrasse Tyson. Even gravity. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Gravity, You want to hate on gravity because right. the science wasn't right. Science! <laughs> science! <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's like a movie like Jurassic Park. Yeah, there's science involved. You're bringing the dinosaurs back. But there, there's got to be some suspension of disbelief, you know, somewhere along the lines. Yeah. And, you know, One just, of the scientists was just like, hey, this is going to be fun. And they right. all went along right. with it. <laughs> Interstellar, it's like the movie where it's like uh, Matthew McConaughey's like, everybody else in the universe keeps getting older and I just stay the same age. 
All right, he goes on to say, the janitors or handlers were more badass than any of the dino SWAT teams. They actually wrecked the shit out of the flying dinos. On the cool things, on the cool end of things, the Ankylosaurus, or Morningstar turtle as you called it, was badass. <laughs> Plus, it's my favorite dino. I also need to call you out on the Raptor heel turn. As soon as I saw the Raptor motorcycle gang in the first trailer, I knew they would. It just seemed totally obvious that it was going to happen to myself and my buddy that saw it with me. Now the face turn surprised me. And that T-Rex slash Raptor I-Rex Indominus Rex fight was cool. Also, that 8-bit version of your theme song is sweet. Later, <laughs> <laughs> later Grub. So. Yeah. Awesome email, man. Yeah. Yeah, good shit. All right, here we go. Uh, the next email comes from Zach Troja. He's sent us emails before. He says, what's up, leftovers? I totally agree with Domesticated Dave when he, last, when he said last week that we need more movies with strong female characters. Yep, yep. When did I say we didn't need that? Dave's the only one who's yeah, ever, ever said that. <laughs> I, I've always just said, we need more weak female characters. That's, that's exactly what I said last Thank week. you. I'm the bastion of social justice here on the podcast. He says it louder yeah. and stronger. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, if you would have... Okay, hold on. I'm going to finish the email, then we'll talk about this. Shut up, Dave. I think, I think James Cameron did it best in Aliens with Ellen Ripley and Private Vasquez, who were both extremely badass, strong female characters. I'm sure that we will see Ellen Ripley again in the upcoming Neil Blomkamp Alien Project, which is said to be a sequel to Aliens. Thanks for the podcast. You guys rule. Zach Troja. Zach, listen, dude. I'm not saying that I don't... I want less female fucking... Uh, empowered females in movies. I was just saying, like, this movie, this is an original character. Now, if they would have done this to, like, Supergirl or Captain Marvel or Wonder Woman, you know what I mean? Then maybe I would have had a problem. Like, those things, like, some of the things were kind of, like, out of, like, whoa, that's out of Captain Marvel's character. Right. I gotta, this is an all-new character. Yeah. They can do this character whatever they want to with her. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, she has to just be, like, you know, fucking Nancy Badass out of the fucking gate. Right. And I I, I got more emails. It doesn't end here. Well, you know, let me just add yeah. to that. It's just like with guy characters. There's mm-hmm. weak guy characters. That's what I said. There's the, the fucking uh, the, 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 the gatekeeper. That fucking schlub. Right. What a piece of shit that guy was. You don't have to always exactly. have strong characters. Right, 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 yeah. Okay, we're going to insert insert empowered female character here for the sake of inserting a empowered right. female character here. Right. That's great if that's what it calls for. Exactly. If it doesn't, it and doesn't. I, yeah, and I feel like she redeemed herself at the very end. Mm-hmm. So... Thank you for your endorsement, Zach Attack. I appreciate it. Yeah, fuck you, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you too, Dave. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Next email. Next email comes from our buddy Daniel Murphy. Danny Murphy's my fucking boy. He knows this though. He knows he's my fucking boy. He's my. He, he's the guy we talk about the raid and the raid too. Oh yeah, yeah. He loves those movies. Fucking love the raid. Yeah, he loved the episode where I got drunk and I kept saying Danny Murphy and the raid. <laughs> he loved that episode. But he said, I just wanted to start by saying the show has been awesome as of late. Keep up the amazing work. Wait, as of late? As of late. I guess it's been- <laughs> no, dude, I gotta give it up to him. Fuck this email. <laughs> no, he's right. The show's been shit in the past. <laughs> 
So, yeah, I don't know. I still think it's crap now. But anyway, moving on. He goes, I got so worked up listening to this week's episode. I just had to send you guys an email. Holy shit, I love that. That's what I love. It's like people get so fucking worked up, like in their cars, listening to the show. If they hear an opinion, they're just like screaming. Right. You know, I had – I'll tell you about it later here in a little bit. But, yeah, people really got worked up this last episode listening to us uh, talk. Dave, it was crazy. <laughs> he says, I want to talk about so-called – strong female roles in movies. <laughs> oh, shit. I am so tired of all the criticism from movie critics for constantly hating on movies for not having strong female characters, when a lot of the time, these movies do feature strong characters. My view of strong and others may differ. I think people like Dave can only see a female as strong as if they are intelligent, physically strong, etc. They may have, they have to, hey Dave, you put your opinion out there, Chief, man, so now you gotta listen to it. You gotta listen to both ends of the fucking spectrum. Well, that's cool. Alright, so he goes on to say, they have to be the whole package or they are just a weak female. When I saw Bryce Dallas Howard's character in Jurassic World, I did not see a weak woman by any means. Albeit, the character did not have an overwhelming amount of building during the course of the movie. I saw a woman who was career-oriented, obviously enough to get an executive position at the largest theme park in the world. I also saw a woman who was smart and strong enough to realize she was not focusing on her family, so she turned 180 and went after them by any means. She also was physically strong when she saved Chris Kratt, shot guns, ran through the woods, and went for the T-Rex to save her family. She saved the day almost as many times as Pratt did, and that is my point. And, and I also wanted to point out when she saved the day when, when Pratt was fucking being attacked head on by that Demorphodon when it had him pinned, she was the one that took out the Demorphodon. Right. So right there, bam. Wow. Saving the day. Saving the day. <laughs> she ain't doing shit, right, Dave? Anyway, moving on. Anyway, moving on. The rest, rest of the email here. Suck it, Dave. <laughs> He says uh, she had her. That's what I do. <laughs> she had her flaws, and that was obvious. But what person, male or female, doesn't? Chris Pratt's character obviously had his as well. Not being smart enough to see that the work he was doing with the Raptors was being funded as a military weapons project, and not seeing that the Indominus was a Raptor, even considering to use the Raptors as a weapon, went completely against his stance early in the movie. Which Dave blamed this on Bryce Dallas Howard again. Dave's hashtag fuck Claire again. Dave's blaming this on Claire. She's got to be fucking omniscient, all fucking knowing. Otherwise, she's not a strong, empowered fucking female. Right, Dave? Fuck you moving on to the rest of the email. He says, I think these... I think... I think people these days are constantly looking for strong female characters and they complain if they are not a complete package. Even though 90% of the male characters we get are only... Did I just read this? No, 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 no. I, it's just, it's just, it's so unbelievable. I don't know. This is an unbelievable email. I love it. Anyway, he says, he says, uh, 90% of the male characters we get are only physically strong and are rarely a complete package either. I think it is an unrealistic expectation to have a very female character be Captain Marvel unless it is a superhero movie. And even Carol makes questionable decisions sometimes. And that makes her human, not weak. When I think about this, I only have to think as far as my wife. She is what I would consider a tremendously strong woman. She is smart and tough enough to be the full-time mother to our three children. Although she wouldn't do anything it takes to save our children, she is not a physical specimen. 
Oh, oh, excuse me. Although she would do anything it takes to save our children, she is not a physical specimen. And in the care of runaway dinosaurs, I don't think she would act much differently than Bryce Dallas Howard did. So, when assholes, like Dave, (laughs) call her character weak and shitty, it just makes me want to smack them in the face. This may be overly sexist, not sure if this even makes sense, but I just had to rant. Wow. Dan Murphy. Damn, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Say it, you Dave! Dave talk. Well, Danimal, um, Danimal, I just I just gotta say that uh, you well, know, hey, Dan you, and yogurt. All right, <laughs> no, I'm, you know what? That's, I'm gonna change it, Dan and Brogurt. Because you know, bro, you're still my bro, even though you call me an asshole. <laughs> Dan and Brogurt, listen here. Your your email is definitely um, um, a, a, a proud rebuttal. Uh, in the misogynist tradition of using package as many times as they can in one email. Thank you very much, Danimal. Tell me more about the package. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Did you think the onslaught of email hatred towards Dave was going to end there? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I absolutely no. did But wait, there's more. Yeah, let's, He's controversial. Let's, <laughs> I eat your spite. It is delicious. Keep the hate train chugging. Yum, yum, yum. Here we go. This if I'm not one. sleeping. Nom, 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 nom. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm energized by all of this spite. Take it back from the mic. You almost ate the mic on that last one. Okay. All right. So, all right. This next one comes from Aaron Claude Miller. You're Air Bear. Oh, Air Bear. He's How are Air you, Bear. buddy? Yeah. He says, hi, Brian, dot, 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 and D0M35T3D4V3. Obviously a Twitter follower. <laughs> Listening to the Jurassic World episode, and I couldn't disagree with Dave Moore regarding Dallas, uh, Dallas Bryce Howard's character of Claire. Not every woman in every film... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. He titled this. I I also wanted to point this out. I'm going to read this, but subject was Dave's a White Knight. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, here we go. I don't know if that's a good thing. Uh, I think think he's busting out the Air Bear stare right now. He's going to be hurting you. (laughs) He says, not every woman in every film needs to be G.I. Jane to be a strong character. Claire begins the film as the woman in charge of the entire park, which is already a position of power. Over the rest of the film, she grows as a person from a cold corporate woman who views animals as things and can't be bothered to connect to her family to a woman willing to put her life on the line to save her nephews who has empathy for the dinosaurs. But more to the point, not every script ever needs to fit the mold of whatever the feminist community and their white knight friends view as acceptable. Because in real life, not every woman fits that mold. No one is up in arms that the nerdy computer guy never gets his moment to be a man. So why would it not be okay if Claire hadn't become the strong woman she did? She did, though, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Also, she saved Pratt's character more times than he saved her, dot, 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 so, dot, 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 yeah. love Aaron Claude Miller. I do too. Yeah, Jay actually, Jay actually, Aaron, just so you know, Jay actually texts me. He's like, I'm listening to you and Aaron Claude Miller. And he's like, I'm loving the, yeah. the dynamic between you two. Love so. him. He has a lot of good fucking points. And, and he just did again. Yeah, and a great email. <laughs> great email. Yeah. yeah. You remember how uh, the park was shut down in the original movie? Yeah. 
I'm hoping that this email will just shut him the just fuck shut down. Dave shut down. Dave down. Shut Dave down. Shut him down. Shut him down. It's going to take a lot more than that. Shut him down. Shut him down. Shut him. Shut him. I'm sorry. Public Enemy just hit me. I'm Love sorry. It. You're yeah. going to have to play that yeah. later. I'm going to have to play that. <laughs> when we go to break, yeah. I'll play some Shut Him Down. Fuck yeah. Yeah. All right, Dave. Dave. All right. You want to have a one-on-one here with Air Bear? No, I, I love me some Air Bear. Thank you, Air Bear. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate your feedback. And uh, I definitely uh, – I think I'm going to have to force myself through a rewatch to see these times that she saved him more than he saved her. But okay. I'll, I'll, I'll concede that you may, in fact, be right. I'm going to have to force myself. <laughs> you act like you tossed it, you motherfucker. You act like you tossed it, dude. You fucking tasted this movie. You were tasting the tip of this movie's dick so hard. Uh, you loved it, man. Come on. I'm, I'm in a tossy mood today, I guess. I don't uh, know. Jesus. All right. Moving on. But no, you know what? Actually, I wanted to – this is good – this is actually good for me to jump into this. It's not a news story, but because I wanted to put it here. But um, recently, Chris Pratt was asked by Kirsty Lang of Radio Force Front News if he felt objectified on the basis of his new physique in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pratt, as you recall, he lost 60 pounds for the role. Here's what he said. A huge part of how my career has shifted is simply is based simply on the way that I look, on the way that I've shaped my body to look, adding that he felt totally objectified right he goes on to say i think it's okay i don't feel appalled by it i think it's appalling that for a long time only women were objectified but i think if we really want to advocate for equality it's important to even things out not objectify women less but objectify men just as often as we objectify women there are a lot of women who get careers out of it and i'm using it to my advantage and at the end of the day our bodies are objects we're just big bags of flesh and blood and meat and organs and that got that God gave us to drive around. Damn right. So I think that's an interesting way to look at it. I don't know if I agree with it a hundred percent, but you know what I mean? He's just saying, hey, let's meet somewhere in the middle if we're gonna objectify objectify men too. I think it's pretty realistic so. and I, I don't think it's always objectification isn't always a sexual thing. Sure. Sometimes it's just like Damn, that person looks good. They take care of themselves. Right, it's right. not about anything else sometimes. Right. So, you know, everyone jumps on that, oh, he's a sex object or she's a sex object. No, it's just they, they take care of them. They look good. Who cares? Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I, th- I think that's a good way to approach it is just to say this should be a level playing field. And, yeah, you do, you know, get a little more attention because of it. But. Sure, sure. But, I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's, the time we look, it's the time we live in now, too. I mean – you, you look back in the day, and like Marilyn Monroe, she didn't have like one of these uh, these right. these bodies that women that we see on the front of magazines now. You know, she she had a little bit more. You know, she's a little bit bigger, yeah. but she's still very sexy. Yeah. I mean, I think there can be room for you know that, and you know, even the plus size models and things like that. I think I think uh, I think I think it's all subjective, just like our opinions on movies, and uh, you know, it's all subjective. I mean, uh, I mean, some people have foot fetishes and shit like that. You know, right. there's different people that are into different things and and people that are into different physiques yeah some some girls are gonna go head over heels for the fucking nerdy guy that just eats corn chips all day that's true and plays on the computer they're right. gonna love that guy right but you know it's the same thing can be said for the guy that works out all the time right. is looking good it's yeah. I, I i don't see why we got to nitpick everybody that that in itself is a problem like i've got to nitpick you because your appearance or i've got to yeah. Make this statement because people like you because yeah. you look a certain way. No, I, that's your fault. Yeah, I, I think that the the media that they do they do need to do a better job of like trying to you know, not to quote Christina Aguilera, but you know, uh, you know, you know what I mean. We got 
what, did, what was that song that she sang about, you know, you are beautiful, I am beautiful? It was a, it was a cover, right? Great song. Yeah, but, but uh, you know, like everybody's beautiful in their own way. Right. You know what I mean? They are. Except for a few of our listeners, which I'm going to talk about a little bit. Yeah, I'm kidding. If, I'm if, kidding. If you're the one that's not focusing on that and seeing the beauty and everything else and say, oh, they just like that guy because of that, yeah. that's your problem. Yeah. No, I was kidding about our listeners. I think it's kind of, it, it's Sorry, I've been quiet a minute. I was over here doing some crunches while they were talking. It's it's really hard to go there, through thinking, life. Thinking of that joke. <laughs> it, was, it was really hard going through life being so objectified like Chris Pratt. And, uh, you know, I just I, – I, I do take the time out – from my workouts to try to like take you know give you guys some love. So if you if you don't agree with my opinions, I'm very sorry. But you know I, I just don't want to be objectified by you and and, and uh, uh, don't allow yourselves to be intimidated by my uh, rock hard six pack. <laughs> No one was. Yeah. yeah. We're not intimidated, <laughs> Let's just get to our next email. Next email, please. Well, yeah, yeah let's move on. I'm, I'm going to flex my abs at Aaron Quad Miller. If he, doesn't, if he doesn't stop sending hateful emails, I'm just going to flex my abs at him. That's a fucking warning. <laughs> our rock-hard white knight over here. <laughs> All right. Next email comes from Anthony from Tokyo. He says, hey, Brian and Dave. He's just like, now they know. It's like, that, 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 and Frank, and who knows when the fuck Jake's coming back. We don't even know. It's we don't know. have no clue. Yeah, it's like, it's an ever-rotating cast. Like, one of these days, it's just going to be like me and my cat, Mrs. Mac. It's like Lost, though. Yeah. I mean, this is the podcast. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. All right. Yeah, maybe I'll start watching Lost. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he says, hey, Brian and Dave, still no Age of Ultron here in Tokyo. Wow. Can you fucking believe that shit? What the hell? Yeah, dude, they're way behind in shit, man. He says, but I have been listening to the, ep- uh, but I have been listening to the episode after the review. Uh, glad you keep them coming despite difficulties. Plus, I know this must take up a good chunk of your time. Thanks. Either of you watching The Americans or Halt and Catch Fire? Any of you guys watching uh-huh. these shows? I think, uh, uh, Amer- The Americans, that's an FX show. Okay. And Halt, um, AMC. And Catch Fire, AMC, okay. Um, no, I have not been watching these. He, he goes on to say, both are Tupperware in my opinion, and mm-hmm. I recommend anyone check them out if you have room for a new show. Always. Yeah, we'll check them out. Hyundai is actually a Korean company, and so was the commercial. Also, Godzilla was known as Godzilla here in Japan. I understand that. I actually said that they 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 uh, they don't recognize that as a Godzilla movie. Uh, uh, the they do uh, because uh, Toho actually approved it, but once it came out, like people over there, as far as I know, don't call him Godzilla. They they've nicknamed him, christened him Zilla. Okay. So it's they don't want to recognize him as Godzilla. <laughs> Lil Zill. Right. As like, Lil Zill. But they don't want to recognize that as Godzilla and so they call him Zilla. Like even so much that in I think Godzilla two thousand, I forget the name of the film, but like um they had it, no, it was 2004 or 2005 they came out with a Godzilla film over there, and it was Godzilla, traditional Godzilla, fighting um, the Godzilla from the uh, Bruckheimer film, oh, the wow. 98 Bruckheimer film. So okay. that fight took place. So and it lasted 30 seconds. It lasted – like it was the – Fastest fight ever, like you know, Godzilla, like you know. I didn't even know that. That's no, it, no, it's the. Sh- it was they. He's much bigger than him. Right? They smash. Yeah. <laughs> they made it the shortest fight 
ever. They wanted to make it so ridiculously nice. one-sided that like everybody wow. knew like like that is not Godzilla. I want to see that now. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Just watch the fight. It's so cool. That's awesome. Um, the, basically he like, uh, lunges at him and then the other Godzilla like fucking like throws him in shit and then atomic breath into a building and then just fucking like kills him. It's so, <laughs> it's like within 30 seconds. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, he says, anyway, uh, oh, he goes, uh, I never really followed Godzilla, but that film was the shit. Uh, anyway, last thing, you guys are so lucky you are not in an earthquake prone area. I have no desire to see San Andreas. Been dealing with quakes for years. Yeah. I was here in, uh, I was here for the Tohoku, uh, Tohoku quake that caused the tsunami. It was extremely scary and unbelievably sad. Take a moment and thank Kung Fury that Illinois ground is stable. Fuck earthquakes. Wow, yeah, no shit. Uh, keep it going and props for quitting smoking. Hold strong because you still want them even after years have passed. Yeah, I haven't smoked yet uh, in four days. On the 24th, it'll be my four-month anniversary of quitting smoking. Uh, Dave picked it up after a week of quitting. Way to go, Dave. All right. All right. Yeah. Mm, delicious. <laughs> so It's yeah. a bitch. Yeah. It's a bitch. But yeah, that's awesome, man. All right. Thank you. That was a great email. Thank you. Uh, next email comes from Vincent Jankowski. Dear Leftovers, dot, 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 and Domesticated Dave. Huh. I recently rewatched the first X-Men movie. Senator Kelly is Magneto's test subject and becomes a mutant. My question, is there a comic based on the mutant <coughs> that Kelly becomes? Second question, if you lived in the Star Wars universe, what lifestyle would you want to live? Jedi? Uh, Jedi? I said that really weird. <laughs> Jedi? Like I, like I wasn't sure of how you like pronounce not it. His, I want you to say them like, all weird. Like, like, Sounds like not his answer. <laughs> Jedi? <laughs> no, gosh. <laughs> I'm so unsure of everything. How do I say Jedi? Star Wars? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> Exactly. Hunter. Yeah. He says Jedi, Sith, bounty hunter, etc. Thank you. Always. I guess we could throw Inquisitor in there too. Now. Yes. Stormtrooper, Chrome Trooper. Shit. We can throw anything. Spoilers. He says uh, thank you always for your advice, opinions, and hours of fun and entertainment. And hours of fun and entertainment. <laughs> Only here on Pop Culture Leftovers. If you haven't joined our Facebook page, <laughs> like it today. <laughs> All right, Dave. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you guys tackle this X Men question. I I don't know the answer to this one. He says uh, Senator D. Kelly in uh, the first X Men movie. Uh, I remember this part that he uh, he's Magneto's test subject, and he later becomes a mutant. He wants to know: Is there a comic based on the mutant that Kelly? Becomes. Not that I'm aware of. And the answer is no. I, I'm pretty sure. Just remembering when I was mm. researching that, that mm. it is based on some some other mutant character. Okay. But I I can't remember. Right there, so there, there, uh, there was uh, the uh, what is what he was during the '90s. Adam X, the extreme, who was retconned to be possibly connected to the Summers, and so he had a latent mutant gene, but it, there was nothing involving Senator Kelly that I'm aware Not of. Not a direct tie into Senator no. Kelly. No. Okay. Okay. All right. Second question, guys. If you lived in the Star Wars universe, what lifestyle would you want to live? Jedi, Sith, bounty hunter, uh, smuggler, you could throw that in there if you wanted to. Uh, 
Fuck, guys. Uh, I'm dying to hear what Jay has to say. Uh, but uh, I'm going to... I know what people are expecting me to fucking say. <laughs> Cue the music! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, Dave, Dave, uh, I'm going to ask you first, man. Uh, what are you thinking as far as uh, who... who would, what, what kind of... What would you want to live out? In- I would be a Jedi with a yellow lightsaber. Jedi with a yellow lightsaber. <laughs> Don't you want to smack him sometimes, Jay? <laughs> almost did. Jedi with a yellow lightsaber. <laughs> I, it's almost like I put some thought into this before. <laughs> and why, Dave? Yeah. Uh, I would it, like empty there. No. Jedi with a yellow. It, it's self-explanatory, I, gentlemen. I, Moving on. <laughs> In your face. Doesn't it speak for itself? Uh, no, I. I uh, I would strive for. Our listeners might want to know. I would strive for the. <laughs> I would strive for the balance of the force, and uh, uh, I have always liked the Sinestro Corps in DC Comics, and would uh, represent them via my yellow lightsaber. Smack him, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right. That was like a kung fu smack. That's not fair. <laughs> All right, Jay. What would you? What do you think? I would. My dream. My dream from the beginning when I saw the Star Wars movies. What I would want to do is to be the smuggler, to be the Han Solo type character that finds out later that he is a Jedi. Okay. And then does not join the Jedi ranks, but goes rogue and joins the Sith. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Wow. I love it. I kiss. I'm conflicted. Yeah. I can I abide by those. Oh no. Fuck Rules? No. I don't think so. You can't have sex, dude. I can't have sex. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, I'm covered there. I'm good. I'm and a Jedi. As a smuggler, I've probably already had tons of sex. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was always... I was always the conflicted one. I was like, yeah. I can see where Anakin's coming from more than Luke. Always. Mm-hmm. Right. See, I can see, like, I can see, like, if, if we were asking, like, what superhero would you want to be... Jay would be like, okay, I'm Batman. Right. Because Batman still gets ass. He gets a ton of ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Whatever he wants. So it's like, you know, I can't see you being a Jedi. No, just I'm not because that of good. That. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be. Right. In my heart, like, people would be like, sure. oh, pull it for me. Yeah. And I would let them down. I, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So. <laughs> What would your answer be? <laughs> Who's the music for? I don't know. <laughs> What's that large red thing you have behind you? I feel like marching for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting kind of dark in here. Honestly, I, I would, I would, I, I would definitely shit, man. I want powers, man. I yeah. want fucking powers. Yeah. Um, man, but. On the flip side, man, I, I think I'd want to go the Boba Fett route, dude. Wow. I think I'd want to fucking go the Boba Fett route. I mean, if I had to choose, I'd go the Boba Fett route. Because I'm, I'm mysterious and shit, and you never know what's going to happen day to day. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, if you're a fucking Sith, dude, you've always got somebody after you. If you're a Jedi, you've always got somebody after you. I mean, I think being a bounty hunter, there's great pay. There's probably, you know, I mean, Fucking awesome! Like women probably love these fucking bounty hunters. Yeah, 
So I, I think I'd be the bounty hunter, man. I mean, I love the gear. <laughs> Bosk was just slaying the pussy, man. Dude, who knows, man? He could have been like hitting some crazy shit on the side, man. Well, Bubba Fett was more like the James Bond. Exactly. I'm not saying I'd be Bosk. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> I'd but I'd want to be more like your Boba Fett. Right. Hell yeah. That makes sense. Hell yeah. Give me a rocket pack and shit. Like, <laughs> Rocketeer meets Star Wars. I love that, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't know whose side that guy's on, but he's pretty cool. Exactly. As long as I don't end up in the belly of a Sarlacc, yeah. then yeah. He's done some bad things, it's but he good. feels bad about it. <laughs> but, I don't, you know, it's like I don't want to go. I, I, I got to gotta be a gray character. Yeah. I, I can't be, like, all goody two-shoes and shit. I can never strive for being fucking Yoda. You've heard me on the show. I could never be fucking like that. No. If I was a Jedi, I'd be more like Qui-Gon Jinn, like that cool fucking uncle that you smoke pot with. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So... <laughs> I mean, have you have you had those people in your life who are like that guy is like a Yoda, but then you find out later like he's a little bit full of shit. Yeah, in a exactly, lot of ways. exactly. That's kind of the same way I feel about Yoda. I love Yoda. Don't get me wrong. I don't hate. Yeah, but we don't know what like fucking like he's got in his past and shit. Right, and we don't even know if he is who he says he was. And they're so, very militant. Yeah, they're just as militant about yeah. as the Sith. I hear you, man. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of like you know I mean in way in certain ways they're they're villains in the films. Yeah, I would agree. Mm-hmm. That's why there's an empire. Yeah. So all right, yeah, we're gonna move on. Suck on that answer. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna move on. Uh, let's see here. This uh, this is a let go of your aggression. <laughs> he wasn't even ready for that. <laughs> Next email: greetings, leftovers, and dot 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 Frank. Frank's not here, Chief. Yeah. <laughs> All right, he says, my name is Jordan Waldmeyer, also known as Magneto1138. Yes, the guy that won the koozie. So he was the oh, one that he nice. did the milieu uh, fucking iTunes review, which we got no iTunes reviews this week. So. Lame ass. No koozies. Yeah. I don't get a free koozie, so fuck well, you guys. <laughs> koozie up. I still got to say, guys, don't worry. I still got to send those out in the mail. Um, I owe three people koozies. So, uh, yeah, Jordan, Greg. And Greg Alanti and uh, Joseph, our uh, NBA Fantasy League winner, I'm going to yep. send him one out too. So don't worry, guys. I'm going to get those sent out to you. I'm just a procrastinator. Uh, since discovering the wonderful world of podcasts, I couldn't tell you the last time I've listened to the radio. Unfortunately, something was missing. Sure, there are some great shows out there that provide me with movie, comics, Star Wars, and action figure news. But a lot of them tend to be too formal for me. Mm-hmm. A few months ago, while searching for a new show, I stumbled upon PCL. The first thing I noticed was the runtime. Four hours? <laughs> what could possibly take four hours to talk about? <laughs> Dave says that every fucking week. <laughs> Jackass, it's because you can't stay awake for more than three. Huh, what? Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sorry, w- t- sorry to wake you from your slumber, Dave. He's got something against fours, right? Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll find out about that in the Game of Thrones. <laughs> Anyway, what could possibly take four hours to talk about, and do I have the time to actually listen to it? I decided to give it a shot, and thank God I did. At the sound of the first curse word, I felt I was hanging out with you guys in a bar or comic shop, not meaning to sound like a delusional stalker slash murderer, but it's true. Your show is the perfect mixture of all the things I love to follow and discuss with a great group of guys hosting without the censorship that tends to host, tends to hold most shows back from their expressing their true feelings. The length of the show allows me to spread the episode throughout the week during my commute. And once it's over, I'll either listen to an older episode or sometimes another podcast as I'm eagerly awaiting the new episode. 
Several Sundays ago, I was making my way back home to southwest Louisiana from a comic convention in Dallas where I had Stan Lee sign my wrist and had it tattooed over. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. I've heard, um, I've heard of people having Kevin Smith do that for him before. Oh, yeah. And when I, I went to see Bruce uh, Campbell a few years ago, a girl from the uh, crowd got him to sign the, her uh, forearm, and she right. got it tattooed later that night. Um, so, yeah, where is he? She talked about Stan Lee. He goes, I noticed a new episode popped up for my listening pleasure. It just so <laughs> happened to be the milieu episode to which I proudly submitted a review and apparently won. Anyways, I really wanted to thank y'all for what you have provided for your army. It truly is an amazing show. Now that I'm done with the dick sucking and brown nosing, <laughs> just kidding, but really, I wanted to let you know that I am a writer for a magazine called Exposure. He's giving himself exposure. A little bit. Mm. Ironic. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's a dude. It's cool, man. Uh, it's a new <laughs> local free publication that is already being spread across the states. I'm going to provide a link of an article of mine that you may or may not want to read on the show, but you definitely should, as it pertains to remakes, especially after hearing the news of Big Trouble in Little China mm-hmm. and seeing the Point Break trailer. My writing will probably fit right in with the mood of the show, as I don't like to hold back. Sorry for the long letter, but just wanted to speak my mind. Thanks again, and I can't wait to get my koozie, which will be used on a daily basis. Love, Jordan Waldmeyer. Thank you, Jordan, for the fucking email. That That's was great, awesome. Yeah. And uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read that article at the end of the podcast. Okay. After, after the end of the podcast, I'm going to read the article. Then fucking people will get the Game of Thrones Season 5. So you're getting fucking billing before fucking Game of Thrones Season finale. That's a nice shoe-in. Holy shit. <laughs> Can't beat it. Can't beat it. No, thank you for all the kind words and shit. I still think the show shit myself. And I fucking, I'm the one who does it. So, <laughs> Jay, I wanted to talk to you about that. One of the big reasons that you're back yeah. uh, for this episode, I don't know if you're, you're planning on coming back, hopefully some, for some more oh, and yeah. shit. Yay! But I mean, one of the reasons that you're back is why, Jay? Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, a huge reason, and I am, all I do is listen to podcasts. He's going to stroke Dave. It's because of you, Dave. I'm coming back <laughs> Get a little closer, Dave. Don't I don't want to get slapped again. <laughs> all I listen to is podcasts. Now, uh, I don't listen to a lot of music anymore. I don't. I, I don't listen to the radio. I don't read a lot anymore. All I do is listen to podcasts. And... Uh, Getting stepping away from the show has given me time to actually really sink in and listen to every single episode. I didn't listen to it before because I was in it. Sure, I hate it. Makes sense. I hate myself. Well, I hate myself. <laughs> well, we are the most self-deprecating I know. Pop, uh, podcast ever. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. It's just, I'm like cutting myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> Say it, Jay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that, I, I shame. <laughs> ding, <laughs> shame. The, ding. Reason, the reason I came on in the first place is the same reason I, I came back. This is everything that I'm into, and I would be listening to these shows. And normally, what I do is I'll, I'll play video games and put the show on. Yeah. Um, and, and generally, you know, and I'm not trying to stroke you guys. I'm just saying. Normally, I listen to like Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, you know, all those those yeah. guys, and they're fucking great. But I got so tired of it. And I was like, I need my fix of 
all the things that we talk about on the show. Right. I'd be listening and be like responding out loud to my, I mean, you know, it's just like, God damn it, I can't even fucking respond to this guy. <laughs> I used to be able to talk to this guy. <laughs> Not that we weren't talking, we were sure. still talking, but yeah. I, that's what I love. Yeah, I get, I get texts from you. All it, the time, it, so. it is different. And, you know, those other shows I mentioned, they, they you know, they, they kind of are uncensored in a way, yeah, but yeah. not to the point where we are and not to the point where the show has gone to where it's just unfiltered and you talk about this stuff like you would anybody else. Yeah. Not trying to put on a gimmick or some shit. Yeah. You guys talk about it and it's intriguing and what the fuck is that? Uh, yeah. That's how uncensored we are. This asshole's over here getting a fucking phone call. Get the fuck away from me, Dave. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that that's the whole reason like it's one of those shows that is not like anything else. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm on it and yeah, I'm biased, but that is the honest to god truth. Yeah, but you weren't on it for a while and you just got to listen. If I hated if if I hated it or was bored with this shit, I wouldn't listen to it every night and I do now because I love it that much. And even when I, you know, even when it was Frank or Dave, it was just like it was refreshing. Mm. Aaron Claude Miller yeah. brought his A game, had a great conversation with you. It's always a great conversation, and that's what I love about it. Gosh. All right. I'm going to let you get away with stroking because I love it. Like, if it was you, Dave, fuck, man. I just, fuck you, Dave. You wouldn't have got through half of those sentences. I would have snapped on your ass. I would have fucking – I would have been a raptor fucking ah, – Fuck you, Dave. Shut the fuck up. Stroker. Stroker Supreme. Stroke. Supreme Stroke. Star Wars Supreme Snoke. Supreme Stroke. Dave, cool. that's your fucking Sith name. Supreme Stroke. <laughs> And I'll stroke it to the woman that I love best. I'll be stroking. <laughs> I'll stroke it to the east. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I want to hear. You know, like like I said, I don't listen to music anymore. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I still work at a record oh, store. Oh, you get to hear music when this motherfucker starts singing. I do show. hear he wants to sing more than often yeah. or not, but. Uh, that, you know, I, I domesticated Dave the musical. <laughs> Half the audience is dead at the end of it. <laughs> M- music used to be my whole big thing. That was my life. That was all I listened to. Moment I woke up, moment I went to bed, it was yeah. music. Now it's podcast because I want to hear people talk. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm glad to have it back on, dude. Yeah, so, I, I, awesome. thank you so much. It's awesome. All right, next email. Hey guys, I haven't wrote in a long time. Get it's- the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tossing people. I'm back. No, he says it's Ernesto. Ernesto. It's fucking Ernesto. It's my favorite fucking listener. What's Ernesto's up? my only fucking favorite listener. He's the only one that I love. All the other listeners Number can fucking one? suck it. He's my favorite listener. Everybody wow. else hates me. Shit. Except for fucking Ernesto. Are you ever going to do a list like top ten listeners? <laughs> no. Top, one, top ten listeners? Ernesto's number one. Ernesto's number one through ten. Holy shit. <laughs> Ernesto's my fucking boy, dude. Wow. I love Ernesto. Nice. Dude, seriously, Ernesto's awesome. He's awesome on fucking Twitter. Such a great guy. Even when I shit on shit, Ernesto's there. To, he's like, he's cool. Right. Ernesto, man, he's cool as fuck. So anyway, he says, by the way, still Brian's favorite fan. Yeah. i just wanted to write in and say still loving the show dave is great is is a great co-host i wouldn't mind uh him regularly but i do miss jake i also wanted to say uh to add and say the idea of the rock being in a sequel of big trouble in little china is a great idea i would like darker action visual spectacle and knowing the older big trouble was weird and zany just imagine the visuals they could do now and The Rock running down the halls with two Uzis. Don't get me wrong. I like Kurt Russell, but I'd like to see an 
in shape truck driver. LOL. Keep doing what you're doing, Brian. Love you guys. Peace. So thank you, Ernesto. And now I see why you are uh, christening him your favorite listener. Dude, Ernesto's been my favorite listener. For <laughs> nice. <laughs> This all goes back to like my parents. You're like gonna be parents. my favorite. You keep up this rock love, man. That's awesome. Now this all goes back to my parents. My parents, like my my sister, was their favorite. Right. So it's like, don't blame me. Blame my fucking parents because Ernesto's my favorite listener. <laughs> <laughs> blame my parents. It's it's part of my childhood, and it's you know it's something. It's just it's uh, history repeats itself, right? Oh, it does. It's yeah. a loop. The yeah. sins of our fathers, right? Right. So shit. Right. Yeah, I have a favorite listener. You know, my parents. And they love my sister. Yeah. Fuck you, Melissa. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I'm, dude, I'm fucking around. She's, she's going to have Mike Tyson <laughs> kick your ass. <laughs> I love my sister. Yeah, yeah. She's awesome. <laughs> yeah, my sister's uh, meeting Mike Tyson today. Yes. So, That's awesome. Trying to get her to get him to fucking record an intro. So hopefully, probably not, but hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for next week's show. Did, uh, do you agree with him on that Big Trouble in Little China? Though? I don't, I don't want to see a Christopher Nolan Big Trouble in Little I China. I don't either. I don't want to see a dark one. Hey, did did that come out before the Mortal Kombat games? What's that? The, the Big Trouble. Oh yeah, China. it came out. Okay. It came out in '86. Because I mean, Raiden's totally based off of the the guy in that right. movie, right? right? I mean, I want to see more over the top shit that's just like right. inspiring to zaniness. You right. Know? Now, uh, did you hear The Rock is wanting to get John Carpenter involved in this? Dude, that's That'd just be a, awesome. No, see, that's the thing. He just wants to get him involved so you can get the backing of the people. It's the same thing that happened with that fucking Evil Dead remake. That's true. That's it's true. like, oh, let's get Ramy and Campbell in here as fucking producers so that more people will be like, okay, I'll give the movie a chance. Right. Dude, I hope Carpenter stays as far the fuck away from this fucking train wreck of a movie yeah. as possible. Love you, Ernesto. And, I, you know, hopefully the movie's great, but I don't think there's any way in hell that a rock... Big Trouble in Little China is going to be better than the original, so why the fuck make it? This is going to be Total Recall all over again. It's going to be RoboCop remake all over again. Right, right. Why fucking do it? Right. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, if if you can't touch those 80s movies, I mean, as corny as they were at times, uh-huh. you can't touch how great they were. And if you want to recreate that for a new audience, good luck. Right. Because the only people that's really going to appreciate is people like us who actually saw those kind of movies, mm-hmm. you know? Like yeah. Breakfast Club and shit like that you can't recreate that right. style agreed yeah can you smell what the rock is cooking yeah shit right now <laughs> big pile of shit big pile of shit yeah let's throw that on the old fucking crock pot let's cook that up huh rock it's yeah. a little darker yeah you know why you know why he put it in the crock pot because he's fucking lazy right now he's i'm just gonna throw it in the crock pot and forget it Hey that's man, what, that's he, what I'm going to do with that fucking movie. Set it and forget it. He rock bottomed an earthquake, man. You you know how that movie ended? Did you see it? I saw the rock. The rock just punched the ground. That was the end of it. No more earthquake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> punched on my heart when I found out he's going to be Jack Burton. Oh shit! <laughs> All right, next e- next email comes from Isidro Souza. He says, "Hey, leftovers." Dot dot dot. And Dave. Love the podcast. The Wonder Woman pilot sounds like a good laugh at show and would love the link to watch it, which I sent him. The I'm representing the kid you almost killed line had me cracking up. (laughs) Also, I have a comic book question for Dave during his comic book corner segment. Um, We'll just ask it now since we're in the email. And I did not prepare to read this during that segment because I fucking suck as a show. (laughs) Um, 
he says, hey, Dave, I was wondering if you know any good Judge Dredd comics out there. I Tupperware the movie, and now I want more Dredd. Any suggestions? And just one more thing. If y'all get, if y'all do get t-shirts made, you can bet I'll be ordering one. Thanks and keep up the great work, guys. Isidro Souza. Um, I, I have some Judge Dredd comic books that I'd like to suggest too, if you have some, Dave. Okay, uh, I would suggest, um, anything that involves Judge Dead. It is always consistently awesome to me. So, um, this is, this is basically looks like a zombie version of Judge Dredd. If you see him on any cover or he is involved in the storyline, it's usually consistently good. That would be my, uh, blanket recommendation. I don't have any issue numbers off the top of my head, but, uh, yeah, anything involving Judge Dredd is usually great. All right, if you want the tr- more traditional Judge Dredd, I am going to recommend that you first start reading Judge Dredd Year One. It's awesome. It's a four-issue miniseries. It was by Matt Smith, and it's the early years of Judge Dredd, and it's fucking awesome. Um, also, uh, I was a big fan, and I read every issue of the IDW series that started back in 2012. It's just called Judge Dredd. It's by Dwayne Swarzynski, and it's really good. It really got me into that world. Um, it starts off with like a Judge Dredd story at the beginning, and then at the there's like four, five, six pages at the end where it's just a Mega City One fucking story just like characters that are within that city so each issue is like that so definitely check those out they're awesome so i i really got into the judge dread comics after the movie came out this dread not not the stallone (laughs) big rob schneider fan you just couldn't help yourself i never was into yeah huge rob schneider (laughs) fan oh god i still have three three seashells at home that i just wipe my ass (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how they work i just got shit stained fucking seashells (laughs) So the, the no. only reason I found out about Judge Dredd was like advanced comics, and I'd see the artwork. Yeah, I love the cover art for so many, and that's why I saw the Stallone movie back yeah. in the day. It's yeah. like I love Judge Dredd. I didn't read any of the books. Right, so. right, yeah, definitely read. There's some of the books that you should read. I'm sure there's other books out there that are great too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, hopefully that fucking sequel gets made, man. Oh, yeah, we'll see. I don't we'll know. see. I don't. I don't know. Uh, yeah, next email comes from Jay, not you, but our <laughs> listener. Our hey guys, <laughs> let me read my own email. To you. <laughs> this is so weird when you do that, Jay. <laughs> you can just talk to us right here. I mean, yeah, dude, just fucking text me or shoot me a phone call, man. He's like, I didn't know. I gotta come back to the show. You guys are gonna fuck my email. <laughs> And then I'm going to read it. It's so weird. I want you to read it in your J voice. Uh, he says, hey, guys, I'm not even going to try using names considering the game of musical chairs you guys have going on this month. But I did have a couple thoughts on some of the things you guys discussed last week. So you guys talked about the rumor involving the appearance of Batman in the Suicide Squad. Of course, this is two episodes ago. I didn't read any emails last week. He talked about, yeah, you guys talked about the rumor involving the appearance of Batman in the Suicide Squad. As a writer, I was thinking about what you guys said, and I think it's possible, based on the pictures that have been leaked, that Batman comes to speak to Waller, and in the course of the conversations, all hell breaks loose, Waller turns around... And Batman is gone. The next thing you see is Batman landing on the back of the Joker's car, and the fight ensues. I could totally be wrong, but it seems plausible, and it would be a great I told you so moment for Batman in his cameo. Do you guys think it's either that, or you think it's a flashback scene? I, I think he, I think he's in it real time. Yeah. I think he's definitely yeah. going to be in it real time. I don't think it's going to be a huge part, but it's definitely going to set up some kind of 
uh, feud, if you will, between him and the Suicide Squad. Yeah, and that that's coming out before Man of Steel. Or, no, 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 or no. no. Uh, Batman next... v Superman comes out uh, in 2016 in March, okay. and then we're looking at I think in November, okay. Suicide Squad comes out that same year. Okay, so we're getting it, two DC movies that year and three Fox fucking Marvel movies coming out that year. Yeah, what a and we're getting fucking Civil War. What an insane year! Every year fucking, just keeps getting bigger. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I kind of, and I don't know if you guys have already said this, but I just kind of felt like he's coming because of Joker's involvement with the Suicide Squad. Yeah. And he's coming to kind of try and stop that from happening, mm-hmm. mainly because of him. He may not even know about the whole team. He may not even know about Waller. Right. But maybe Joker's already a part of that team because of Harley Quinn or whatever. But that's, I think he's right. I think it's something to that effect, you know? You know, like, I've always thought, like, you know, if there's all this shit going on with the Suicide Squad and it's taking place in Gotham, yeah. Batman's supposed to be the greatest detective in the world, and if he doesn't know what the fuck is going on in the shadows of his own fucking city, and it actually, like, from what we've seen from some of the footage that they've, like, taken pictures of, um, you know, there's scenes of, like, Harley Quinn walking around in the streets with a bat, and yeah. there's, like, a fucking chopper burning on the fucking ground and shit. I mean, they're not that, covert. If yeah, exactly. <laughs> if that's not bringing the attention of fucking Batman, I don't know what is. Right. If it is in fact taking place in Gotham, and the, and which that, it should be, that makes total sense. And maybe that's a theme. It doesn't take a detective to fucking yeah, <laughs> right. hear about a downed chopper yeah. in Main Street or whatever. And, and maybe that's part of the theme of Batman versus Superman. Maybe mm-hmm. Suicide Squad is an answer to bring out these heroes mm-hmm. and to get them to come out into the open instead of the other way around. Right. So, but I do think there's going to be some flashback scenes involving the Joker and Batman. Okay, I think I think he's right about that. Yeah, so we're going to see uh, Joker pre fucking uh, damage tattoo possibly. Yeah. There's got you've got to show why he came to that point. Mm-hmm. They will, I think they will. Maybe teases of it, and we'll get more of it in a Batman solo movie. Yeah, yeah. and and I, and I think people discounting this because oh, it's oversaturation. Mm-hmm. They're not showing you shit. That's, that's what the opinion. that's what the director said too. Yeah, David Ayer, opinion. yeah, David Ayer says, you know, hey, well, now we're going, we're going, uh, the blackout, we're blacking yeah. out now, and uh, you're not going to get to see anymore, right? So yeah, I th- he's. I think we haven't we haven't peeled every layer of this onion yet. We don't know what's going on still. No. You know, he, oh, excuse me. We've only seen what he wants us to see. And, so. and you're focusing on so many Batman villains. Mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't he be there? Right. Know, the right. Rogue Gallery. Maybe they all broke out of Arkham. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Dave's, yeah, Dave's been asleep this entire time. <laughs> it's, a, it's a joke, Dave. No, I'm I'm excited to see Batman in it. I hope that it's. Uh, just a little tangential, like, tease for more Batman to come. And uh, a little bit of an explanation for why Joker looks the way he does. Um, but I... I, I I'm saying I'm, Batman himself is the tattoo artist? <laughs> <laughs> I like those tattoos way more, if that's the case. Yeah. But, yeah... Oh, go ahead. Man. But the uh, I I, I want to see the Waller I Batman you, scene. I that's that, what I really want. Yeah. If I don't get anything else, that's what I want. I was just going to say that Dave definitely wasn't the tattoo artist because there'd be like a number <laughs> of damage somewhere, like like one of those E's would have been. The is a number eight. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. There's a three in the E is gone. It's, damn it, three ed. But I mean, this this whole movie could be. Setting up the backstory for Batman and Joker instead of, which I think would be boring right. to be the next Batman movie just all about the Joker. Mm-hmm. I'd honestly rather see the Court of Owls than Joker any day. 
be the be the the first new Batman. Who's going to do Court of Owls first? Is it going to be in the cinematic universe, or are they going to do it in Gotham the TV show? Or is like Warner Brothers going to say, "Hold on, yeah, we're not going to let you do it in Gotham the TV show. We want this for the films." That's a tough call, man. Or they could be like, you know what? Yeah, let's test it out. Let's test it out on Gotham. Let's test it out on Gotham, and then uh, and then you can do it in the movies because because Batman's not going to find out about the Court of Owls in Gotham, of course, because Bruce. In the in the comics, had no idea that that they that they had existed for so long in, in, within Gotham. So he doesn't find out about the Court of Owls as a child. This could all be stuff in the in the background, you know. The most I think you would get on Gotham TV show, eggs, yeah, right? like somebody's got a mask hanging somewhere. Very little, but yeah. yeah, I'm with you, Jay. Like Court of Owls is fresh meat that needs to be fucking barbecued up dude yeah i think they need to take a lot of what scott snyder's done i want to see staple face joker instead of fucking you know juggalo joker yeah. personally <laughs> yeah let let batman feel like he's safe yeah and yeah. make that kind of the starting point of maybe the next batman movie and then yeah. introduce like you're not safe buddy right <laughs> right <all>. exactly <laughs> what what yeah what you thought about your city yeah no, no. dude <laughs> you had no idea yeah you've been fucking like t- chasing you know uh the joke around here like it's tom and jerry and shit yeah but no dude you you have no idea what's going on in your fucking city that's what i want to yeah see. i agree man <laughs> little off topic a cinematic version of owl man that is based off of the court of owls mm-hmm. would be really entertaining yeah true uh, would you ever want to see him uh, introduce the character of Talon? I love yeah. the Talon. Sure, yeah. yeah, James Tinian did a fucking great job with that comic book collaborating with uh, Scott Snyder himself. I love Talon, the comic book. I was yeah. really upset when it fucking got canceled. So uh, if I could see a live-action version of Talon added to this, would be it'd be awesome. That, that's another thing, too. Like I don't think I'd want it to be cheapened by TV. Not that TV hasn't been great lately as far yeah, as Yeah, but what could they really go. do with it on TV? Not much. Yeah. It needs to be an epic kind of situation, mm-hmm. and he needs to come back right. again and again and again. Even if you make, <laughs> even if you make the Court of Owls known to Gordon in right. this Elseworld story, which I don't think they're totally, they would do it. They would do it in Gotham. They would let Gordon know about the Court of Isles. They would let Bruce find out about him as a kid. They yeah, don't care. but you're never going to get like the labyrinth on a television budget. Oh, There's I know no this. way. No, they're not going to do that story on the television budget. They're going to give us a watered down version of the Court of Owls, in my opinion. Hmm. That's what we would get. We, I mean, because we're not going to get the true Court of Owls anyway in the TV verse, because I guarantee you, like, somebody's going to have to, Gordon's going to have to find out about the Court of Owls. It's going to be Gordon's story about the Court of Owls. So maybe you know, maybe if the rumors are true that Gordon is dead in this movie mm-hmm. universe, maybe that's what killed him. True, true, and, very and cool. Batman doesn't know that. Yet. Very cool. Yeah, and then Batman tries to find out. Like you know, I, I I don't have time to figure out. Like you know, right now there's so much other shit going on. But like in my solo movie, I'm gonna try to figure out. You know, who who killed Gordon, or is Gordon really dead? Right. Or is Gordon really dead? Right. And then that unfolds the whole Court of Owls story. Keep that as a yeah. small little back thread. Yeah, oh, yeah. That'd be great. That'd we be should awesome. write this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's finish with Jay's, Jay's email here. He says, uh, yeah, I also listened to a podcast recently where a Hollywood-level writer was pitching his ideas for Batman v Superman. He had a really interesting idea that could be great. What if they met for the first time as Clark and Bruce at a function in Gotham that Lois was attending? You're talking about the world's greatest detective and a guy who can see through walls. They would instantly know who the other one was, but they would 
have to play a clever game of cat and mouse in the scene, something like Bruce saying to Lois, nice to see you, Lois, who's the nerd? (laughs) I think it would be funny as shit and a lot of fun. This is a delicate situation, in my opinion, Jay. Um, How these two meet for the first time. Are they going to meet in costume? Are they going to meet like at a function like this uh, as Bruce, as Clark? This is very delicate because I think this will set the tone for like how I feel for the rest of the movie. This first scene where they meet has to be very fucking cool. I do want to see – I want to see a cocky fucking – Bruce Wayne, however he interacts with Clark when they meet as Bruce and Clark, and you know they will, you know it's going to happen, somewhere along the movie they're going to meet as Bruce and Clark Kent, it's going to happen, this has to be awesome, this has to be, I want to see cocky Bruce Wayne, you know what I mean, and I do want to make, I do want to see Clark get a little bit pissed off when fucking, he starts maybe throwing a, making a pass at Lois, and I want to see maybe Bruce, uh, Clark get so upset that maybe for a second, dude, his fucking eyes start turning (laughs) His eyes start turning red because he's that angry and he's right. got to fucking leave the – you know what I mean? I want to see somebody get under fucking his skin so fucking much that it could give him away. Right. That's what I want to see. World's greatest detective should be able to play some mind games. I mean he, he should be able to play some mind games. For years he's been battling against the Riddler I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So not only have has he been you know learning from them, he, they've been teaching him. So I want right. to see this in the film. What are you guys thinking? Well, we've we've seen the uh, propaganda posters released uh, where the people seem to be behind Batman. Yeah. I could totally see Batman making some sort of public proclamation, I'm coming for you. And then being the master strategist that he is, comes at him in a way that Clark never encountered. He suddenly shows up at some public venue and totally takes away Clark's ability to overpower him by basically human shielding everybody around him mm-hmm. by being, you know, suave, cocky Bruce Wayne where little Clark, the reporter, can't do nothing to him. Right. And just punking him out as much as possible, getting him angry, which therefore makes him worse off in a battle situation. Sure, yeah. Uh, he's not thinking straight. Next thing you know, he's snapping somebody's neck. <laughs> <laughs> snap, snap, snap. Right. Snap into a Slim Jim. Right? Don't you talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, that's, I think it plays to Ben Affleck's strength as an actor. I mean, you, you fucking watch him in Mallrats where he's the douchebag, uh, fashionable male, and you watch that scene in fucking Boiler Room where he's a complete prick. Yeah. It plays to his strengths to be that kind of a Bruce Wayne. I, I almost feel like, yeah, I, I almost feel like he, Knows who he is. Ben, yeah. uh, uh, Bruce Wayne knows Clark Kent is Superman. I think we will get that real early on. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually he's pushing enough buttons, like Dave said. He's pushing enough buttons, whether it's out in public or not, to where eventually Clark... And he lets him know, like, this is who I am. Right. And, and he's you know even in the scenes that we saw, he's still disguising his voice. He doesn't need to disguise his voice, you know, if he's... You know, he's still trying to hide himself right. from Superman. Yeah, so the suit's got to be a lead suit, right? The suit's got to be hiding him somewhere, yeah. shape or form. So I think that's probably more of the case that he's used his de- detective skills to, de- 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 to deduce right. that 
this farm boy is actually the alien. And it's going to... Yeah, Superman. he's done his homework on Superman. Yeah. Not that they don't look exactly alike. Right. <laughs> so true. He is, of course, the greatest detective. Yeah. And yeah, he makes it so much easier because, like, this Superman doesn't have that fucking curl in right. that forehead. And, and if Lois is going to be in this... Why else would she be in it except to use her as that catalyst right, right. to where Superman's like, I'm fucking tired of this shit that you've been doing. <laughs> yeah. But but I've also, I don't know if you guys have, have thought about this at all, but you've, you've seen the statue and it's just like false god. Yes, yes. Doesn't that remind you of the Joker's work? You know, doing the graffiti. It just seemed very joker Ah, like he's setting all this of all that, up. Yeah. He's in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I always get that feeling. Yeah. Just like uh, the early uh, Dark Knight uh, stuff that we saw where it said, Why so serious? Right. It looks like that. Sure. That so makes I sense. Don't know. I don't know. Maybe, uh, or, or Luther? Or, or I he's, like your or theory he's better. working with Waller. Yeah. Yeah. He's supposed to be in Suicide Squad. That's true. Maybe they've put this whole thing together, and maybe the Suicide Squad is behind these. They're two really, yeah, they're really wanting to link this somehow to Suicide Squad. I mean, we're doing this whole expanded universe. They're gonna, there's gonna be links to Suicide Squad. There's yeah. got to be some Suicide Squad Easter eggs in this thing. I think that's and I mean that people are I think they're just going to be Easter eggs people. I don't think it's going to be to the, you know, to the point where it's going to take away from the Batman v Superman battle. Right. Um same thing with the I am convinced that the Aquaman and Wonder Woman thing is going to be very minimal. I'm I'm thinking we're, we're going to mostly get Batman v Superman and I yes, I've read the synopsis and yes, it does sound like Doomsday is going to play a part in this last part of the movie yeah. and I hate that. Yeah. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> very that, worrisome. that should be saved. Yeah. For the Man of Steel proper sequel. Right. So, anyway. If you're going to have a Justice League, yeah. kill Superman. Yeah. Kill him for at least a while. Right. Make this, make that team be a team without him and mm-hmm. then bring him back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, last thing you guys talked about, a possible Punisher Netflix series. I kept going back to series. I kept thinking... I know we were only talking about the casting for the Daredevil series, but I, I kept thinking about you know John Bernthal doing his eventually doing his own Punisher series, and if he can hold his own as not just a character actor, but just be like uh, like you know like the the main guy as main guy in a series. Right. He says uh, the timing is perfect for a guy named Anson Mount to yeah. play the role. I'm a, <laughs> dude, you, who's dude, stroking now? Dude. <laughs> He's stroking me right now because you know you know me. If you've listened to any of our <laughs> past episodes, I'm a huge Anson Mount fan, dude. Oh, yeah. Love Hell on Wheels. Um, so yeah, dude. He said it's perfect for a guy named Anson Mount to play the role. He is the lead. I've I've wanted Anson Mount to play Batman. I've wanted him to play Doctor Strange. Oh my god, is there a role that this guy can't play for right. me? I love Anson Mount. He is the lead on a show called Hell on Wheels, which is finishing its final season. He has the perfect look to play Punisher with the intense eyes. Anyways, hope to hear what you guys think on these points. Dude, I fucking love Anson Mount as the Punisher. I Tupperware that choice. <laughs> if, if it wasn't John Bernthal, I tasted it. Um, even in a even in a fucking world where I'm probably going to watch The Punisher and Dare, uh, in Daredevil and, and watch his own series, and I'll probably Tupperware John Bernthal's performance as The Punisher. But uh, I would still love to see this happen. Anson Mount as Punisher, Tupperware all the way. Love yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's one of those just like with Batman and Doctor Strange where it was such a letdown that they mm-hmm. were not. I was totally upset. Not so much that Ben Affleck was cast, but that Anson Mount did not get the yeah. role of yeah. Batman. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I, I could see the same situation occurring here where he would... I, but I, I don't know, like, standalone Punisher movie or series just seems like a far-fetch. It seems like a hard thing to pull off. Mm. I would rather him just kind of show up when he shows up. Yeah, know? I mean, I was thinking, like, you know, when they when they... When they announced that they were going to do a solo Iron Fist and solo Luke Cage thing, that it was like, wow. Yeah. I always thought that it would be Heroes for Hire, that they'd be together, like they wouldn't separate them. And so I was a little shocked when they did that. So I'm thinking, like, depending on how, like, people perceive and the reception, I mean, how people, the reception of John Bernthal as the Punisher, and I, and then maybe, maybe he'll get his own series, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, you you would have to take the dark and grittiness of Daredevil to the mm-hmm. nth degree, though, mm-hmm. and make him a really troubled fucking drinker, whatever. Yeah, you know, when he's not out killing people, he's in fucking misery. Mm-hmm. That kind of situation, and to do that episode after episode, you'd have be to be really, really heavy. Have to have a really good writer. I mean, it'd be yeah. like it's Dexter, like too. well, it's like watching Shane in his fucking dark days. You know, every episode yeah. in the in The Walking Dead, like True. Where, you know those episodes where he's fucking like sacrificing people and killing them to save Carl and yeah. all that shit. And you yeah. have to have constant threats for the guy. Mm-hmm. You can't just have him sitting and relaxing. True. <laughs> so it would be tough. Yeah, yeah. Frank Castle drinking Mai Tais on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, talk to me, Chief. Well, there's one thing that uh, Daredevil showed us is that you really need a powerful actor playing a powerful bad guy to hold a series together. Mm-hmm. And though we already have our Punisher, we would need a powerful Punisher villain other than the Kingpin. Mm-hmm. And I think that person would be Jigsaw. If you have ever seen that Punisher villain... Uh, Anson Mount would not, be... Not, not Jigsaw from the uh, Eli Roth Saw movies, right? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> no, um, Anson Mount would be an amazing Jigsaw. And uh, that is who I would like to see play the main bad guy because he hasn't really been given much of a of a forum to show his skills other than Hell on Wheels. And I think this might open him up to an even wider audience. And bringing Jigsaw into the... Um, into the foray would make that show dark mm-hmm. and gritty because he's such a brutal killer that he makes Punisher look like a good guy by comparison. Yeah. Damn good point. Yep. Yeah, uh, P.S. Avatar has the dumbest screenplay ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bravo. You travel to a new planet and obtain a new element. After obtaining this element, you name it. What do you name it? Unobtainium. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? And that's the end of the email. Thank you. <laughs> Very good ending. Perfect ending. <laughs> All right, moving on next. Uh, it was a Facebook message. It came from Soulfly McDuffie. He says, hey, PCL, Dave, dot, 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 and Frank, I'm just wondering... What with all the hate on Will Smith's kid and what's wrong with him getting his family in the D.C. door, I didn't see or hear people getting pissed when Martin Sheen opened the doors for his kids or Lloyd opened the door for Jeff and Bo Bridges. And what's with Anthony Mackie – what's with the Anthony Mackie hate? He's a good actor to me. He just didn't play an asshole in 8 Mile. Uh, He plays a lot of characters since then. I've seen some good movies on Redbox that you guys – could enjoy like Everly starring Salma Hayek. It's about a sex slave for the Yakuza action uh, from the start and ending in a comedy called Barely Lethal starring Sam Jackson and Jessica Alba and Sansa from Game of Thrones. 
Uh, trailers for these movies are on YouTube. Sorry for the long message. Keep up the good work. Putting up this show every week that y'all's number... Uh, that's why y'all's number one podcast to me. Thanks, Pop Culture Leftovers. Dude, okay, I don't hate Anthony Mackie. We just think some of the things that he says to the media are hilarious. Yeah. I like Anthony Mackie. I think he's a cool guy, actually. I just think the way some of the things that he says to the media we find hilarious. There's no Anthony Mackie hate on the podcast at all. None whatsoever. Um, even on Jake's end, Jake just, I think Jake gets a kick out of what this guy says to the media. Like, you know, put me in civil war. I want to be in this movie. I want to be in that movie. There's no hate for the dude. He's a, he's a funny guy and I love his interviews. He's very charismatic. I dig the dude. He so. brings that to his characters yeah. too. I mean, yeah. they're fun to watch just like he is. All right. Uh, as far as, uh, the, Okay, yeah, Lloyd Bridges uh, opening the door for Jeff and Bo Bridges. This happens all the time. This happens all the time, and sometimes it's not fair. Who like even like uh, th- there are some people that have uh, had doors open for them that have like failed miserably. Oh yeah, that have not been able to you know be that actor or musician that their parents once were. And here's another thing with Will Smith's kid. I only enjoyed him in um, the. What was it? Uh, the movie where he played Chris Gardner, uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the only, and he played a kid. I think once that okay, he played a very good kid in that movie. I think Jade Jaden Smith somewhere along the line, he became self aware. Yeah, exactly. And he's not when you become self aware that you're not a kid anymore, and that you're this is a job, and you can't just play that be yourself a kid you either are a good actor or you're not and i think after earth proved that this kid is not a good actor and sometimes it just runs in the family lloyd and Bo bridges are phenomenal actors and it just ran in that family same thing with kirk douglas and michael douglas it just ran in that family gwyneth paltrow she comes from hollywood stock i mean and i don't even think her parents actors or just like directors and producers so i mean you know sometimes you just it just works out. And, and, and in Jaden Smith's case, I just don't think it has worked out for me subjectively viewing his work as a, I don't know, quote unquote critic. I'm just not a huge fan of his work so far after the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Um, the karate kid movie, he cannot replace, uh, Ralph Macchio, in my opinion. Ralph Macchio is Karate Kid. And then in After Earth, we reviewed that on our show. And it was just like Jaden Smith. I mean, I think even Will Smith himself tried to step back and let his kid shine and like dumb down his performance. And I still didn't buy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like Will Smith, all eyes on me, Men in Black. Will Smith, all eyes on me, Independence Day. He it was, was very like, flat. he's like, here, I'm going to, yeah, he was very flat and tried to pass the torch to his son and his son didn't deliver. And it wasn't the heavy sci-fi film I wanted. It was pretty predictable, paint by numbers. I just wasn't a big fan of his. I mean, he may be a great kid in real life. I don't know. I've heard some crazy fucking stories about him and shit, mm-hmm. but whatever. I mean, I'm just not a fan. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I just look at that family and I feel like they were all thrown into the kids were all thrown into stardom. Yeah, look at whether, Will, whether they wanted to or yeah, not. Yeah. But then their parents pushed them further. Like Willow you're Smith. Be an actor. Yeah, yeah, Willow. Willow Smith. You're gonna you're gonna rap. You're gonna sing or whatever. Horribly, yeah. I mean, horrible crap put <laughs> yeah. out by other people. Yeah. What, what was that song that she came out with? I, I shake my whip, head. Whip my hair. I yeah. whip my hair. Right. Yeah. So some idiot wrote that for, her, and they're like, "Yeah, go with that." 
And then, you know, the same with him. So what experience is he bringing to the table to become an actor, unlike his father, right. who didn't start out that way. You yeah. know, he grew into an actor. Yeah. And then you're, you know, and, and again, he's young, so mm-hmm. maybe he'll snap out of that. But you're exactly right. Afterwards, it was like, oh, shit, I'm a celebrity. I'm an actor now. Well, well look at the look at the Hanks family. You've got Colin, who's I think awesome. who's talented. Yeah. And then his uh, fucking shithead brother, who's a rapper. Right. He fucking sucks. Right. You can't so, expect them all to be good. Yeah, exactly. I think, honestly, I think the people will speak for themselves. The The free ride for – if Jaden Smith can't perform, he's going to be box office poison and the free ride will end. It will yeah. eventually end. Or I'll be proven wrong and this kid is going to go on to superstardom. Yeah. Okay? I mean it's almost at the point where it, 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 if he continues to suck, he's going to hurt his mm-hmm. father's career. Okay. Dave, Jaden Smith going to stroke him? Go for it. <laughs> Well, Jaden Smith, uh, other than advocating to all of his young, impressionable Twitter followers that they should drop out of school because it's bullshit, um, I would have to say that of the many multitude of reasons to despise this young man, uh, I would say first and foremost, even though all of us aspire to be like Batman, even to want to be Batman, we don't have the audacious, obnoxious tendencies of trying to actually pass ourselves off as Batman, which he likes, he likes to do at every given opportunity. And, man, there are very few things that can make me hate you with a white-hot burning heat than pissing all over Batman. <laughs> because... You know, yeah, Batman may be an entitled little rich kid, but he stands for all things good. And you stand for yourself. So, fuck you, Jaden Smith. Bravo, Dave. (laughs) Seriously, I want to see that The More You Know star right now, man. Right now, dude. You'll have to edit that. Dude, I I, know. I'm going to give you a fucking high five right there. That's cool, dude. I almost teared up a little bit. (laughs) No, man. I think the talent in that family is Will Smith, man. Exactly. Will Smith is the talent in that family. Jade Smith, prove me wrong. All right. We've got uh, three more emails. Can you believe it? Three fucking more emails. I love emails. That's what I love about listening to the show. I love the fucking emails, too. And the show hasn't even started yet. I know. Damn it. (laughs) All right, I'm going to read the next email, and it comes from our buddy Joseph. He was Joseph was the winner of the NBA Fantasy League, and he was on the show before with us. Nice. So Joseph sends us an email. He says, hello, leftovers. Please let Jake be back. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. It's your pal Joseph. You may remember my last email that referenced a certain bearded man baby. <laughs> <laughs> the bearded man baby episode. Classic. This is in reference to that. And it's directed at Domesticated Dave. hey Daredevil. <laughs> On that episode, you all had a good laugh about my email, which is great because when you guys laugh, the leftover army laughs with you. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> but then something happened. Oh. And a verbal gauntlet was thrown down. Oh. Ominous voice change. Oh, fuck. Shit, should I do one? Yeah, you yeah. should do it. All right, here we go. Bring it. Okay. Ominous voice change. Yeah, yeah. there we go. <laughs> you, Domesticated Dave, decided to give me a pet nickname. And on that day, you inadvertently created your arch nemesis, who you dub Josephus. What the serious F? 
At least it's not delicious. How dare you, sir? Did you think you could just keep handing out cutesy widow nicknames and have zero consequences? Here's but a taste of my wrath. Prepare to be shattered. Hold. Hold. Wrestling is fake. Muppets are puppets, and Dirty Dancing sucks ass. Your equivalence to the show is the same as Wave Rider to the DG- DC Convergence. <laughs> I accept the offer to return to episode 100, and with all the intensity of Shia LaBeouf pep talk, lay the smack down on your wannabe Natalie Dorn looking ass, <laughs> and raise my hand in victory after crushing your entire milieu. Oh, shit. Regular voice. <laughs> Seriously, though, Leftovers and Dave, did you guys read Star Wars number six and that mini bomb of the new canon to one of our beloved characters' history? What do you guys think about it? First off, Dave, I'm sure you want to talk about uh, him laying the gauntlet down on you first. Oh, it's okay. Um, well, I've found the uh, Star Wars uh, yeah. uh, issues to be a giant letdown. So, Josephus, uh, I, I'm sorry that, uh, that you... Um, Feel you learned, the need you to learned take nothing. Me. You I, learned nothing. He just said, "Fucking stop it." I feel. <laughs> he I, said, "Stop it, delicious." I, I feel the need to indulge your, uh, you know, uh, feeble attempt at uh, coming at me. So feeble. As, <laughs> as a dude, as, as the man who ominous is, voice, dude. Did you not hear that shit? He sounded like fucking dark side and shit. As the man <laughs> who is uh, accepting your challenge, I, 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 I propose that you send us another email and give us the forum. That our challenge will take. You said so, episode 100. Didn't you fucking hear right, me? Right, but there's got to be some sort of form, some way to judge how we... So he can judge, he can take the form, he can choose Fuck the off. form he's of the, the winner. challenge. There's your, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, he's the winner. He just fucking won. Just because of what that bullshit you're spewing if, right now. If, there if, has to be a forum. If you, a if you would like, forum, if you would like to dictate the, the form of the challenge, I'm happy to accept. <laughs> yeah, well, you just lost. That was the forum right there. His email and you spewing whatever the fuck you just did. Joseph, jo- Joseph, you won. You're the big winner here. Congratulations, Joseph. You won. Good job. You won. Oh, that was a little backhanded. <laughs> what an asshole, right? It feels like a Game of Thrones twist. No, it feels like he's like, he thinks he's a fucking heel in wrestling. You do. Dave. You do. I, I'm, I'm, I, I am a heel. That's true. Oh, yeah. shit. I don't know who said it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make some signage later. I, w- <laughs> I would take Josephus. Yeah. Fight Josephus, fight. Fight Josephus, fight. I'm not going to spoil, like, you know, Star Wars number six for everybody, like, what happened if you haven't read the issue yet. Been trying to, you know. But yeah, it was huge. It was huge. I don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. Maybe it'll work out really cool in the story, but I don't like where they're going with it. I think it's. I think they're taking too many liberties in some of these comics. You know what I mean? Just, uh, in all likelihood, yeah. it would continue to suck like the Star Wars issues. No, have. no. I've, I've enjoyed the Star Wars issues up until like just this, this weird reveal. I actually think the Star Wars main comic is actually pretty good. Um, I, I like the Leia comic too. Um, the Vader comic, not so much. Not a big fan of it. A lot of people do like it. I think it's all subjective. Unless it's Dave's opinion, which is always shit. I like Kanan. I like that one. It's a good comic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. He says, uh, by the way, I figured out Twitter uh, Twitter doesn't do shit unless people are following you. So, yeah, follow that shit. Jedi Joe 3000. So that's Joseph's uh, – Dave, he's probably going to block you. <laughs> uh, 
He says, hope all went well with the Wheel of Fortune. Keep doing all that you do. Your pal Joseph, a.k.a. Jedi Joe 3000 on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. And hi, Frank. <laughs> Frank always showing up late, even in the email. That's perfect, Joseph. Dude, you're awesome. Can't wait to have you back on 100. Yeah, awesome email. I can't yeah. wait for episode 100. Yeah. It, if you didn't hear, I was sick when the Wheel of Fortune came into town. I was going to go on Sunday, and I was uh, – Saturday night, I went to sleep, woke up Sunday, raring to go to fucking Wheel of Fortune, uh, and then I was sick, so I didn't get to try out. Next email comes from Anthony Rodriguez. As pop culture leftovers limps on with a dwindling cast <laughs> – <laughs> Jay's, Whoa. Jay's laughing. <laughs> Brian has done a great job in upholding the true nature of the show. Complete with crying kids. Uh, what is it? Complete with crying kids. Good episode. Squeaky toys and cats meowing in the background. You got to love this dive bar of a show. <laughs> Damn right. I have a few questions hanging in my head. Brian, do I remember you saying you didn't like Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon? If so, Jay's giving me that look. If so. <laughs> If so, if so, if so, if so, why? Um, no, I never said that. I did it. I think I said no, uh, that I didn't, I, I didn't like the idea of Gary Coleman as, <laughs> as Commissioner Gordon at one time. What you talking about, Batman? Yeah, exactly. It's a stretch. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, no, I love Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon. I still think he's the definitive Gordon so far to this point, even more so than old boy in fucking Gotham the series. Yeah, so. we wouldn't be friends if he did. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, Jay Tupper wears all three fucking Nolan movies yeah, he loves sure. them so sure. i took her all three of them too yeah. um i'm okay next question i'm not sure how many downloads or listeners you guys get each week Dave, we don't talk about that Dave, Dave, Dave. <laughs> we don't talk about that oh. break it down Dave. <laughs> <laughs> download dave let's throw a number four in there you fuckhead uh download Ding. dave uh or list yeah i'm not sure how many downloads or listeners you guys get each week but have you considered advertising promoting businesses and or products if so what would it cost um i think early on we kind of talked about it and then we realized that uh you know we are not uh, we're not big we're not a huge podcast we've got uh i mean and I'm just keeping it real, man. It's like we are not getting – I'm not getting fucking Smodcast numbers. I'm not getting Nerdist fucking numbers and shit for their downloads. But the people that are listening, they are they are devout fucking fans, the people that do listen. And, yeah. and, and that's all I give a fuck about. You know, if we only – if the army only grows by like five listeners a week, I'm cool with that, dude. And that's awesome. No, I don't, I don't think about advertising. I've had, I've had fucking like, uh, some different people reach out to me about like advertising like on our website and shit like that. And I don't want to fucking inundate you guys with fucking bullshit. So, um, no, I haven't looked into it. Um, talking about promoting businesses. Um, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I, I don't know, man. I just haven't really thought about all this too much. And, and we, when we've talked about it in the past, we kind of like said, no, we don't want to be that podcast. Yeah. I, I, I think we're all on the same page. We'd rather have, you know, like you said, the quality listeners be the advertising rather than having advertisers on the yeah. show. So, yeah, it'd be great to have, you know, more and more people get on board. But we're, we're happy with the quality of what we got rather than quantity. And to get advertising on board, then you're bowing down to somebody else for, you know. And they're going to have a little piece of your show. Yeah. And you and the listeners and us, this is we do it because we want to interact with you guys. And we want you guys to have a show that you can do that with. 
So that would take away from that greatly. So the more we can just kind of spread it word of mouth, I think right. the better the show is going to be in the long run. You know why we can do an hour's worth of your emails? Because we're not doing an hour's worth of fucking advertising. Yeah, that's true. true, man. You know, I've, I've got a restaurant. You're never going to hear me say the name of it on here. Because yeah. this, is about, this is about what we love, not about who's paying us money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Once it becomes about work... Yeah, <laughs> that it just kind of exactly. sucks, you know. Yeah. This is more about passion, mm-hmm. and this is more about camaraderie and building a, a building a community around right. a podcast. Yeah, and that's the whole plan, I think. You know, fuck the man, fuck the man. Yeah, fight the power. Yeah, yeah. but if Star Wars second is, public enemy reference, hell to the podcast, yeah, dude, we're on the right track. Yeah, gentlemen. boy. I'll be your hype man and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, that kind of ties into the next question that he asked. He says, speaking of which, why hasn't Domesticated Dave or Frank ever promoted their business on the show? I don't think I have ever even heard them even mention the name of their businesses. And Dave, you just answered that question. I going to say, I'd let Little Sweet come on and pimp something. That'd be Little about sweet. it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I, like I've said before in the past, like early episodes, like I want this to be like the fucking early days of fucking like MTV when it was about the music and shit and it, it, and it didn't get all corporate and fucking sell out and shit. And guys, even if we were fucking big enough to get fucking sponsors and shit, uh, I don't know, man. It's like I, I, I can't see myself doing it unless the sponsor was like somebody that we really stood behind and that would let us fucking keep our voice and shit yeah. in promoting their product. But guys, we're not that big enough. I don't have like fucking like uh, companies like hunting me down like, oh, dude, will you pimp my shit on your fucking show? It's not like I get emails like that. I do, though. I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. I do get emails from people that are like, you know, directors and People doing like small independent films or very small comic books that want us to read their comics and interview them on the show. That's something we can get behind, yeah. But I don't do that, Jay. Yeah. I, I, even then, I, I can get behind the project and like maybe post it on our Facebook page, which I've done before. But get, having them on the show to talk about it, the, the fucked up thing is, and I don't know why, but the people listen to the podcast because of me. For some fucking crazy reason, they listen to me, they listen to you, they listen to Frank, they listen to Jake, they listen to Dave, they want to hear us bringing a new voice on this thing. they like, I don't know this guy, and I don't know why this guy wants me to read his fucking comic book. Right. And so I think the people that listen to the show, they want to hear us. They want to hear us. You know, I mean, during Good Bop, Bad Pop, if I, if, you know, if I fucking... If you know what, if I read something like if I read one of these comics and fucking really liked it, maybe I thought I'd bring this person on. But I want you people, the people like us, I think for some fucking crazy reason, it's like, oh yeah, here's uh, Johnny Bananas and he's going to talk about his new comic book. You know, uh, whatever Johnny Bananas goes to town. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's about masturbation. I- Sorry. I, I've always kind of looked at it as like the early days. <laughs> what, Dave? I didn't tell you about my comic book corner. How did you know? <laughs> I, I've always looked at it as like the early days of the like. <laughs> Dave, Dave's gonna Tupperware it. <laughs> the, you know, like the early days of like the bulletin board servers. Yeah, yeah. Before we had the full blown internet, internet yeah. with just old fucking folks. Thank you, Al Gore. Yeah, thanks, you son of a bitch. <laughs> we, Inconvenient. We are the legend of the red dragon yeah, of the podcast yeah, universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah. But that's what I love. I love that community, and and I think like yeah, there's Facebook. Eh, check us out on Facebook. Right. There's Facebook and Twitter and all that shit. But back in the day, it used to be you had your core group, 
core groups are great. Let's yeah. have a core group. And then, you know, whatever else happens from there, we're not looking for anything. Yeah, dude, that's what I love about, like, the iTunes reviews. It's because, like, you know, we hear from the real fans in the iTunes reviews, and every once in a while we'll have, like, one of those motherfuckers that are, like, one star. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, dude, fuck you. Yeah. You're not a part of this fucking <laughs> yeah. community. Fuck yourself. Go listen to NPR bullshit. Yeah. We don't serve your kind here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're totally Seriously, right. the Pop Culture Leftovers Army? If they're not wearing a shoot uh, a shirt or shoes, that's fine. You're getting service. Yeah, you can come it's in. you motherfuckers that are wearing business shoot, uh, sh- uh, suits and shit that can fuck off. Yeah. So I, I didn't say that the way I quite wanted to say it. <laughs> I kind of like slurred all over those words. But shit always oh, tends yeah. to go wrong yeah. when you involve crap like that. Yeah, and that's advertising. True. Right. And, and I think it's just yeah. which is why we're talking about this, Dave. We would like you to leave the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. It's been great. <laughs> no, like, w- if we ask for money, it's to help our dear friend yeah. who was wronged by someone. Yeah. That's pretty much what it's going to take for yeah. us to take money for this because we just love it. Yeah. So that's yeah. it. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's like one of those things, like, I've been tempted to, like, like, like ask the Army, like, we need we need things. I'd love to get a new mixer. I'd love a to. studio. I'd, I'd, yeah, well. <laughs> Well, I'd love to upgrade. The studio like, is decorated awesome. I, I don't care what anybody says. I'd love to upgrade like the website, the look of the website, and and things like that. But I don't want to have to have the fucking army pay for that shit. No, they, they, you know, people. Nobody needs to be spending money like that for this kind of thing. They just need to be participating. Dude, that go, that is worth right. more than money. Go to fucking Reddit. Go to fucking Reddit and. The podcasters on fucking Reddit are always asking each other fucking questions on, how do I get sponsors? Dude, this one dude, he fucking on Reddit, he was like, oh, I'm getting 100 downloads a week. What can I do about sponsors? And I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? You've got 100 downloads a week and you're already wanting to fucking get sponsors and sell out? Yeah, so that's fuck what it's off. about, you know. Fuck off with yeah. that shit. That's, yeah, that's what this is about. Right. Fuck you. Dude, for us, it was just like that first fucking listener, that first fucking listener that fucking reached out to me. And I know his name, Daniel Bokemper. I still remember their names. And it's like I remember the first listener that reached out to us. And it's about that. It's about people. It's about connecting to people. It's not about like, oh, dude, I'm glad you like us. Dude, uh, I'm going to turn into your local church and fucking hand out the offering plate now. Fuck that shit. Yeah, that, that's what podcasting should be. It should be more like free radio. Yeah, where's your tithe? Yeah. I want your tithe. Right. Give me your 10%. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think this episode just got titled Manifesto, people. <laughs> I uh, like it. Mission statement. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to speak real and shit. I love it. All right, next email. Last email comes from our buddy Richard Kreider. He says, okay, guys, listening to episode 93 again. What the fuck is wrong with you, Richard? Twice? Twice? <laughs> He's a, gl- a glutton for punishment. No shit. Gotta, were you on that episode, Dave? Definitely a glutton yeah, for definitely. punishment. Yeah, I was definitely punishing him. Me and my wife know the perfect replacement for Wolverine. Elliot the hitter on the show Leverage would be perfect. Anybody here re- watching huh. Leverage? Not a bad call. Uh-uh. Yeah, it was. Dave's it, in his own little world. No, I totally, I, I could I totally see leverage. that. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was a good show. Was it? Yeah. Is this guy? Can he make? Is he like a Pratt guy? Can he make the transition to movies? No. 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 I mean, it, the show got canceled. You know, he obviously wasn't good enough. Okay. I've seen. Well, I've seen some. I've seen some great actors be on some shitty shows that got canceled. Well, if they were if they were going the more uh, ultimate Wolverine route, I mm-hmm. could see it okay. far better. But not as your traditional Logan. 
I don't I don't think it'd work. I don't think he could I don't think he's got the gravitas for it. But well, he was a, he was he was a, he was good. he was one of the best characters on the show. Richard would disagree. He says check out the show. He's perfect. It's like, and he's got, it says, fuck Dave. Right <laughs> Dude, I'm reading it. I'm reading that shit. <laughs> well, I'm backing you up, so, you know. I'm backing him up, too. <laughs> fuck Dave, right? <laughs> fuck me in the ass, whatever. Oh, Dave. <laughs> he says, also, me and my wife feel that Dave is a dickhead. It just go wow, dude. This wow. is just no I'm kidding. It's just it's just just keeps coming. No. I'm gonna bend over for this. Me and my wife agree, and the children. We all sit around and try to draw horrible pictures of what we think you look like. But we listened to it twice. <laughs> Our little daughter Kelly drew a crayon picture of, of Dave on fire. That's beautiful, Kelly. That's beautiful. <laughs> All right, I'll hung it up on the fridge. <laughs> she, she, she is in therapy right now. <laughs> but, uh, her intentions were good. Also, me and my wife feel that Oded Fair should have been Doctor Strange. Uh, and Dave. Okay, Oded Fair, is that old dude from fucking Game of Thrones? Sounds right. Um, what's his name? Uh, creepy dude that's always uh, trying to hit on us. What's her name? Littlefinger. Ooh, dang. Barris. What? Littlefinger? Yeah. That's, that sounds that's, like a that's sexual a thing. thing. He's, he's, <laughs> he's the brothel master. It is a sexual they thing. They call me Littlefinger. It's, it's a character's name. Give me that Littlefinger. Is it like, after you give me a dirty Sanchez, give me a Littlefinger. It's not, not Barris. Bad um, pussy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, he's the antithesis of Barris. Um, Oh, I get to, we get to watch Dave work something out in his head right yeah, now. Yeah, sorry. That's great. We should film this. Dave always looks at the ceiling when he's trying to work something out. Like the ceiling, like, like, the, like the, the answer's going to break through the fucking ceiling. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the answer just drops out of the fucking sky. <laughs> like, it's making me look. I'm like, what the fuck? like we're going to look up and there's going to be some plane flying overhead with like one of those streamers that gives him the answer at the end. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, Dave? That would take a while to answer. <laughs> He says Oded Fair should have been Doctor Strange. And Dave, Keanu Reeves is Doctor Strange? Are you shitting me? Well, my Love 309 you, likes on Facebook would seem to disagree with you, sir. Oh. He says, Love you, Dave, but damn, get him, Darth Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got over 50 likes on our, uh, on our Keanu Reeves for Doctor Strange page this week. So apparently people disagree. Somewhere in Colombia. <laughs> Not this time. He <laughs> made a request. In Colombia. <laughs> hey, we're very big in Brazil. <laughs> the Keanu Reeves or Doctor Strange? It's huge. <laughs> I got... They changed the Brazilian flag. I'm, uh, Soccer and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> that, that red skull guy, he, he advocated the page, and now it's just the big feature in South America. Okay, Rich. Dude, I can't like I I love to shit on Dave every week. I do. I love to do it. But this is like I think it's even crossing a line for me. Like yeah. Dave's love, his bromance for fucking Keanu Reeves. Like I can't shatter this guy over this. I mean, right. Dave loves fucking Keanu Reeves. Don't like, hurt him, Hammer. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know how he feels about The Rock remaking Big Trouble in Little China? That's how I feel about the Point Break remake. Strictly right. because of Keanu Reeves. I have like this, like, like when Dave gets home every night, like he's got a tradition. Like I think like Dave like sits on his bed. He looks like a, he, he, he he looks at a poster of Keanu Reeves. Put on uh No, 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 no. no. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm thinking Endless Love. I'm thinking oh. fucking Lionel Richie. Oh! Right? Hello, is it me you're looking for? He's singing to a blind girl in that video, by the way. <laughs> She's not looking anywhere, dude. But no, dude, I have this fucking vision of you, like, turning on Endless Love, looking at that poster, and then aggressively masturbating to it. Oh, shit. Aggressively masturbating. Using my like, own tears as little. Like, seriously, yeah. masturbation. Forced masturbation. Like, and, it, and, like, dude, like, towards the end of, like, climax, it gets intense to, like, you're, like, you got one hand on the fucking poster, you're ripping it off the wall as you ejaculate into your fucking hand. But crying because you're but crying. <laughs> crying. And then as soon as you finish up, like, you've got a stack of, like, 300 point break posters, and you just put the other one on the wall, and it repeats the next day it's like it's like groundhog's day every fucking day for you so uh, how do you know like, have you been watching my periscopes again <laughs> oh jesus you scare me Dave. you scare me you scare me all right what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk we're gonna do good pop bad pop Alright, hey, welcome back. Uh, we're gonna jump into good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop, bad pop. Alright, good pop, bad pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week or weeks that we either watched or read. Uh, sometimes we like things, sometimes we hate them, and we have a unique rating system here on Pop Culture Leftovers, which I'm gonna have Clive go over with you right now. Or whenever the fuck he feels like it. It's almost like work, working with you last week. I fucking give you those... I'm sitting there and there's like this long pause and you're just looking at me. Like a deer in fucking headlights. I got fucking Clive doing the same shit right now. Gotta get the juices flowing, you know what I mean? Oh, stop saying that. Mmm, the juices. We're not talking about your Keanu masturbation session. <laughs> the spice must flow, my friend. The spice must flow. All right, Clive, come on. What the fuck the is wrong with this The system is simple. If they don't like something, toss it. I toss fucking Clive right now. <laughs> if they do like something, they taste it. Guys, I don't, I don't have, I don't have it. Hold on, here we go, here we go. Rating system, here we go. Come on, Clive. The rating system is simple. If Bastard. the leftovers don't like something, <laughs> they bit, toss it. They? If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. 
if all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, so toss it if we hate it, taste it if we like it, and if we absolutely love it, it gets a Tupperware. So uh, first thing I wanted to talk about real quick, and I don't even think we have to rate it, but the Fear the Walking Dead trailer came out. Uh, Dave, you saw this fucking thing. Uh, 30 seconds of a uh, guy running. What are you thinking? Toss it. Yeah. <laughs> it's one scene. I can't toss the whole series. I mean, it's one scene, but yeah, I tossed the trailer. They tossed the whole series. Yeah. It was actually, it was like you doing one of your Keanu Reeves masturbation sessions and then jumping out the window with your shirt open and then running away from a zombie. It's like, I'm so ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just some dude named Nick running. I mean, I think, okay, are we assuming that he had sex with somebody? Is that what we're assuming? Because, like, he jumps out of a window with his shirt open. I just screwed Didn't a zombie. Like- <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. That's one way to get the fucking zombie virus. I fuck this zombie. Wow. Dave. Don't have to cut their head off. Give them head. Right? Am I right? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it really, it really created a lot of excitement for, the, for that new series. I can't wait. Zombie porn. <laughs> a tit falls off during the session. <laughs> well, I gotta clean that up and sperm now. So, it's so it's hot weird. When your tits fall off. <laughs> Smear the Walking Dead. <laughs> so good, uh, good trailer. Huh? No, 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 no. Uh, toss it. Well, yeah, I can't toss the series yet, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> We'll wait and see on that one. All right. Next up, we're going to be talking about two very different Netflix original series. First up is Bloodline. Have you guys had a chance to watch any of Bloodline? Yes. All right. We're going to talk about Bloodline on Netflix. Um, It's uh, a family of adult siblings find that their past secrets and scars are revealed when their black sheep of a brother returns home. Pause it real quick. Hello? Hey. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh, shit, I'm still recording. I thought I paused it. <laughs> Is that Melissa? Yeah. Tell her I said hi. All right, I'm recording again. I thought I was slick, and I thought I paused the recording because my sister called me, and she just met Mike Tyson, and I was going to talk to her and be like, just like the army will never know, and no, the army found out. Yeah, they know now. Full of shit. They heard me on the phone with my sister. <laughs> so the truth has a funny way of coming out. Yeah. So there is another and Your it, sister. It, <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars. So, shit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but she met Mike Tyson. Like it was so fast. She said that they they pushed him through so quickly. Like she got her picture taken with him, and he signed the boxing glove, and, and that was it. Uh, at least she got yeah. the signature. Yeah, but it'd yeah. be cool if yeah she could talk to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just not this venue, of course. It was Vegas. Like if it was a smaller venue or somewhere, you know, somewhere that that would have been awesome. But uh, these sucked. fuckers and their handlers, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. let them talk to the people. It's true. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Bloodline on Netflix now. Uh, like I said, it's a family of adult siblings find that their past secrets and scars are revealed when their black sheep of a brother returns home. The tagline of this show is, 
we aren't bad people. We just did a bad thing. It stars Kyle Chandler as John Rayburn. Um, I'm a big fan of Kyle Chandler. Um, Friday Night Lights, man. Coach Taylor, man. Uh, He's the actor from King Kong. Uh, He was also the father in J.J. Abrams' alien film Super 8. Uh, Ben Mendelsohn, uh, he played Danny Rayburn. He was also Roland Daggett in The Dark Knight Rises. Um, I didn't know this, but he's an Australian actor. Really fooled me here, yeah, and sure. also fooled me in Dark Knight Rises. Uh, there's also a rumor that he'll be the main villain in Star Wars uh, Rogue One, the first Star Wars anthology film that's going to be directed by Gareth Edwards. And I thought that this was a done deal. Apparently, it's not. But it's we're going to like yesterday. Yeah, yeah, but we'll talk about this later in Star Wars news. Uh, Linda Cardellini, uh, she's Meg Rayburn. You, you might remember her from Freaks and Geeks. You might remember her from uh, as Velma on Scooby Doo. Uh, she's also the voice of CJ on Regular Show, yeah. the little cloud girl. It's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, Norbert Leo Butts, unfortunate name, but he's uh, <laughs> Kevin Rayburn. Um, and Sissy Spacek. Wow, holy shit, Sissy Spacek, Sally Rayburn, the, the mother in the show. Carrie. Carrie. So um, let's talk about this one and rate it. I, I think what's really crazy about this show is that the fact that the first episode, they give you the ending of the entire series, and then the rest of the season is just showing you how they got to that point. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I, I've, I don't know. How, how many epi- – I've watched the full season. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the full season? Full season yeah. Dave, how many episodes? I just you- saw the premiere. Premiere. Okay. Um, I'm going to Tupperware this show. I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, number one, I love Florida. Um, it, it being shot in the Florida Keys, I love the setting. I love hearing the ocean, and almost there's some. I know it sounds fucking cheesy, but I can almost smell the ocean sometimes when I'm fucking watching this show. Um, the it's a heavy show to watch. It's a, a, it deals with you know you can't spell families without lies, and there's a lot of lies in this fucking show between the family. It's a really heavy show. It's one of those shows I've been watching over the past six weeks. I couldn't watch back-to-back-to-back episodes. It was really hard for me because it's very heavy. But it's a Tupperware nonetheless. Um, Fucking Kyle Chandler's phenomenal in this. I loved him. And Ben Mendelsohn, standout performances by this guy. I absolutely love this show. All the mystery and... And all the things that happen in this show, all the twists and turns, like certain characters you never know. Like, am I going to like this guy? Is this, you know, I'm getting endeared to this guy. Should I like this guy? Should I not like this guy? Who do I trust? And, and this, what you think is a normal, should be a normal family, all the things that happen to him. It's just fucking crazy. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but at the same time, I think all of our listeners need to fucking watch this show. I, I really do. I think you'll love it. It's 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 it, it's uh, it's different from all like the comic book and sci-fi shit that we fucking watch. This is this is awesome, and it's it's. I don't know if it's made for binge watching because the episodes for me were really heavy. I don't know about you, Jay. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I I couldn't binge watch it at all. Um, uh, I, I had a friend of mine who I, I turned on to the show, and he's like, "Wow, that's really light." He was Whoa. joking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he was, Hashtag sarcasm. Yeah. He was like, yeah. "That's pretty dark." Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and I agree. Like that's not. 
it was one of those shows that kept popping up on my Netflix feed, and I'm like, I, I don't know, you know, the guy from uh, Friday Night Lights, uh, Kyle Chandler, Kyle Chandler, yeah, you know, I, I'm not too familiar with that show. I know him as an actor, right, right, but I hadn't really experienced him at all yet, so I just kind of like, I don't know, you know, and his face was kind of the face of the show. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I don't know, you know, I'm not, I'm not really in the mood for a drama mm-hmm. necessarily, um, but. I, and, and I watched the first episode, and I was really just kind of like, eh. After that first episode, I was kind of like, there's some moments in here where I don't really, I'm not really getting behind any of these characters yeah. at all. Second episode, though, changed the whole fucking thing. And I, you know, I totally got hooked on it based on the acting mm-hmm. and the story. Yeah. Um, it's. It's just one of those fucking shows like Breaking Bad or, you know, any other show like that that's a drama with, you know, I, I am, I'm like you, you guys, I'm normally into the sci-fi stuff. I sure. don't, I don't spend a lot of time in the drama area. Um, so for me to get hooked on a show like this, the story has to be impeccable mm-hmm. and it fucking was. Yeah. The acting, like I admire every single one of these actors after watching this. And, you know, just like, you know, like you said, Danny, I, I didn't really, I wasn't familiar with that actor. Me either. But he was in, he's in a lot of stuff I've seen. Sure, but he's a character actor. Right. Like, like this is him, like, getting to, like, you know, cut his teeth on a, in a role. Such a fucking chameleon. Yeah. You didn't even know you saw him. Right. In other, in yeah. other movies or yeah. whatever. Right. So he blew my fucking mind. Dude, absolutely. We're going to talk about him later in Star Wars news. Yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, my my rating, total Tupperware. Yes. I fucking love it. Like I said, after the first episode, I was like, this is kind of hokey because, and mainly, mainly because they had a family sing along on the beach. Mm. I hate that shit. Right. It's not fucking Brady Bunch. (laughs) Right. I I think we should go for a walk outside now. It's just like Walking Dead Mm -hmm. when they got around the campfire and sang. Oh, Beth singing and shit? Yeah, I was like, God damn it, that sucks. Yeah, see, Dave Dave was fucking singing along, Mr. Musical over here. (laughs) Fucking asshole. What did you think about the the premiere? You watched the pilot. What did you think about the pilot? Yeah, I I gave the pilot a taste it. Okay. And, um... But the, is it something? The, I, my question to you is: it something you're going to continue yes, to watch? The, the uh, in the true form of a taste, it the the cast is impeccable. Yeah, uh, Sam Shepard. You didn't mention as the patriarch of the group. Sam Shepard yeah. is actually my favorite playwright, and anything that that man's name is tangentially even connected to, I will be wholly devoted to. Awesome, um, Sissy Spacek, uh, one of the greatest actresses. Still left of that generation. Hold She's on, hold on, hold amazing. on. Amazing. Can I say something about Sissy Spacek in this real quick? Yeah. I love how, like, you know, this, 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 the story of this family, it doesn't just start where it starts in the show. I mean, this spans back 30 years. Yeah. So it's 30 years of history of this family that you're getting to see here. But I love how they, how they introduce Sissy Spacek 30 years before and how, and how you know it's her because she's still got the same hairstyle. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was so, like, she's still got that, that fucking ponytail off yeah, to the side. Always the ponytail. And I'm just like, okay guys, she hasn't changed her hair in 30 years. Okay. So you're just really wanting us to, to hit us over the head that, that, that's her. I get it. Was that the root of the problem? <laughs> right. <laughs> Mommy hasn't changed her hair. <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. I just no, you're fine. Throw that out there. But, um, the, it was one of those, uh, it, like Broad Church, it's one of those that there's going to be a lot of twists and turns. Uh-huh. And I'm not normally a binge watcher. Um, 
So I wanted to kind of take a step back and chew on it because it didn't speak to me as much as a sing-along should. I love sing-alongs. <laughs> I love singing. So, um, and we it, hate you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. But um, let's sing about like, that. <laughs> the, the oldest brother uh, is phenomenal oh, in that. Like yeah. you just don't know. Like he's got good looks, but he's got this sort of like Robert Dursty sort of like you know charm, but very manipulative thing God going damn. on. Yeah. yeah, Marlon Brando, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and the 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 this the the middle brother the. The, the the sheriff Kyle the, Chandler yeah, Kyle. Uh, yeah, yeah John I, 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 I've, you'd have to really challenge me to find something he's done that I didn't like true um, the, the, the cast top to bottom is just phenomenal the thing, so the, yeah, the thing, I, I'm really encouraged that this will be worth the investment right. of it is. Right, yeah, you're gonna. I think you're gonna love it, and I think it's gonna turn into a Tupperware for you. I don't doubt it. Um, also, it's gonna get a second season. Hopefully, I'm hoping it gets a second season. I mean, uh, I w- I was very surprised that this is something that could. I didn't. I thought it was gonna be a Me 13 either. episode thing and wrap up. Yeah. And uh, wow, wow. Because you see the ending. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, this has got to end. See, this, this, what happens here with this is, it's like there's so much, there's a lot of misdirection in this thing, but it's 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 just it just tells the story and it gives you what it wants to give you when it gives it to you, and it, the rest of it it just leaves up to your imagination. Yeah. It's it just doesn't give you misdirection to just like hit you over the head with it. Like, oh, try to guess where it goes now. No, it's like, it's it's natural to the story and it's so good. And Ben Mendelsohn is just like a standout performer in this. And like, I I was like, I was worried because I'm a huge Kyle Chandler fan, Friday Night Lights, and I was just like, shit, are we just going to get Coach Taylor as a sheriff? (laughs) And that's not what we got here. The relationship between him and his wife in this is not the same relationship between him and Mrs. Taylor by any stretch. This is like definitely not fucking coach taylor i saw this character change and develop so much more than coach taylor ever did on that other show they all do they all do like i said the tagline is we aren't bad people we just did a bad thing watch bloodline it's a tupperware uh in my opinion so definitely watch it it's on netflix it's a netflix original moving on we're going to talk about sense eight um, it's written by J. Michael Straczynski and the Wachowskis from the Matrix trilogy. They also did Cloud Atlas and, and more recently Jupiter Ascending. Um, it stars a bunch of no names, uh, mostly except, uh, you know, for, we do get Daryl Hannah in the first episode as, as well as Saeed from Lost, which means nothing to me since I've never seen Lost. <laughs> we also get the Wachowskis alumni. Joe Pantoliano, who plays Cypher in The Matrix. Yes. Um, but the rest are relatively nobodies. They, they may have been in other things, but they aren't really household names. Right. Um, so, um, okay, yeah, Sense8. It tells the story of eight strangers, Will, Riley, uh, Sophias. I'm trying to pronounce Sophias. Does it sound right? I think so. Uh, Sun, Leto, Kayla, Wolfgang, and Nomi. Each individual is from different cultures, and part of the world. In the aftermath of a tragic death, they all experience through what they perceive as dreams or visions, they suddenly find themselves growing mentally and emotionally connected. While trying to figure out how and why this connection happened and what it means, a mysterious man named Jonas, which is uh, Saeed from Lost, yes. uh, he tries to help the eight. 
Meanwhile, another stranger called Whispers attempts to hunt them down, using the same sensate power to gain full access to a sensate's mind through uh, thoughts and sight after looking into their eyes. Each episode reflects the views of the characters interacting with each other while, de- while delving deeper into their backgrounds and what sets them apart and brings them together with the others. So, let's talk about Sensate. How many episodes have you guys watched of Sensate? Whole thing. I watched the whole thing as well. Four episodes. Four episodes. Okay. So yeah, this is one that I did binge watch. Yeah, I did too. Uh, you know, <laughs> Bloodline was a little too emotionally heavy with me, dealing with families and things like that. This is something I could not stop watching. I'm giving it a Tupperware out of the gate. Um, I did not think I was going to like this as much as I did, and it wasn't until episode three, which was titled, I think, My Money's on the Skinny Bitch. Yeah. Smart smart Money's on the Skinny Bitch. Smart Money's on the Skinny Bitch. It wasn't until episode three that I was fucking hooked, dude, and I could not put this fucking thing down. It was almost like I was domesticated Dave holding my dick and looking at a Keanu Reeves poster. <laughs> I could not stop myself until I finished. So, Yeah. So I got a Tupperware this show. We're going to delve a little bit deeper <laughs> into poor Dave. He's just smiling and feels humiliated at the same time. No, I don't. Funny because it's true. Uh, <laughs> no, but dude, I got a Tupperware this show. And uh, yeah, say what you want to about the Matrix trilogy, how it fucking ended on a sour note and a lot of people's opinion. I loved Cloud Atlas. I thought whether you love the movie or not, I think that they did what they accomplished, what they set out to accomplish in that fucking movie. I thought Cloud Atlas was fucking amazing. Uh, Jupiter Ascending was shit, though, on the flip side. So, Jay, what are you thinking about Sense8, man? Uh, just just to put it bluntly, this is the best TV series I've ever seen in my life. Holy <laughs> shit. No, hold on. Hold the on. best. Hold the fuck on. The best. Wow, dude. This fucked me up for days after finishing really? it. Really? Like, I was... I was Dreaming about this show when I would go to bed. Did you feel connected to Dave? Like, did you like Jay's like out of nowhere, like masturbating to a picture of Keanu Reeves, and he's like, "Fuck, Dave, oh, shit. Dave's part of my sense eight. It makes sense." And because, Dave came in, and he's like, "It's okay." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. As, he's, as he's jacking off Jonas, and Jonas is like, "What the fuck yeah. is going on here?" I just wanted to tell you something. <laughs> Nobody puts Jay in the corner. <laughs> So. No, seriously though, it's fucked me up. Yeah, I I have been changed by this show. Yeah, um, it there's so many, just like the Matrix, where it's kind of like there's mind blowing moments where it kind of opens doors to truths that you know, like you already know these things. Yeah, um, it's not even about like anything paranormal or anything like that. You could put this into a real context. I mean. If you're looking at the real world, we're only a text message away from, like, being able to read each other's mm-hmm. minds. So this is kind of like bringing everything, including, you know, there's a lot of, you know, messages in mm-hmm. this as well. But it's more, it's more, and I know a lot of people are pissed about that, and they think it's preachy. But I think it's more of a, this slaps you in the fucking face, like, every five minutes, every scene's a cliffhanger. Right. And just how this develops, and like you said... Uh, uh, episode one and two are great, but as soon as episode three hits, yeah, yeah. then you're like, fuck. Yeah, that I, was in, dude. I need to watch this whole thing. Right. This is like if uh, fucking uh, Christopher Nolan did like a uh, movie called Six Degrees of Kev- Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm just> 
<laughs> but it, it, it's, it's it's awesome. It's man. to that level yeah. where you're just like, I can't spend another day not knowing what yeah. happens to these characters mm-hmm. after I just saw what I saw. You know what the best part is? We get to listen to Dave shit on it now. <laughs> so here we go. It's it's dude. It's it's inevitable. But it, but just one more thing. I'm gonna have a different opinion because I'm domesticated Dave, and that's what I do. Just, I'm so shocking. <laughs> With my different opinion. Yeah, they use an eight in the title, and I use one in my Twitter handle. <laughs> fuck that, and fuck this show. I'm four episodes in. Talk it! Fuck you, Dave. Anyway. It, it, is, it is amazing cinematography. Yeah. The soundtrack's fucking amazing. Oh, my God. The best it use It goes of, with the whole thing. The best use I've seen of, uh, what's that song, uh, Four Non Blondes? Uh, what's going on? What's, What's going, going on? on? What yeah. that's the best use of that song. That made that song cool. It was and I thought that sh- I thought that song sucked in the fucking 90s and I fucking loved it here. I walked away from this thinking about how I interact with every human being. Yeah. I swear to god, yeah. it was it was fucking ridiculous. Awesome. Awesome, dude. Dave, all right, shit on it. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> The bass. <laughs> Drop the bass. Bass. How low can you go? Death Row. Death Row. What a brother know. Once again, back. Third public enemy song. <laughs> Third public enemy song. Number three. How low can I go? Well, let's find there out. There you go, buddy. Um, <laughs> so, this... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna move over to this other corner of the table, yeah, just to be safe. I said. won't strike you. I won't strike you. <laughs> He's gonna pull out the roundhouse kicks for this one. <laughs> well, basically, um, this uh, this show, uh, pop culture leftovers, in and of itself, mm. is the kind of thing <laughs> that uh, I I appreciate the listeners because it's important to them. Stroke. And I appreciate you guys because you're important to me. Stroke number two. It's true. And um, let's go for a turn. There are very few things uh, in the world that mean much to me, um, and it's it's rough. Okay. Um, like an apology. No, it's really it's really rough. I feel like I'm like actually watching the definition of the word long winded being played out in front of me. No, I am. Um, um, there are very few things that connect to me truly emotionally. Mm. And the fact that these things connected to you um, is something that is important to me. All right. Come um, on. Out with it. Well, I was only able to make it four episodes in because uh, I couldn't stop myself from weeping when watching this show. I have a two-year-old son, and when uh, I'm upset, he becomes upset. And You're not uh, watching this with your son, are you? No. Okay, thank uh, God. That's, like, I, I can't imagine I, that scene where, like, she pulls out the rainbow bright dildo, and, like, you're letting your kid watch well, this, this shit. No, I'm this saying... This fucking glistening dildo hitting the floor. Like, I'm, fucking, I'm, I'm saying that the, they, right. it is a deeply personal show. Bloodlines, you know, is a it's, it's very noir and very... Um, very heavy, but this this will uh, access things in you that you don't want to look at. That things that are so personal, it might hurt a little. I'm gonna hug you in a minute. Well, <laughs> you better watch it. Um, I I I do absolutely look forward to finishing 
the story of Sense8. Okay. But uh, uh, it, it's, it's a show that is so phenomenal that uh, if you've never been motivated by anything you've heard from people talking about Netflix, um, you might possibly be missing out on a chance to expand your mind and your soul mm-hmm. uh, in not watching this masterpiece of a show. Awesome, man. And um, I would highly recommend to anybody listening to this podcast that you invest the small amount of money that uh, this is a guy who is so anti-binge-watching in any other instance. And it's like the boys said, like, you cannot stop. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to force myself to stop because I had become I had become so uh, touched and upset by the deeply personal story. Like, just the Nomi character coming oh from God. the Wachowskis, yeah. the, the, the absolute power yeah. of, you know, Caitlyn Jenner is uh, is a topic that people bandy about like it's a punchline. Lana I did it way before. And and this this yeah. this transgender actress performing a transgender character in a most the most accessible and deeply personal way I've ever seen. That romance between them two, man. Wow. It's, it's it, this 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 show uh, is a thing of beauty, and I would have to agree with Jay that this is the best television show that I've ever seen. Wow, guys, you're blowing my mind. That's awesome, Dave. <laughs> so, you, yeah. had, you had me at hello. Yeah, it's the, t- it's the, it's, it's the highest awesome. of Tupperwares. This is awesome. Uh, like, like you're talking about the... I mean, there's so many different characters in this. I mean, there, there's there's times where... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Lido? Yeah. Is, the, is that the Spanish actor? Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes with him and his crew, it feels like, like I'm watching a sitcom. Right. And then other times I'm watching this deep drama when I'm watching Nomi's character. Uh, then it feels like I'm watching like an old kung fu show when we're watching Sun, the it's Korean. It's amazing. It's, it's, it, <laughs> uh, honestly, guys, I think we could take eight of these separate stories and... They could be their own show. Exactly. Each one of these could be like their own series. But what have the Wachowskis done? They've weaved them into this awesome tapestry called Sense8. And it's one fucking story where they all get to communicate to each other. This is a great show. I don't know if I can go out on the limb yet and saying it's the best show ever. But it is one of the coolest fucking experiences watching TV that I've ever had. Um, my God. Uh, yeah, guys, talk about some of your like uh, without spoiling it for everybody, but like I guess like talking about some of the coolest things that we've seen in this fucking show. I guess I mean the fighting choreography is awesome. Uh, it's like, yeah, I don't want to go into any yeah, specifics to yeah, ruin anything, yeah, but yeah. like what he said about the soundtrack yeah. is impeccable. Yeah, I mean when you can turn a karaoke version of a questionable '90s <laughs> one-hit wonder yeah. into a touching scene, mm-hmm. you're doing something right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was just like fuck. Yeah, that song it's been in my head for years, and I didn't give a shit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. get out of my head. Right. And then when I see that scene, I just I'm like, I want that in my head now. It's it's so cool when like there there's certain moments where you think like one character is like uh, is drawn to another character more so, and uh, but then like they're interacting with other characters and like and like trying to learn the rules of like the relationships within the sensates yeah. is pretty cool too like 
like if I'm here with you, then people can't see me doing what I'm doing or whatever. It's just like all these different rules. It's so cool. Um, yeah, I don't want to spoil too much. For the, it's so you just, hard not to spoil. You have to watch this show. I couldn't stop watching. Well, I bravo couldn't. to the Wachowskis for not being afraid to cast a bunch of people that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, exactly. And they're all brilliant. I yeah. mean, just yeah. you, you hang on every. Every episode has fist-pumping moment after fist-pumping moment. Yeah. If you're into comic books and into superhero teams, check this out because this is the archetypal yeah. superhero Who's team. your favorite member of the team? Son. Son? And, and I was going to say that early on. I said son, and I think everyone has is going to attach to somebody yeah. because everyone's different. And that's the other thing. Their individuality makes them powerful. Yeah. As a team, they're super powerful. Yeah. So that's another fucking. There's message. I have a, I have a notebook full of quotes from that goddamn show. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck they wrote this. Yeah. It's like, amazing. I just. I'm well, it's it's it, it's one of those things that I've wanted to see. Like the Wachowskis collaborating with somebody that can like rein them in a little bit, and uh. I. Working with J. Michael Straczynski, I think he did that. Um, on the on the on the flip side, like you, your favorite is Son. Yeah. My favorite is Wolfgang. Wolfgang is Wolf, badass. Wolfgang's my favorite. God damn! So. God damn! Every time he, sh- oh, yeah, I can't tell it. I can't tell it. You fuckers have watch to watch it. it. Tupperware the fuck out of some. Say, Dave, who's your favorite chief? Uh, I would say the gentleman from Africa. When when he uh, goes on to the whole, yeah, when he when he goes on to the whole thing about how yeah. he he wants to be a zebra, yeah. like <laughs> my 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 favorite animal is the zebra, yeah. and I was immediately connected to that character yeah. where it, just a simple scene with him as a child. Um, talking about his favorite animal, yeah. and uh, it's it's a it's a really really powerful work of art. Guys, watch Sense Eight. Let us know what your thoughts are on the show. Um, but yeah, we love it. It's a Tupperware party. This is a Tupperware party. I, I want to say one more thing. <laughs> yeah, for the people uh, that that don't like the show, you know, from the reviews I've seen that says it's too preachy, it's it's pushing an agenda. Um, this is not an agenda. This is reality. And you need to face that shit. They're not. They're, they they put it in there very subtly. It's not like in your face. It's right. a fucking slap in your face. You need to fucking wake up to what's going on in the world. Um, but besides that point, this is incredible. If you're into sci-fi, if you're into stuff like X Files, if you're into stuff like X Men, fucking watch it. You'll love it. Okay, I got a question for you. Okay, I'm not done with this yet. Now. Okay, with it being like my favorite character, of course, was Wolfgang. So with Wolfgang being my favorite character, like I felt drawn to like the characters that Wolfgang was drawn to. Did you guys feel that same way? Absolutely. Like, like the the uh, Indian girl. What was her name? Um, um, Kayla. Was it yes. Kayla or Kala? Kala. Yeah, like I felt drawn to her next, and I thought she was a beautiful actress. Yeah, amazing. very beautiful. I was like struck by her beauty. Angelic. Like, yeah, I yeah. thought she was very pretty. But like, that's who I was drawn to. Is like the characters that they were drawn to. Did you guys feel like that at all? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, they, 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 there's no other way to describe this other than masterpiece. Yeah. I mean, like for instance, like I'm into Sun so much, uh, but there's scenes where Wolfgang <laughs> pops up, and I'm like, fuck. 
Yeah, yeah. Bring that motherfucker into it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's just like I'm glad. Like there were certain scenes where like I was like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna use sun. Right. They're, that's and it was like, no, holy shit. Yeah. You know exactly the scene I'm talking about yeah. with fucking old dude. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, and, and let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Let's not spoil it, but the uh, um, the protagonist. Yeah. There is yeah, a yeah, bad yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah. He's a motherfucker. Whispers? He's a oh, motherfucker. Oh, man. One of the best villains I've ever One seen. One of the best villains ever. Yeah. You take Professor X and make him a bad motherfucker. Yeah. You got Mr. Whispers. Yeah. So, um. Shit. I mean. <laughs> Shit. I can't wait for season two. No. It, it, uh, you know, but the clusters forever changed now. The clusters. Are, are we going to see an antithesis to the, to what we have already? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck. And, you know, is 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 uh, is whispers part of a cluster? Is he? You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But you know, like unlike bloodlines, where it's kind of like I don't know where this is going to go. This mm-hmm. you kind of see like this is going to open up into just this huge expanse. Sure, thing. sure. I hope that you know. And it's like it's like. Uh, Hopefully it's not one of those – it's got to be the Wachowskis coming back with Straczynski for the next season. Are they so. going to greenlight a second season? They, ha- they haven't yet. Well, I mean I think it's doing well. If I look at the rating on IMDb, I, th- I thought it was at like a, an 8.4 yeah. for out of the 10. It should be fucking higher. Should it be should higher. be 10 out of 10. I gave it a 10. Guys, give it a 10. If you like, if you like shows, get on IMDb and give them a 10 because it actually helps. They, people look at that. So This is better than any movie I've seen. I mean this is – Hands down, the yeah. best thing I've seen in forever. All right, uh, moving on. Last thing I wanted to talk about. No, not last thing I wanted to talk about in Good Pop, Bad Pop. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about a cool short film that I saw this week. Uh, last week, of, uh, last couple weeks, uh, two weeks ago, we talked about the Swedish martial arts comedy Kung Fury. Uh, this week, I'm talking about the 27-minute-long Predator Dark Ages. Yes, it's exactly what you're thinking. Chris Hansen shows up with the police when nights are... <laughs> Knights are trying to sleep with young teenage maidens, and <laughs> no, it's it's a predator. It's uh, it's the alien, the predator in medieval times, taking oh, on the Knights Templar. Shit. <laughs> this too was crowdfunded on Kickstarter, and I'm going to read the description. Throughout the time, throughout time, the predator has always looked for the greatest warriors to fight in battle, and with this short film, we will see him put to the test against some of the best history has ever seen. The Templar Knights. Their battle with the Predator is the thing myths and legends are made of. Uh, you watched it, Dave, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Jay, you saw this as well. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this one. Um, what are you guys thinking about this? I'm going to come out and just give my rating. Okay. I'm going to give it a taste. It. I thought it was fun. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't horrible. It wasn't fucking sensate. I'm going to give it a taste. It. Um, I, of course, there's some things that they had to do to move this story along in 27 minutes. Yeah. It, it's your p- traditional predator story that we've seen played out so many times. Uh, just they had to do it in 27 minutes. So they used that character, the Sarasan, to kind of move everything along a little bit. Like, uh, you know, uh, when they can't figure something out, like he comes into the story and he's like, uh, you know, uh, like, like when he says, if it bleeds, you can kill it. He's almost a narrator. Yeah. yeah. And he kind of moves the story along. And I'm glad that they did it that way. I, I didn't want to see a fucking an hour and a half of this shit going on. It kind of moved the story along. And it was just kind of fun to watch this. Them battle guys that had steel and stuff like that. Um, I, I liked it. I'm going to give this a taste. It It was cool seeing knights take on a predator. The predator wasn't as badass as I thought the predator should be. It wasn't some seven foot tall predator like I've seen in like the Schwarzenegger films. And right. then Predator 2 and stuff like that. I want to see what – if they're going to 
do stuff like this. Like if they're going to have the Predator battle stuff, the next movie I want to see is the Predator versus Daryl Dixon. I just want to see Daryl Dixon. <laughs> I'm serious. Take the character from The Walking Dead, Norman Reedus, as Daryl Dixon take on a Predator. That's, predator that's what I want to fucking see. That'd yeah. Be awesome. Yeah. I'm not talking a zombie Predator. I just want to see Daryl fucking Dixon take on a fucking Predator. Fuck yeah. Yeah. All right. Dave. Dave. <laughs> I haven't even thought of I'm going to ask you next. I'm going to tell you what. You know what? I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you what you thought of this, and then I'm going to ask you who do you want to see the Predator take on in the next fucking crowdfunded predator movie <laughs> well um as someone who's gone to ren fairs before mm-hmm. and uh has seen the best attempts at recreating that that period uh it was uh it was a valiant effort mm. but i've never been uh, the guy who gives out the participation ribbon so i'm afraid i'm gonna have to toss this one <laughs> okay <laughs> all right oh, i would harsh. like <laughs> I, I, would, I would like to see uh, if we're going to take uh, yeah. characters in the uh, other other realms of pop culture. Well, no, maybe not. That that's what you're saying. What do I want to see? Yeah. I would like to see. I would like to see the Predator in um, feudal Japan. That's what I would like to see that's because badass. the the honorable the 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 one moment that. I found watchable uh-huh. in this 27 minutes of hell was uh, – Tell us how you the, really feel, fucker. Was the, <laughs> the moment where he pulled out the bastard sword and uh, used it honorably for 30 seconds. But uh, that, that moment, I, I, if it would have been more of that mm-hmm. where the predator was trying to somehow – Go at them honorably in a way that they found uh, even. Yeah, I would have loved this, and that moment made me realize how much I hated the rest of it. Okay. So if we had a feudal Jap- Japan setting mm-hmm. where the the Ronin uh, this there's this mysterious Ronin warrior that defeats all comers. Yeah, that lives in a forest would be amazing. Okay. That's what I'd like to see. I thought you were going to say something like he's in a fucking wrestling ring and it's like John Cena or something. (laughs) That would be awesome too. DDT! (laughs) Just so I could see John Cena get his spine ripped out and mounted on a wall. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking John Cena's skinned and shit hanging from the rafters. All right, Jay, what are you thinking, Chief? Uh, The kid in me Tupperware's the shit out of this. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed the fuck out of it. I wasn't like... Uh, nitpicking any of this stuff. Like, I just enjoyed it for what it was. Right. Um, and had all the elements that harkened back to the original without really, like, shoving it in your face, which I thought, like, even the last film, Predators kind of shoved, you know, like, hey, remember this? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's that fight that you didn't get to see in the right. first one. Right. You get to see it now. And it took it back to the woods. Yeah. I fucking love that. Right. I love it that it's in the fucking woods, the magical fucking forest, whatever. Um, and the Knights Templar. Like, I, even as a kid, I love it. Okay, I know where you're going. I know who you're wanting to see him take on because, like, you love the woods. Smurfs, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just eat them like little bite sized. <laughs> yeah. No, no. We not. find out that Azrael's behind it and shit. <laughs> no, not not at all. The whole or time, Gar- Gargamel. The, the the whole time I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool if these guys faced the Legion from three hundred? You know that the Spartans. Oh shit! Face the fucking Spartans. Hell yeah! And but you know, just besides the point, I tougher wear it. But besides that, what I what I would love to see is more of this shit 
set in those different time pieces yeah. because that's what the Predator has always done. Yes, it was uneven. I mean, but he could have killed them all anytime he wanted. Sure, but you know, you gotta admit, like the the scene where he's fucking banging his shield, like "Come get me!" Like, yeah, God damn it! Yeah, that really, you know, that that's what I want to see in a Predator movie. Right, the lone guy, and he wasn't even the hero. Right, the the real hero was the guy you didn't expect to be the hero. He's like, "Do you have any honor?" Well, yeah, he did have honor. I, I don't know. I, I think it, it it was true to the mythology of what the predators are. You know, this honorable hunting class. Yeah, it was hokey, but again, it was crammed into sure. twenty seven minutes. I fucking loved it. You I had fun with shit. it. Yeah, it's awesome. Had a great deal. Of fun Dave's with just it. a bitter, jaded motherfucker. I had more fun with this than the predators. Dave though. killed the child in himself a long time <laughs> yeah, ago. It's, it's long Dave, like, Dave like strangled that fucking kid. <laughs> I felt like I was uh, being subjected to a bad homework assignment. But, but yeah, I mean, the whole All time, we're left with is this fucking hollow shell of a man that strokes our listeners every week. <laughs> the, the, the whole, it's all empty. It's but, all empty love from this hollow shell of a man. You're not Keanu. But the whole, the whole, the whole time, you know, you, you want to see these characters fleshed out. Yeah. What if they really did a full-length kind of situation with yeah. this guy? Yeah. What if the Predator landed without all his technology and weapons and what would happen? That would have been a better story for sure, but I, it was still fun as yeah. shit. I'm glad you had fun with it. This I loved it. Fucking yeah. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> All right, I want to talk about... Oh, uh, oh one more yeah, thing. Yeah, go for it. There, he's doing an Aliens also short as well, the same guy. That Has he released this. what it's going to be about? No, not yet. Okay. No, he. but I know it's in pre-production right now. Awesome. awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Dave looks like he's chomping at the bit I, to watch that. I, I almost feel like these mo- the you know Aliens and Dirty Dancing. <laughs> I would like to see that. Just lock him in that room at the end and have him just fucking kill everybody in that room. <laughs> well I, I I would almost fucking, fucking chest burster and shit come out of her chest when he's holding her up in the air and shit. <laughs> just water. But it's not water, it's just birth. <laughs> but it, I, th- I think it, it would be much cooler to take these franchises like Aliens and Predator and make them into these shorts. Yeah. And and tell more of their stories and, and also have maybe a feature film here and there. Do you think that we're going to get a lot like, – like, 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 I think we saw the like the success of Kung Fury and like that's kind of like – kind of like a thing now like do you think this is going to be a thing of like these shorts i hope so you know like even Addy shankar doing like his you know gritty uncensored power rangers and like his uh what else did he do he did the power rangers movie he did the punisher dirty laundry and stuff like that do you think we're going to get a lot more of this kind of stuff coming out if these franchises are intelligent mm-hmm. and the people behind putting this stuff out are intelligent yeah we'll see a lot more of it because it only it only helps you know yeah uh, Guys, I'm just comparing it to the other fan films. I'm not in any way depreciating on the effort or the you know the love nah, that they have cool, for man. the character. Oh yeah, uh, cool, the, these guys obviously have a passion for this, and I in no way am trying to be disrespectful of it. Merely respectful of your rating system, dude. You're fine. It's like you spawn the recall. That's yeah. a fan film that I can get behind. Oh, I loved it. We talked about it on yeah, the show. You know, we that, loved it, and that's that's what I'm comparing this to. Yeah, and that's. You know, I've never made a fan film. Sure. I have no credibility to say what is good and what is but not. I Jay, only speak to my experience. Jay said the kid in him, this is what he wants, the kid in him, this is what he wants to see, and that's why he Tupperware it. It's all subjective, Dave. You're entitled to your opinion. Okay, no. 
So. I just didn't want, and, and, you, you know, know, if you guys who made that are listening to this right now, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. I just want you to know that uh, I have absolute respect for your accomplishment. I just, it didn't speak to me. Yeah. So you didn't speak to a guy that masturbates to Keanu Reeves, <laughs> whatever. How can you live with yourselves? Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's where we're at, though. Like, the kid in me saw this R-rated film that was mm-hmm. violent and, and, you know, scary, whatever. You, you don't get to do that anymore. Right. And the only way you can do that is through stuff like YouTube and yeah. short films that are fan-made. So I think it's important that they keep doing this stuff. Yeah. I uh, wanted to talk about two movies that I saw, and I'm going to talk about them really quick. I'm not going to delve too much into them. I'm just going to talk about them real quick and rate them. Uh, first one is the animated Disney Pixar movie Inside Out. I was not going into this excited at all. Uh, not really at all. I mean, um, Jake, on the other hand, I talked to him, you know, and he's like, oh, I can't wait for this movie. I can't wait for it. And then I saw that this movie had a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was just like, wow, is it really that good? And I saw this movie Inside Out, and I watched it in 2D, and I wish I would have saw it in 3D now. Man, it is really good. It is really good. Pixar has not run out of ideas by any stretch. It is a really good, really, really good movie. I don't know how great it is for kids, though. I, I, there, were, there were a few kids in my theater, and it seemed like it was really heavy emotionally. Uh, there weren't too many laugh-out-loud moments in this movie for me, but it really made me think of like how important it is growing up and like – there's something that that deals with like uh, the whole world that they set up and how like it's all takes place in your brain and how it's kind of like Herman's head for kids or whatever but like how impressionable we are and the memories that we make when we're kids and how they affect us when we're adults it so it really makes you think and there's there's like this thing called uh the core memories and these core memories like make up who you are and different core memories, um, it, it really made me th- think back to my childhood and like, you know, the things that like shaped me and who I am today and things like that. And it, I'll be honest with you, man, this is an emotional movie. I was not expecting this going in. I just thought it was going to be a silly, stupid fucking movie. No, this is like a deep Pixar movie, like I think even deeper than Toy Story 3. And these are characters that I had not been exposed to before. But the world that they set up with this whole thing is absolutely phenomenal. It deals with childhood. It deals with like things in your brain, like even like uh, introducing you to the girl's uh, imaginary friend. You know, he's in the brain. She's 11 at the time. And, like, this is a character she's kind of, like, not interacted with in years. But it's, like, in the recesses of her brain and lives within her brain. And it's a story of, like, a family on the outside and what they're dealing with. Like, this girl was happy and she had all these wonderful core memories. And then the family moves from Minnesota to – Minnesota to California, Sandy – San Francisco, I think? And it's totally different. And so, like, she starts to have, like, you know, all these bad memories now. And so, like, these other characters, like, the character of Joy was at the forefront. Now these other characters, you know, Bill Hader is Fear. And uh, you got, what's her name, from the Mindy Project. She plays Disgust. And you've got, uh, who's the dude that plays, uh, oh, I can't, Louis Black plays Anger. 
Um, and then you've got uh, some chick from The Office. She plays, yeah, Sadness. And so it's like these other characters start, you know, doing their thing. And so they're not used to this girl being sad, you know. And it's just, it's really cool movie. And that was Amy Poehler plays Joy. Okay. I love this movie. I Tupperware it. It is absolutely fantastic. Like Pixar has not run out of ide- out of ideas. If you have young kids, take them to the theater to see this one. It's really, it's really heavy emotionally, but man, it was really good. I loved it. So, yeah, I Tupperware it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people say those Pixar movies, you know, well, certain elements appeal to adults, but you're, you're discounting how smart kids mm-hmm. are these days. Yeah. You know, if you have access to the internet, you're learning a lot of shit at once. Yeah, that's true. And, and so for, for them to tackle those ideas of fear, disgust, sadness, joy, mm-hmm. and really put them into the, you know, perspective of an 11-year-old girl, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, she's like 11. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's awesome. It's really good. Check it out. Check it out. Next movie I wanted to talk about was Dope. Um, I'm just not. That's not my rating. <laughs> Dope. No. We have a new rating. Yeah. <laughs> Dope rating. No, man, it's a movie. It's called Gangsters Fuck. Yo. Um, yeah, it's a movie. It's actually called Dope, and uh, it was nominated at the Cannes Film Festival, and and it won. Uh, at uh, Sundance, I think for like editing or something like that. So it's won some awards. It's kind of kind of under the radar. Dave is starting to he's starting to lose. He's starting to pass out here. Getting tired. Might be might be pillow time. Might be time to take a nap, Dave. Out for the count. Brian's talking about dope. Time for me to take a fucking nap. Right, Dave? Is that where we're at? Huh? What? <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, Dave. <laughs> Welcome back. It's uh, basically a movie. It's it's life changes for Malcolm, a geek who's surviving in a tough neighborhood after a chance invitation to an underground party leads him and his friends into a Los Angeles adventure. It's directed by Rick Famu Yiwa, and he wrote it as well. It stars Shamik Moore, Tony Revolori, Kiersey Clemens, Zoe Kravitz, who crazy zoe kravitz in this movie when you watch it she looks just like her mother lisa bonet when she was on a different world it's fucking crazy it's like looking to a fucking mirror uh and then also blake anderson my boy from workaholics nice in this got a heck movie. of a cast it's got a great cast it's oh rick fox the los angeles lakers fucking players in this shit makes a fucking cameo <laughs> appearance and shit um and he's still good looking as ever Jeez, Louise! Handsome Rick devil. Fox is like chiseled, right? Like just <laughs> yeah. like, 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 gosh. What is up with that? I don't know, man. <laughs> Supplements? Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm fucking great looking. I played for the Lakers, and I was a, a really pretty good basketball player. No big deal. Jeez, <laughs> one of those wax statues that came to life. <laughs> Jeez, it's like yeah, fucking like like I hate fuckers like that, you know. <laughs> Like fucking like Jared Leto too. It's like, oh yeah, it's not enough for me to be a fucking you know actor. I'm I'm a rock star too. Yeah. Fuck you, Jared Leto. (laughs) You're good looking. When is enough enough? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm an actor. I'm really good at that. Oh, take and you take. And I'm a rock star too. I get the best of both worlds. Obviously, you guys haven't read Dianetics. (laughs) By L. Ron Hubbard. (laughs) I just, remember the commercial. Just your Thetans, guys. That's a- when we were growing up, that commercial was on all the time. Yeah, it was. And I was just like, shit, this is about volcanoes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's cool. Yeah, dude. Volcanoes I- are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Let's worship like- that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. At the beginning of the Pixar movie, that's the short. It's called Lava. And it's about like a... 
It's about a big fucking volcano. It's a living volcano. Conspiracy? It's about Dianetics is what I'm <laughs> putting together right now. We've got our first sponsor, everybody. <laughs> we are all going clear. Anyway, um, this it's one of the best coming-of-age stories that I've ever seen. It's about this kid, Malcolm, and he's like – he's a really smart, geeky kid, but he lives in fucking like Inglewood. Oh, and so shit. there's gangs and shit like that. And, of course, he doesn't want to get involved in that. Um, but, you know, somehow he does get involved in that. And that's where the story <laughs> He's in high demand, starts. I guess. <laughs> and he's trying to get into Harvard. And, like, I think his, like, paper that he was going to give Harvard, it was, like um, – I think it was called, like – like ice cube, like the search for the perfect day, the search for the, you know what I mean? Like, you know, did you have to use your AK? Oh, dude. Today was a good day. Yeah, today was a good day. It's like ice cube research for a good day or something like that. It was a nice. fucking awesome That's title. Awesome. It was a title for the awesome paper. It was wow. really cool. But- I say, do the gangs have a quota system now? Then we really need this guy. He's, he, he's like not in a gang. Okay, he's not in a gang, but does get involved in gangs. It has to do with like his his uh, like crush with this Lisa Bonet character being in the wrong place at the wrong time. But like you'd think that it would just stop. The movie would just stop there, and it's like, oh shit, he's mixed up with this gang, and that's where the story. He's got to get out of this whole thing. No, it just dives deeper and deeper into this, and you get to see like he's a geek. Yeah, you get to see him be like the geek. Drug dealer too, and he's using he's selling drugs using bitcoins. Those are the best drug dealers. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's dude, this movie is a Tupperware. It is so fucking good. It is really awesome. I, I didn't know what to expect going into this. I never even heard of it. But yeah. it's so amazing. The editing. It was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> I'm gonna edit you out of this episode. <laughs> Son of a bitch. But, uh, give, give it about a half hour. That'll be way easier. <laughs> this, uh, you know, I talked about like the whole Bitcoin thing, him selling drugs using yeah, Bitcoins. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's crazy about the character? I'm going to get back to that. In That's going to happen, by the way. What's crazy, <laughs> what's awesome about the character is that he's, it takes place now. And like, if you look at the poster, he looks like a kid straight out of like the early 90s and shit. Uh-huh. No, his, it takes place now in our time, but the kid is obsessed with 90s hip hop. Oh, wow. And his friends are too. Yeah. And it's, that's very, cool and you get to hear some like 90s hip hop throughout the fucking you know uh, movie and uh, it's awesome but Dope became the first movie to accept Bitcoin for the ticket purchases at over 900 theaters in the US via via movietickets.com I thought that was very cool of them Uh, the choice of the film to be the first to accept Bitcoin was no accident as the film follows Malcolm like I said a self-described geek who enjoys 90s hip hop culture and modern technology equally so very cool how they did that nice Um, but uh, yeah yeah, I absolutely love Dope. I know I'm not delving too much into this because th- this is probably going to be a six-hour episode anyway. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's not probably going to be in theaters that long. But if you can, watch Dope. I think you'll love it. The, it's a great coming-of-age story. It's like if Superbad was set in Inglewood. You know what nice. I mean? It's fucking awesome. So check it out. I love There's it. There's not enough good coming-of-age yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's got to be in like my top five of coming-of-age stories. Fuck. This, Fast Times is there, Super Bad, maybe throwing American Pie, maybe. But it's up there, man. It's wow. pretty awesome. Nice. All right. Uh, let's see here. Last – is this the last thing that I wanted to talk about? Yeah, last thing that I want to talk about before we jump into your comic book corner. I've got my own little comic my, – my little comic book comic book corner doesn't have its own fucking bumper okay but i'm gonna talk about comic books that i've been reading cool but i don't have a fucking bumper i'm not you mr fucking bumper over there (laughs) 
Fly Guy Bryce, comic book corner. There you go. I didn't ask for that. <laughs> I wanted to talk about growing up. Growing up, I think with Dave. I don't know if I ever watched any of these with Jay. Oh yeah, we did. We, we did talked watch about that all yeah. the time. Yeah, I, me and Dave, we definitely watched a few of these when we had like sleepovers and shit as kids. And I actually, uh, it was Ryan Drost of the Star Joe's podcast that kind of I saw this on the Star Joe's Facebook page. I just plugged them, uh, but. Uh, he was the one who was talking about Puppet Master, the comic book. And I was a big fan of the Puppet Master movies, all ten of them. And this is a continuation of the Puppet Master movies. And so I got the first three issues here. And it's the first story arc. It's completed in the first three issues. And then they're going to start another story arc with part four. But um, it actually takes place at the same hotel from the first movie. So very cool callback, that hotel where all the psychic mediums meet in that hotel. And we got to see a bunch of you know little puppets kill them. It was awesome. Right. And uh, – this is more the same. I, I really liked it. I don't. It's not the best comic book I've ever read. read. I'm going to give it a high taste. It, but it is a lot of fun just seeing these characters come back. And I was really worried about like how that they would be able to do the Puppet Master comics when none of these characters really talk, except for maybe Decapitron. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> it. But like none of the other characters really have speaking. Voices. That's all. Like the, you, you get to see what they do through their actions. I'll, Dave, I'll let you see an issue here. It kind Does of Toulon make any appearances? Toulon, not yet. It's uh, right now. It's been Torch. Uh, what's his name? Is it Blade? The Blade, mm-hmm. Jester, Pinhead, um, Six Shooter, uh, Leech Woman, and Decapitron. Um, and it, the first episode, the first arc takes place at that hotel. And of course, young kids want to find, just go there because it's scary. And they've heard stories about the lore of the puppet masters. And, you know, they, they come with their offering. That's like the big thing now. You offer like little dolls to the, uh, the puppet masters. Well, um, you know, you find out like at the beginning, like, you know, all these kids start just fucking dying off and it's the, the puppet masters and there's a twist and we find out that, that there's a new puppet master involved in this and the puppets like it's still about their search to find the right puppet master and they want to be freed eventually and so that's where this story's going and I really like it I think it's a great continuation uh, from the original uh, puppet master movies I think if you're a fan of those that you'll like this so definitely check it out it's puppet master it's by Action Lab Comics and uh, the first three issues are out. The fourth issue starts the new arc. So jump onto the new arc if you can't find those first three issues. But I had a lot of fun watching these characters interact. And, of course, there's you know dumb dumb kids getting killed and shit in the hotel. And <laughs> that's like a throwback, dude. I love that shit. Oh, yeah. I love the warning on the front. Warning, this book contains graphic gore and violence perpetrated by pint-sized puppets. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So definitely check out Puppet Master. If either one of you guys want to read these, I love it. Yeah. Uh, let me know. I'll, I'll, sure. I'll loan them to you so you can check them out. But yeah, that's my little bullshit comic book corner. This That week. was just one of those stupid movies as a kid where you're just like drawn to it for some reason. You know, it wasn't right. like phenomenal, but it was still fun. Oh yeah, they were just fun. They were just a lot of fun. All right. Uh, and I am going to pause. We're going to come back with Domesticated Dave's comic book corner. Knowing what I'm knowing While the black band's sweating In the rhythm I'm rolling Got to give a 
All right, hey, we are back, and uh, this is the part of the show where Dave is attentive and awake, and then <laughs> as soon as this is over, it's sleepy time Dave. <laughs> so it's time now for Domesticated Dave's Comic Book Corner. Domesticated Dave's Comic Book Corner, he sounds like Macho Man, but he looks like Natalie Dormer. It's comic books and shit. All right, everybody. Well, normally I keep this thing pretty positive and tell you about all the stuff I love first, but I'm in a tossy kind of mood this week. So we're going to start off with Jason Aaron and Chris Sprouse's Thor's number one. Oh, wow. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. See, there's good Jason Aaron and there's bad Jason Aaron. I like Jason Aaron's stuff. Shut your mouth. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Have you read Thor's number one? Well, yeah. guess what? It's on one of those bad Jason Aaron's. It's it's totally, it, it, I'm guessing it's some sort of an intended love letter to procedural cop drama. Uh, and I'm not a fan of the law and order type uh, paradigm. Right, and, right. Uh, you you know, the fact that Sense8 made me care about a cop character, that tells you how good this thing oh, is. Oh, Will is amazing. You know, it's one of those, it, we have Ultimate <laughs> Thor. My Can we talk about Sense8 again? <laughs> My least favorite character in the Ultimate Universe is the star of, and they actually call him Ultimate Thor in the book. the uh, The story revolves around a series of murders that uh, they figure out that these murders who haven't been they haven't been able to identify any of these bodies. They find out a current um, uh, a thing running that they have, all of the bodies have in common. Uh, it's get a, got an appearance by. Thor's pet frog is the forensic guy. It's got an appearance by uh, one of my favorite characters as the informant. And it's just, by the numbers, derivative, boring. Uh, it's got a character that has been being jammed down our throats over and over and over and over again. And it just was not for me. If the- it was Keanu... Being jammed down your throat, Dave, would have been a different outcome to this rating? You know how that would go. <laughs> Could you even think straight? Um, and also... <laughs> Excellent! I, 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 I can't even finish this segment. <laughs> we need to pause. Yeah, I need to move. Uh, <laughs> Dave wants all six inches but of no, Wild Stallions. I, I've enjoyed the Thors uh, in the Secret Wars books as the, the tools of doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Um, I just this book will not be one I will be continuing That's, with. That sucks that he had to go this fucking route. I, I too am not a big fan of the uh, crime procedural TV show. And shows. that's totally what it is. So like uh, yeah. step by step, panel by panel. Okay. It's you know like I told you the forensic guy, yeah. the informant guy. Yeah. You know the 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 holding his partner as he dies and giving him a giving him last words. Right. I mean literally every cliche you can think of. Is in this. So basically, like, it's like Jason Aaron's love letter to all those fucking shows. Dude, they go they go to the boss and get yelled at. You know, and they're like, "Oh, it could have been worse. There was no lightning." It was like, dude, like this is I paid for this. Fuck. Yeah. Um, it was like watching a bat. It was like, have you ever seen the uh, the Lethal Weapon fan film they make on? It's always Sunny oh, in God, Philadelphia. I love it. I love it. Right. Fantastic. Like, like yes. ima- imagine like a horrible version of that. You know, uh-huh. with characters you don't care about and don't love. So, 
Um, yeah, I had to toss that. And uh, that's what some people think about our show now with uh, us on the show. It's, it's okay. Yeah, it's like okay. once Frank and fucking Jake are gone, it's like fuck. <laughs> what's this bastardized version? Bastardized version of PCL that I'm listening. I to? can't believe they're getting less people that I like and longer episodes. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> no, and there's another toss it this week that was. A bit of an eye-opening thing. That was pretty cool. Yeah, you just <laughs> belched and said that. That was a bit of an eye-opening Hey, little, little Sweet's been uh, rocking my world all, all day. I hope you can replay that moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be our intro. Nice. <laughs> uh, old Man Logan, issue two came out. Don't and, you knock Old Man Logan. Um, there's a thing, though. There's a what thing. The fuck, man. He no. The thing is, he fucking Tupperware the first Bendis issue of Old Man Logan, and now he's tossing the second. Well, one? here's the thing. Um, I don't. I'm learning about art, and I'm learning about photo rendering. Something that I didn't really know about until now. Dave, Dave took that art test where he had to draw the turtle and shit. <laughs> Do you then, like drawing turtles? <laughs> well, there, there was a thing. That I am an artist a now. Character, no, a character that died. Old Check Bob, out my gallery. He's been watching old Bob Ross videos and shit. <laughs> happy, okay, guys. Happy little trees. A character that died in issue one uh-huh. comes back in issue two. Okay. And this is a different version of the character. In a different world, in a different segment of Battle World, yet she looks identical to the other version from the other area. Mm-hmm. And then I started noticing that Old Man Logan looks like Russell Crowe. And I started backtracking some. Is he throwing phones at people? No, no, no. In hotels? It, it was one of those. I, I, I just started. I asked uh, actually a fellow podcaster who's an artist about. Why that could be, and he said, "Are you going to oh, name drop? Are you going to no, do one of those?" No, no, this is this is. He said, "This is photo rendering, and this is when people take photos of celebrities uh-huh. and essentially trace over them." Oh, Greg Land. And, well, Big but time. with, with this, porn stars, but Big this time. is worse. Well, yeah, Greg Land has one body type for all female characters, right. and right. it's. But this is this is like the moment you realize what person they're adapting it off of. You can't see anyone else. Oh, geez. So, so Russell Crowe. So now you Why, don't you see just, Old Man Logo. You just see Russell Crowe. And you just fucked all of our listeners with this, too. <laughs> now they're going to see Russell Crowe, too. You I'm, literally fucked our you listeners. You Russell you, – Dave, you Russell Blow. I, I'm going to – I'm going to continue – I'm going to drop the rating on the on the writing to yeah. a taste it because okay. um, there was a few things in this issue that uh, it seemed sort of sensationally and like – by the numbers again. Yeah. But the art dropped this to a toss it. Who, okay, hold on. Who's doing the art? Sorrentino. Okay. What if it would have been Russell Brand? Would it have been a Tupperware? Mm, I'm not a big fan of his either. <laughs> Fuck, man. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to figure out. He was out. good in forgetting Sarah Marshall. Hey, hey, if it was Russell from fucking Survivor, Jake would have Tupperware the shit out of it. <laughs> I have no idea who that is because I don't watch the show. That is pretty weak, and it's been a big trend in a lot of new comics lately. With the well, and it's it, it, it was one of those I didn't even realize it was a trend. I didn't know it was a thing because I'm not an artist. Right. And then when the different character from a different mm. area of Battle World looks exactly the same as the other one, I started questioning. Wait, well, why would they make this artistic choice? Yeah. And then I got the horrible truth behind it all. Jay, you're you're right though. Like every once in a while. Like I'll I'll see a comic book and I'll see a character and it looks like a fucking celebrity. Yeah, I mean, and it takes you out of it. It's just high tech tracing. 
that's not good art. That's not good art. You know, you don't buy these comics for tracing. And the 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 interesting coloring they had in the in the first issue, where they would do a lot of one color panels and stuff like they kind of abandoned that, mm. and they still had a little bit of it, but inconsistently throughout. Fuck so that's weak. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I'm still going to stay on reading it because okay. Bendis is Bendis. So the I, writing's a tasted. It's just the art is a toss. Yeah, okay. a big toss. Okay. Yeah. Um, next, we're going to go to Jason Aaron. Good Jason Aaron, Weird World number one. Nice. Um, I was, I had no idea what to expect from this. And, uh, like I said, Jason Aaron's one of those guys, man, when he's on fucking Southern Bastards, you know, he's on. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, other times, not so on. But he really creates an interesting tapestry of crazy in this book. And the art, is nothing like anything you've seen wow. in modern comics today. If you're a Samurai Jack fan, old school, you need to check out this book. It is Dave, you, that, the, the colors remind me. Have you ever read the Rick Remender book, Black Science? Totally. Yeah. Like this, Black Science is the is the daddy on this. You could you could see that it's it's got um, the Mike Del Mundo doing doing the art. And the map of Weird World is one of the funniest one one single pages I've ever seen in a comic book. It looks like something out of like Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's 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 one of those that the by the end it's been kind of a nonsensical journey of survival. But the Baron of Weird World, which is a floating island in an oblivion of nothing else, which I don't know how that. Works into the rest of Battle World, but right. cool, whatever. He almost falls off of the end of the, of the, of Weird World at one point and rides a dragon, which, you know, a, the Atreyu approved. It's awesome. And, uh, oh, this art is amazing. Yeah. It's really good. Morgan Le Fay is the Baron of the Weird World. So I'm, wow. I'm in. That's cool. I, I gotta check this out. Uh, Marvel Zombies number one also came out, and I've become a bit of a Marvel zombie thanks to Secret Wars. I am, I, I you am. You really have, dude. It, it, DC is almost non-existent on my pull list <sighs> at this point, and Marvel is just taking over. Question: Question. Did you read Action Comics forty one? Mm-hmm. What did you think? Uh, not. I, it's not doing it for me, man. Really? Really. Okay. It's just not doing it for me. Everything I'm, I've read is like, yeah, wait till you read issue 41. Right. Everything. Right, right. Yeah. It's it's one of those, we'll see. You know, I, I'm still on action. I, I, like, I'm still on Sinestro. I'm still on Green Lantern. I'm still on Wonder Woman. Right. Uh, but I, I don't want to shit on my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Until they give me a reason not to, I'm just going to remain silent and let it breathe and right. go with what they're showing me. I, I don't want to sit there and bash on Aquaman. I don't want to sit there and bash on Hal Jordan. I don't want right. to bash That's on. That's fucking honorable as shit. Dude. Well, it's just it's just one of those. I, I, Finally, I'm, I'm I'm still reading them. But right. I'm not talking about them yet. That's sure. exactly okay. how I feel. That's well put. Well, um, but Marvel Zombies uh, follows a, a character who is tasked with relegating the area of Battle World that is um, populated by the Marvel Zombies. And that's a franchise of Marvel Comics I've never been interested in before. But she is <laughs> she's an amazing character that I am unfamiliar with and going am going to be seeking out more of. I would give this uh, uh Marvel Zombies a high taste it, 
the some of the zombie versions of known Marvel characters are scary and funny all at the same time. Uh, now, I didn't read The Runaways, issue one that came out oh, this yeah. week. I wish because, you would have. Uh, well, I love... Brian K. Vaughn. I love The Runaways so much. After what happened with Extinction Agenda, which I was like one of the first crossovers that ever pulled me in when I was younger. Yeah. Runaways was so good that I didn't want to run the risk of having the Extinction Agenda thing happen again. So I'm just going to let that breathe and mm-hmm. see what other people I respect say about it mm-hmm. because I don't want it to tarnish the memory of the Runaways. Well, I mean, other books have come out since then and have. Nothing's lived up to the original Runaways. And that's why I don't. Nobody's been able to write those characters like BKV. And that's why I'm kind of taking a step back from it. It's understandable. But we've also got some amazing comics that came out. And I know a couple of these comics came out a week ago, but we were talking Jurassic World, so I had to wait to talk about these. Um, Let's talk about Jurassic (laughs) (laughs) I still have to drop... Silver Surfer, issue 12 by Dan Slott and Mike and Laura Allred. Mm. Uh, still the most consistently awesome comic being put out every month by I Marvel love Comics. That fucking cover. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. Like, uh, take a look, man. It's, ah. it's it, like, they're making the Silver Surfer into a personal character. Something Go ahead that, and talk about that other issue where they had the Mobius loop if you want to. Sure. Talk they, about it. they, they did, uh, in issue 11, they did a, Infinitely repeating story that you. Oh, I get this you, book. You just you just can't you can't you don't see that sort of thing in Marvel comics normally. Right. They trust Dan Slott and Mike and Lauren Allred so much. They're letting them just go and do what they want to do. And the next issue looks like it ties into Secret Wars. And I really hope that this comic will survive this event. Me too. But I don't. I don't know. So. I would say people buy this comic. Vote with your wallet. Do you think that we're going to have somebody else writing Spider-Man too? Is that is it, or has that been announced? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I I, I think it's going to come down to the if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And he, uh, he's still yeah. he's still um, he's been killing it. Yeah. So yeah. I I I don't think they're going to take him off, but right. we'll see. Um. So yeah, that's Silver Surfer. Uh, every issue. So far, it, it has been a it has been a Tupperware party of a run. Every issue has been a Tupperware, and so next up, personal bias is totally happening here. Gail Simone and the Secret Six, number three. Love this, Gail yeah, this this comic has been uh, beset by um, delays. Mm. Uh, like the the first issue, who's the team on it? Uh, Gail Simone is the writer, and uh, I believe Jurgens was the was the variant cover I got. I got uh, one of the Joker variant covers. Who does the interior? Um, I, yeah, I think it's Jurgens on the interior. Okay. But he did the he did the Joker variant cover, and it was the only one of those that I liked. Oh. Uh, and I love the Joker, so I had to at least get one. The uh, the story of the Secret Six began back in November of last year, and we're only on issue three. So I don't know what's going on with their process, but it's 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 still got great potential. Uh, the, this issue uh, reveals a suburban dynamic where they're hiding out in the suburbs, nice. uh, and like ha- involve the members of the Secret Six are Big Shot, which is like D-list 
Hulk ripoff guy. He's horrible. Like he, he's, he's like uh, he's like a sleuth. Uh, like a uh, he's a he's a private eye who gets upset and bulks up and. He's like basically a glorified mob enforcer. Yeah. Um, we have Porcelain, who has the ability to cause anything she touches to shatter. Um, there is the, um, let's see, the uh, Catman, one of my favorite uh, C-list Batman villains, as super androgynistic, uh, fearless protector, but... Kind of uh, a little nuts. He's pretty cool. Um, We've also got Black Alice, who came from the original Secret Six. She is a young, uh, like a teenager, who has the ability to steal any member of the magical uh, members of the DC Universe's powers. And like her wardrobe changes according to their wardrobe when she nice. steals their powers. That's fucking awesome. Oh, it's 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 artistically she's a very interesting character. Yeah. Um and they they also have Strix from the Court of Owls, the the mute. Oh yeah. Uh, she's on the team as well as the lady from the Batgirl run who has the little puppet that talks. Uh the name escapes me at the moment. She's the she's she's the new ragdoll of the Secret Six. Okay. She's she's um, the Mary. Nah, I Ventriloquist. Remember. Yes, ventriloquist. ventriloquist. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, it was twelve dollar word. I know that because I fucking have the ventriloquist comic at home. So yeah, last year she's 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 the last member, and like Big Shot comes down the stairs after they just had a wild party, um, and it's like, hey, I've got a really sensitive nose. Um, who had weird sex on the couch last night? And and like everyone except Black Alice raises her raises her hand. I thought it would be Dave like holding a Keanu Reeves poster, <laughs> and he's like, "Ah, shit, that was me." No, it's it's really really and it funny. was aggressive. <laughs> it's really really funny, and the uh, the art is loopy, and the twist of who is the mastermind now behind the Secret Six is amazing. If you're a Batman fan, if you're a Gotham fan, you'll love Who's the Mastermind of the New Secret Six. So, um, in fi- in, in, and finally, wrapping up uh, the, the, the uh, comic book corner, um, this, is a, this is a book that I didn't know how much I wanted it. Uh, the All-Star universe and the All-Star line in DC Comics is, with the exception of All-Star Superman – been a very hit and miss sort of a brand. It was designed to be a more realistic take on superheroes. And there was a character named Hitman from the early 90s who was just that. He was a Hitman who had his own superhero. Not to be confused comic with book. Dave's favorite wrestler, Brett the Hitman Hart. <laughs> hey, that's bonus point. The yeah. excellence of execution. But he had. I'm so proud of you that you know that. Um, the. Um, the the characters that were his supporting cast were known as Section 8, and they were a bunch of wannabe superheroes that were just basically goofballs that either had powers that were um, useless or totally made up in their heads. Um, <laughs> it's like us in podcasting. Yeah, yeah. Like you had um, Bueno Excelente, who is essentially just a flasher. You had... <laughs> Wow. Jean de Baton, who was very French and used a baton to fight. This is like there mystery was, men. There was, 
this, oh, this, this is the this perce- section eight re- precedes all of that. This is the original version. Oh of wow! Oh. Flem Gem, who basically had serious nostril problems. The Defenestrator, who was a guy who carried on around a window so he could break it over people. Sleeper Dave um, <laughs> falls asleep on podcast. Friendly Fire, who was an energy blaster who could who would only successfully blast energy if he was hitting his friends or himself. That's fucked up. Um, Shakes, who was just a schizophrenic homeless man. I thought man. you were making fun of Michael J. Fox. No. There was Dog Welder, the guy who fought crime by welding dogs to people. <laughs> and Six Pack, just a drunken idiot in a superhero costume who was the leader of Section 8. Fantastic. Um, if you were a fan <laughs> of the boys, that Garth Ennis misses writing the boys because he's channeling this in this book. Um, Macria is the artist and the, the art is so hilarious when Batman shows up because six pack wants to reform the section eight and he's only got seven members. So he, for instance, he recruits Bator who is a master of the underworld. Master Bator. And he only says, (laughs) I am Bator, which precedes the creation of Groot by about 20 years. Mm. Like he he is now Beitoro on the team, and when he decides that we have seven members now, we need one final member. Wait. He notices Batman mm-hmm. parked across the street at the ATM <laughs> and decides he's going to recruit Batman. <laughs> and each one of the panels with Batman includes Batman as a from a different from a different iconic I pose in a different Art period. Ass, yeah. Like when he says, "I break my back <laughs> for you, people." That's awesome. Um, <laughs> like Bane, and he's talking to this this uh, this uh, meter maid who is an African American, and he's like. I bend over backwards to help you people. And he's in the broken back pose. Mm -hmm. And she says to him, you people, huh? Batman's like, what? She says, you people. Oh no, I don't, I don't mean that. Sure. You don't. She says to Batman, like it's freaking hilarious. Check out section eight. I think he was peeing himself too. And then like, Oh shit. He's holding six pack like dead Robin. Dead Robin. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's brilliant. I can't, it's only a six-issue miniseries, but please, buy more of this so they make more of this. I would buy that for That's sure. funny. That's yeah. really funny. Yeah. Just based on the cover. Highest of Tupperwares, Section eight, All-Star Section 8. That's, That's awesome. all I got this week for Domesticated Dave's Comic Book Corner. Would that be vacuum sealed? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Domesticated Dave's Comic Book Corner. He sounds like Macho Man. Comic books and shit. <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna move. Dave, that was great. Thank you. That was awesome. Yeah, it makes me want to read that section eight like right fucking now. Good night, everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's time for Dave to go to bed. He got. Good night. He did. Uh, he talked about what he wanted to talk about. Fuck the rest of the army. I just roll over and go to sleep. Yeah, he will. He's done. Dave is, he's passing the fuck out. Load is blown, everyone. Guys, these eyes are getting so heavy. It's almost Keanu time and then time to go to bed. <laughs> Keanu time. <laughs> uh, I'm at that point break. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, I can just imagine like Dave like spanking it and Keanu doing the Matrix dodge bullet thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Why? Why? All right. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Guys, it's time for the pop culture leftovers news. Yeah, 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 yeah. Read all about it. It's a little news, and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as fuck, yo. All right, Jurassic World is now the king when it comes to domestic box office opening weekends. It has surpassed Avengers, who had previously raked in $207.4 million. And Jurassic World has now set the new record with $209 million. Shit. It's not a landslide, but it did beat out the Avengers, and it looks like Jurassic World has beaten yet another Avengers box office record. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Jurassic World, as of June 19th, is, ex- is expected to pass the $300 million mark, an awesome accomplishment, in less than a week. So just how long did it take the Avengers? The answer, nine days. Wow. So, Yeah. Nick Robinson, his co-star, was in a movie called The Kings of Summer, but I'm telling you, the new King of Summer is fucking Chris Pratt killing it last year with Guardians of the Galaxy at the tail end of the summer, and then this year with Jurassic World, just tearing up the fucking box office. Yeah, no shit. Somebody just entered the $10 million club, everybody. Yeah, he's like, I mean, Will Smith was this guy for a long time. You know, uh, hitting that $100 million movie point. You know what I mean? Every movie that came out was like over $100 million. This is like Chris Pratt. Now, wasn't Jurassic Park like the first big summer film and then Titanic came, right? I think it started back with Jaws, man. I think Jaws was the first one. If we're going to go back far enough, we're looking at, what was it, 75 when that came out? Jaws, and then I think we're looking at... Star Wars and then E.T. Okay. Yeah, Batman was huge too. Back in 89. Yeah. But I'm talking, if we're going to go way back, I'm thinking Jaws was the first summer blockbuster. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, wow. we, talked, we talked a few weeks ago about the Crow remake and how much the studio has sunk into that movie and how Luke Evans had dropped off the, the, the project. Hell, I had even forgotten that he had dropped off and was reminded during the recording of our show. <laughs> but he wasn't the first actor to drop off the project, and he isn't the last. Almost four years ago, Bradley Cooper left the project after the lead role was reportedly offered uh, then to Mark Wahlberg, then James McAvoy and Channing Tatum. Since then, the role of The Crow went to Tom Hiddleston, then to Luke Evans, finally, Boardwalk Empire's Jack Houston. I did say earlier that Evans wasn't the last to leave, right? Well, it looks like Jack Houston has left the project. <laughs> wow. Variety's reporting a scheduling conflict. Uh, I'm reporting that this Crow reboot is career suicide. Nobody wants to touch this thing. Fifty Shades of Grey had an easier time casting its male lead after Charlie Hunnam dropped out. This is getting embarrassing, guys. Rumor is that they're targeting Nicholas Holt now, <laughs> our star from uh, you know Warm Bodies and and uh, the Beast in X Men: Days of Future Past, as well as Jack O'Connell from you know the lead from last year's Unbroken, that film directed by Angelina Jolie. Guys, my question to you is: Is there any way at all it's going to get made? Studios sunk too much money into this fucking thing, and they're starting. They've already said they're going to start shooting in a few weeks. That's terrifying. Okay, guys, is there any way that they can save this film? Any way at all that they can save this film? No, nah, man. The 
Bruce Lee curse is in effect. I, I don't know what else to. How do you explain this? It's ridiculous. I, I don't know, man. I, I see and I know, I know I'm talking to fans of The Crow. I yeah. know, Jay, you're a huge fan. I of love fucking, the fucking yeah, Crow. Yeah, I know. One of my favorite movies what, ever. Yeah. Um, Cut their losses, or is there any way to save this thing? Yeah, don't don't do it. Yeah, be just be done. Don't be do done. It. Cut your millions. I mean, guys, millions of dollars sunk into this thing. They have a director. They have a script. Millions of dollars have been sunk into this thing. They are weeks away from shooting, guys. You will never ever recapture. The crow, the dude died on the film. You're, mm. you're never ever going to recapture yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you just wonder if like these actors are getting a phone call from some like untraceable number saying, "Hey, you know what the happened Yakuza? to Brandon Lee, right?" You mean the Yakuza? Yeah, you know, like <laughs> yeah, I just wonder. Like, yeah. there's, it's just, it's too much at this point to be random. I, yeah, I'm sorry, but the dude was fucking killed. I mean, he was killed, but. Besides the point, like you, you, you can't recapture that. Mm. Like, he, I, I, I don't, I don't believe that he was killed. I just think it was a stupid guy in, in the prop department that, 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 no, 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 that no, 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 killed no. him the same way his dad died. I don't know. I, I'm his dad know. died from e- taking an aspirin, Dave. Oh man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do know. I do know. Dave. No, 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 Dave. Dave. His dad died from taking medicine. That made it, isn't that right? His yeah. dad, yeah, his dad took a pill and like an aspirin or something like that, and it had some effect on him in his brain, and that's what killed him. Bruce like, took a lot of pills. Yeah, so that's how he died. This was a this this was a thing where they had gone to this pawn shop. They had found this gun. They thought it would be an awesome prop. They put it in a plastic baggie, gave it to the prop department. Somehow it went through the prop department without being checked. They never checked the chambers. And when they did the fun boy scene, nobody had checked the chambers. They filmed it one time as a, as a trial, and then they went through, and the next chamber had the bullet in it. I don't think Jay, you can think what you want to, but I, I think it was just just. This, it had been sitting on the shelf for months, and the prop department did not check the gun, and I think it was an accident. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, uh, so I don't think it's, it has, didn't die the same way, Dave. I, I've, str- I've struggled with it. Okay. I mean, like, I, I go back and forth. I don't know. Like, I don't wanna, You're fine, dude. I don't want to buy into conspiracy theories. Yeah. But, I'm just talking about from what I know. But but to recapture like yeah. how great the, Yeah, let's get back to the fucking crow. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about how great the crow was besides the point right. that he died. Yeah. To recapture the spirit that Brandon Lee brought into that character, mm-hmm. who the fuck else is gonna do it? I got an answer for you. I had, I said it two weeks ago. Cast Tatiana Maslani as the fucking crow. Not I'm I'm not talking about we're not doing a male crow now. Okay, right. and I'm not going for a fucking gimmick. I'm going for the best, one of the best actresses out there in Hollywood. You're probably, yeah. I mean, that's probably the fucking shoe-in. Man, dude, fuck. I don't know, man. If you've seen Helena in fucking uh, in, uh, in in the Orphan Black, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get your opinion here, Dave, because I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> like seriously, I want to know what you fucking think of Orphan Black, but I'm gonna wait until next week. Okay. But if you've seen fucking Helena, if you've seen the characters that she can pull off on Orphan Black. Jay, are you watching Orphan Black? Not yet. You got to watch this. I know what you're show. talking about. Though. But man, I'm telling you, Tatiana Maslany, and this is not a fucking gimmick. Oh, let's just get a woman in there. No, she is the best fucking actress. But you know what? On the flip side, if they got a bullshit fucking script, scrap this motherfucker. Start from scratch and give it to Tatiana Maslany and give her a good fucking script. Don't use a guy. Yeah, don't use a guy. We've seen it. 
Oh my god, who's the last fucking crow? Edward Furlong? Yeah. What the fuck? What? Come on. And like this whole reboot? No, man, it, this is destined to fail. Tatiana Maslany all the way. That's all, that's what I'm saying. Will Hollywood do it? Fuck no, they won't do it. It won't happen. You you can't add the emotional impact, I don't think, without a female. I mean, right. I, and you're like convincing me at this point because I haven't even thought about it. Mm. I'm always like, okay, the crow's got to be a lead guy. So what kung fu dude do we right. need to pick for this? No, guy? I'm saying make her a fucking lesbian. I don't give a shit. That makes sense. I don't give a fucking shit. She can be gay, straight, whatever. But put a female in there. Just shake it up a little bit. It makes fu- total sense. You it know, makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. Because because there's nobody else in the male acting field that I could pick for this movie mm-hmm. where I'm going to be emotionally attached to it. All right. But if you pick you're always going to be comparing him. You will Brandon always Lee. be so. Right, yeah, take, right. Take the total opposite right. route, separate it out. I can totally see it. Um, I would be excited about. I don't even give a shit about a new male crow. I right. don't care because Brandon Lee is it. Yeah, that's it. He fucking died making that film. Let's turn it. You know what? Fucking. Let's turn it into an animated feature, and it can be like a panda. It can be like Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> <laughs> Kung Fu Panda Four, like the Crow Edition. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but you're Jack told- Black is the next crow, but he's a fucking panda bear. How fucking crazy is that shit? It could be. A panda that gets his powers from a crow? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> mind blown. Yeah, mind blown. <laughs> I mean, all right, so guys, I think, I think, you know, I mean, right now, the way the film sits, I think we're all, like, under the same, we have the same belief that it's just going to fail miserably. Like, this is like, is this career suicide to be fucking cast as a crow now? Well, yeah, yeah, it is, and there's no other way to fix it. With yeah. everybody leaving, like, every week I read new news about somebody leaving the project. Right. So, yeah. They're I mean, weeks away from shooting, and they just lost their fucking lead. Yeah, it sounds like direct-to-video. Yeah. It, it's not a hard story to tell. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you have somebody that dies, and they come back for redemption. Right, right. It's not a hard, hard story to tell, but to have the main character... That's the crucial point where yeah. you get behind this character the, for the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I don't see any, way, any other way of doing it. Right. And I didn't even think about it until you mentioned that. Yeah. Last week, Domesticated Dave, you talked about a couple of Eli Roth movies. And you really put them on the radar for me. I'm scared to watch them because Eli Roth shit kind of... Torture porn. Yeah, torture porn. The, the, he did Hostel. Is that what he did? Mm-hmm. The Hostel stuff. Yeah, he didn't do Saw. He did Hostel. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, a couple of those movies in the pipeline, Green Inferno, Knock Knock. I want to see them, but I'm scared to watch them. This God, week, those look terrifying. This week we got <laughs> news of another movie he's circling, no pun intended, there, <laughs> with a Meg, with a movie called Meg. It's about a killer prehistoric shark. You guys hear about this? No. No. Okay. Now this is based on the New York Times bestselling book Meg, which I've never read, but it sounds terrifying and thrilling. This movie has been rumored for the past 20 years, I think since like 1997, so they've been talking about this fucking thing. The book is about two men who work together to neutralize a prehistoric shark called the Megalodon that's threatening the California coast. Historians call it one of the most terrifying predators in history and can reach a total of 60 feet. This version, however, will not be set on the coast of California. After San Andreas, I think studios want to give California a rest. (laughs) The film version of Meg will be set on the coast of China. Eli Roth is going to be hosting some of Shark Week, too. I found this out. Wow. <laughs> that was crazy. And swimming with sharks. So this dude is all about it. Um, so 
Uh, yeah, what do you got? Eli Roth doing a fucking, uh, shark movie with a megalodon, a prehistoric shark? What the fuck? I mean, everything's gotta be bigger and badder now. Do you think, like, this is coming off the heels of Jurassic World and we saw the Mosasaur? Uh, dude, and he does horror. Is this gonna be, like, the Jaws reboot that we've been waiting for? Do you think that's what this is gonna be? Sounds that way, man. And, uh, like, setting something in an unfamiliar culture, like, like, like China, is something that we could probably use uh, just as a viewing public right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it'd be fun. I don't know how the Chinese government's going to feel about it. <laughs> you know, right. A bunch of people getting chomped by a giant Jaws, but hey, we'll see. You know, They might be down. Chinese people like their kaiju. <laughs> there you go. Right? We'll, uh, we'll, just, we'll just send Mothra at it or something. Japan, but... <laughs> I, I, I have to say, like... Isn't it Japan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ja- Japanese Mothra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, the, the, the most terrifying thing for me as a child, and my parents can attest to this... Night they after. made him sleep with a shark. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, used, they, they used to go to Gilligan's a lot, and they had those little they, toy sharks. For, for, for one night, Jay, in the tub, had to sleep with a fucking shark <laughs> snapping at him all night. I did have a, a Jaws. <laughs> Fuck you, Mom. I hate you for that night. <laughs> I did have a Jaws toy. Okay. I had the shark. But... I used to I used to scream Jaws in my sleep. Uh-huh. Okay, so the most terrifying thing for me would be to create one of those fucking huge monolithic yeah. creatures and to make it good. You know what I mean? To make it fucking scary. Yeah. There's nothing scarier to me than being underwater and seeing even a whale that's not going to eat you. Yeah. But seeing this huge fucking creature swimming up to you while you're underwater is terrifying to me. Unless it's a manatee. Those are just so <laughs> dude, manatees are oh. just like no, like my buddy lives in Florida in uh well his uh yeah, his uh his, He actually sees manatees. Dude, no, check this out, dude. I was in Florida with him in Cocoa Beach and like his parents live like 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 there's like a what do they call it? Uh Part of the ocean actually connects to their house and shit. I don't know what they call that. Like, uh, inlet? What do they call that? It's the fucking... I don't Maybe. know. We're yeah, not fuck it. <laughs> I don't know my geography. What is this shield? Yeah. <laughs> but but the fucking uh, the the manatees like swim up to the the dock and shit. They love fresh water. Right. So you're not supposed to turn the hose on, but when you do, they hear it and they come up and they love like drinking the water and having it, like the cold water sprayed in their face, the wow. fresh water. So they'll come right up to the dock and shit. I was petting manatees and stuff like that. They're so they're the sweetest creatures. Wow. They're the yeah, like they say, like the the cow of the sea the sea cow they're the sweetest creatures ever dude and they got like these little jowls and like these like whiskers that come out of them and shit dude and you can, like, like cats yeah dude you can like, <laughs> you can, like rub their bellies and shit but they're so big that sometimes like like when the, the propellers and stuff like that so you'll they see like them, yeah the, you see like cuts on scars and stuff Jesus. like that on them it's sad yeah. but oh my god manatees are the sweetest fucking creature like I was like dude I want a fucking pool and I just want to throw one of these fuckers in there. <laughs> Literally yeah. toss it in. Like, dude, like, I just want to, like... I'm not tossing you, literally. I'm Tupperwearing you. I'm Tupperwearing manatees. And I just, like, during the summertime, dude, I would just go out there and I just, like, want to lay on his back. Like, it's a fucking, like, uh, like a balloon. Like, yeah. that I can, like, like a pool toy. Like, it's just, like, a living pool toy that I can chill on. But the, 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 the biggest nightmare for me... Oh, yeah, back to your nightmare. It's like... <laughs> fuck your fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the biggest 
nightmare for me is looking into the fucking blackness of the right. ocean and seeing these jaws yeah. come up with these one one of these fucking dinosaurs. Yeah. Dude, we're out of our element. You can't run. You can't try to shit. swim. No, dude, they, they're like fucking like aerodynamic and yeah. shit in the fucking water. You're nothing. You're, You're like nothing. An ant. Exactly. You're food. That your would, food. That would be cool if somebody like Eli Roth could put that into your head yeah. and make it terrifying. Dude, check it out. Check it out. Okay, we loved gravity, how they put you into space. Let's do that shit. Let's fucking get – let's do this shit with the ocean, man. Yeah, let's get you down in there with this motherfucker, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's – oh, I want to see people fucking scared. I want to I smell piss in the theater. You know what I mean? <laughs> people pissing themselves and shit. <laughs> But just, yeah, just divers diving deep, and they're yeah. looking into blackness. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they see these fucking teeth coming yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. say, if you want to smell piss in the theater, just go to, like, the dollar movie house. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. That's true. I, I think that would be cool, though. I, I, I think a Jaws reemerges. Right. Next time you're having that nightmare, imagine Brian on one of his dating disasters <laughs> bringing the girl back to his place, and then she sees the... You know, the whirlpool out back. She's like, oh, God, that's so cool. You've got a whirlpool. And then there's just a big manatee out there. <laughs> and she's well, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, that's not scary at all. <laughs> she's like, I've seen that movie Tusk. <laughs> well, hon, I'm actually a mermaid, and that's my cat. <laughs> but, but to me, like... Put on this fucking walrus suit. <laughs> and fuck my manatee. <laughs> Deep sea ocean is just as terrifying to me as deep yeah. deep outer space. Oh yeah, it is. It's like it's like an alien world down it there. It is alien. We don't yeah. even know what the fuck. Every down once there. in a while, every once in a while, like one of these fucking like uh, fifty foot long fucking uh, uh, squid, squid, giant squid, octopus, like come to the surface, and we're like, whoa, nobody's seen one alive. What are you gonna do against that? Exactly. It has fucking tentacles. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that would be cool. What do you think? Dave, did you give your opinion on this? Or yeah. You, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. I, I think yeah. it's going to be scary as shit. Yeah, so hopefully this is like, I know he's got, like, he's already got these other fucking uh, projects. These are completed. It's So hopefully, I mean, I checked his IMDb and he's got some other stuff in like pre-production and post-production and shit. But like, hopefully this will be something he starts on soon. That'd be cool. And you know what I mean? And I'm hoping like, cause I think like, I think it'd be smart for him to do it like after like Cameron does that Avatar movie where they're under the water and shit in Pandora. Because it's like, oh yeah, Cameron, I don't think Cameron's gonna terrify us with it. But I think Eli Roth could. Cool. So, alright, um, let's talk about, of course, the two pictures that were released of Paul Feig's Ghostbusters and how people are freaking the fuck out about this. <laughs> Have you seen these pictures? Yeah, yeah. Two fucking pictures. Yeah. And people are freaking the fuck out. What's going on? I, I don't know why they're freaking out. She's wearing a business suit. What? What? She's <laughs> got painter's overalls on. Why? Why? <laughs> Two pictures. And it looks like shit. Yeah. They're, they're, it reveals absolutely nothing right. about the movie whatsoever. Yeah. It's or like, the characters. It's like somebody listening to our show. For one fucking movie episode, <laughs> nothing and give us, and the, give, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and then giving some one star review because we fucking hated Godzilla, or I hated Godzilla. Uh, it was Kristen Wiig and Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, okay. Kate McKinnon, and uh, Leslie Jones. Okay, so 
Um, you know what? I'll be honest with you. The only the only one in there that's like uh, that I'm worried about is Melissa McCarthy if they can rein her in or not. I don't want them to play to her like what she thinks are her strengths in movies. I liked her in Bridesmaids because she was a crazy fucking character in that movie and it called for it in that movie. Yeah, it was great. Tammy, on the other hand, fuck that movie. That was horrible. I saw that in the theater last year. It was absolutely awful. I laughed one time, and it was not because of her character. It was another character in that movie. And then you've got you know Kate McKinnon, Kate McKinnon, who's killing it on SNL. Very funny. And you've got Leslie Jones, one of the hardest working females, one of the hardest working comedians, and one of the best writers in comedy, in my opinion. And uh, and people are freaking the fuck out that this movie's going to be shit after two fucking pictures. And Paul Feig, he's a competent director in my opinion. I'm not a fan of everything he's done, some of the collaboration that he's had with uh, Melissa McCarthy. But I'm a big fan of most of his work. And uh, people are saying it's a gimmick. Yeah, you know what? The studio may have started out as a gimmick, but I don't think Paul Feig is treating this as if it's a gimmick. He's treating this as if it's going to be a fun Ghostbusters film, in my opinion. That's what I get from Paul Feig. I don't think that he's going to treat like this, oh, it's just ladies? Yeah, let's make a lady Ghostbusters. No, Paul Feig, I think that he's going to give us his best. I think Lauren Michaels is going to be involved in this. He's got, you know... Three people, three Saturday Night Live people in this thing, and he's going to want to make sure that they get the best movie. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not hitting the panic button now. I said on Facebook, like, once like some of these like media people uh, start getting on screen visits, and if they come back and they're like, this looks like garbage, then I'm going to hit the panic button. But as of right now, no, there's no, no reason that for two fucking pictures that have been released, I'm hitting the fucking panic button on the Paul Feig Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. What are you guys thinking? Well, yeah, I mean, every site I went to to look at this article mm-hmm. was making a big deal out of it, and then I clicked on the article, and I'm like, what the, what the fuck is right. the big deal? It's just two shots. Yeah. It's just two shots that say nothing to me about yeah. anything in the movie. Right. So, what the fuck? Dave. Why are they already slamming this? What do you think, man? They looked like they were in a hurry to get somewhere. I don't know if they were filming anything. Right. Somebody if, was running. Yeah, somebody, yeah, somebody was like... A new caterer showed up, and they were really excited it. to get toss to it. Toss it, toss the shit out. <laughs> toss it. <laughs> Fuck this movie. You hear it here first. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm really excited about this. No, I think it's going to be great. I you think know, it, I think it will be. great. I toss Kristen Wiig's fucking business suit. I'm like James Gunn on this when shit. When did Kristen Wiig <laughs> ever let anyone down? That's, that's true. That's what I want to fucking know. Yeah, Skeleton Twins, one of my favorite movies. Like the interact, like her and Bill Hader. In that movie, we're phenomenal together. She's always hilarious. She's really good. Give it a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, guys, let's not hit the panic button yet. So let's just wait on that, this one. I'm freezing it. I mean, that's that's the smart thing to do here. Instead of like being like, it's a gimmick, these women are going to suck, blah, 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 blah. Let's freeze it and wait until we see that first trailer or we start hearing a little bit more about the project other than the, just the synopsis and what the fuck people are wearing. Well, I mean, it's just like you said Is this about- project fucking runway? Who the fuck are the, these people think they are tossing this shit? <laughs> it's just like you said about The Crow. How are you going to make this interesting? Give it a fresh take. Yeah. It is a fresh take. Give it a fucking chance. It's two fucking pictures. Yeah, two pictures. <laughs> Spinoff Online, uh, they talked to... Uh, it was uh, Dan Aykroyd about this and his thoughts on the uh, Ghostbusters. And they asked him, they said, one of your greatest creations, Ghostbusters, is being so buzzed about with the all 
with the new all-female incarnation on the way. And he says, yeah, it's going to be hot. Uh, the new one's got – it's going to be big. The interplay and with each of them, their individual voices are so well-defined. They're just different characters and there's a friction. There's a dynamic there. I'm not going to spoil it for people, but it's going to be big, big. They ask him, is there going to be a second revival coming as well with a group of fellas? He says – The thing is, you've got creators all around Hollywood who saw the thing at the original time and are going, wow, I think I've got to take on that. I think I could do something under that umbrella. And so we've had brilliant creators walk in, from Paul Feig to many others, and we love the concepts they're coming up with. And this one with the four girls is going to be massive. Oh, man, it's funny. It's intelligent. It hits the right notes, and I'm really excited about it. Um it refers to the first two in a really neat, classy way, but this is going to introduce them to a whole new generation of girls that are going to want to be Ghostbusters. We always needed them. Yeah. So, yeah, and I the, have no doubt. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt. Yeah. So I'm just waiting. You know, the jury's out on this one. I'm going to freeze it. Give me something to worry about other than two pictures. I'm not even worried about that. No. Just two fucking pictures. So. Why are you wasting your comments on these fucking pictures, you yeah, assholes? Yeah, true. <laughs> All right, this is some of the best news I've heard all week, and it comes to us from Deadline. Deadline reports that the Jason Aaron written, Jason Latour drawn comic, Southern Bastards, is making its way to FX. Whoa. Jason Aaron and Jason Latour will serve as executive producers. This is one of my, I've talked about this comic, I think, two or three times on the podcast. I Tupperware it all the time. I can't say enough about this book. Uh, Dave, uh, do you think this is something that should be adapted? Are you reading? Yeah, it's, it's 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 one of the most consistently excellent books coming out right now, and I just really hope they keep the bleakness of it. I hope they don't try to dress it up. I hope they really keep it rough and dirty and nasty and gritty. Who do you think should be Euless? I'm saying Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> That's good. Um, or uh, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Lang from uh, fucking Avatar. Um, old Rip dude. What's his name? That's Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang. Yeah, remember the uh, the the ripped guy from fucking Avatar that got in the fucking suit that fought the. You know who I'd like to see? What? Uh, Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick from the Lost Boys. Oh, Jason Patrick. Robert Patrick? Who's Robert Patrick? I can't he think. was the T-1000 in Terminator 2. Uh, he played uh, Alcide's dad in True pl- Blood. And he also played a football coach in We Are Marshall. Uh-huh. But I, I, just, I just think he'd be fun as that character. Okay. He was, yeah, he was in, in True Blood. Yeah, he might be a good choice. I could see that, too. Yeah, I would like to see that. I'd like him over, uh, like I said, Stephen Lang. I'd like him over that. But, yeah. Yeah, that's a good choice. I like it. I dig it. Yeah. Oh, now, uh, now that you see now, it. Coach Boss. Who 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 do you have as Coach Boss? That's who I said. Ulyss. Oh, uh, sorry. I'm, I'm I'm. We just cast confusing. the same guy. Okay. Coach I'm Boss confused. is Ulyss. Coach yeah. Boss. Yeah. I was confused. They call him useless. Yeah. No, you're just getting tired, Dave. Sorry. It's past Dave's bedtime, which is like apparently four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Don't mention four. <laughs> Toss it. Dave watches Golden Girls, beats off, and goes to bed. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend, Cam. <laughs> All right, moving on. We're going to talk about DC news. The Batman v Superman porn movie that you always wanted is out. 
It's out. I'm not kidding you guys. It's actually called uh, Batman v Superman XXX. And the tagline is, Justice is Coming. <laughs> <laughs> it came out on uh, June 3rd, and you can watch the trailer on YouTube, and it actually looks pretty funny. And you can, <laughs> I'm not fucking with you, dude. It looks pretty fucking funny. The, the Joker character at one point, like, pulls out, like, this squirt gun and shoots some chick in the face. He's like, haha, squirt gun. And then he pulls out a real gun and then blows her head off. Like, Jesus. like, they take this shit fucking seriously. It looks actually really funny. Uh, it, he looks like the Heath Leather Joker, not the yeah. Jared Leto Joker, but, right. Yeah, the Batman v Superman uh, fucking porn. What do you guys want to see? From- <laughs> like, yeah, I'm asking. What do you guys want to see? <laughs> what, Jay? What? Jay's losing it. What do you guys want to see from the Batman v Superman triple X porn? Harley Quinn is in it, guys. Oh, so, yeah. that's hot. <laughs> do you want to see Harley get quinned? <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, maybe. That might be cool. Dave. Dave. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I don't do pornos. And fucking, we got the Mr. White Knight over here. I don't either. I, no, I don't either. I, I don't watch porn. I kind of hurt inside. Right. <laughs> I, I, I watch, no, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I watch porn like once every five years. Like once every five years, I'll be like, I want to see something weird. And it's like, it's like, it's not like, it's not like, I'm not going to watch normal porn. I'm not going to watch that shit. It's like, I want to see like, uh, like little people banging each other. So. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I don't. No, I do. It's like every once in a while, I just be like, I want to see something <laughs> fucking weird. If I'm going to watch porn right now, I just want to watch something weird. And it's not for like, it's not for like, you know, uh, it's <coughs> not like Dave with his Keanu obsession. It's just like, it's mind expansion. Yeah, it's mind expansion. <laughs> exactly. It's my sense. Expanding something. It's my sensate. So it's like, yeah, I want to see, I want to see fucking, I want to see some little people get it on. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get it. Right. I want to watch a lemon party. Whatever. That's interesting. That's I mean, most porn is pretty cut and dry. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm the pizza man. Hey, Here's a pizza. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Mama Mia, I'm fucking you now. Yeah. Hey, yo. Oh, Mama Mia. I'm fucking your pie hole. Yeah. <laughs> pizza pie. All right, moving on. Batman v Superman porn. It's out. You can watch the trailer on YouTube. Check it out. All right. <laughs> Let's say you love Batman and you don't want to watch a porno film. <laughs> what? You can check out a Batman documentary on Hulu. It's called Legends of the Night. Have you nice. guys seen this yet? No. I have not seen it. It's our homework for next week. We're going to watch Legends of the Night. Uh, that's night with a K. Legends of the Night is a documentary film that tells the true stories of individuals who are inspired to become real-life superheroes because of their childhood love of Batman. The film expresses the power all of us have to be heroic and has inspired viewers of all ages to embrace their inner superhero. The film was directed by Brett Culp and is screened in 100 cities all over the world and has raised over $70,000 for charitable organizations. You can learn more at www.wearebatman.com. People are loving this thing. I think Kevin Smith even talked about it on his podcast. Yeah, Brett on, yeah. And like brought him to tears and shit. He yeah. said he was quoted as saying, "You will not see a more emotionally engaging Batman movie in your entire life." Uh, USA Today says uh, you're not not your typical superhero flick. I didn't expect to get teary eyed. So yes, guys, this is what I want us to watch for next week. We're going to talk about this in Good Pop, Bad Pop. Uh, if you toss it, you probably don't have a soul. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll get ready to toss exactly. It. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we're gonna move on now. That's all I got for fucking DC news this week. I'm sorry, Jay. How much DC? Yeah. All right, moving on to Marvel news. (laughs) Get pumped. (laughs) 
Marvel news. <laughs> you know what? I, I I said out loud that I that I've watched fucking little people porn. Yeah, that happened. It did. It was yeah. a thing. Real. You're not going to hear that. We get fucking real. That's fucking real. Yeah. How do I get sponsors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, what's that fucking like little person fucking reality show? Maybe the we can like pimp their shit. I think it's just show. called Little People. Oh, wow, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, and the porno version is called Little People Fucking Each Other. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> In case you didn't know. I'm offended. Well, fuck off, then. <laughs> You're offended. Only little per- person I need is Little Sweet. Oh. Little Sweet. <laughs> Fox Studios loves to hook up their Marvel heroes with restaurant chain deals. Two years ago, Red Robin had Wolverine-inspired burgers on their menu, and last year, Hardee's had Quicksilver, Mystique, and Colossus in their breakfast sandwich commercials. <laughs> Surely Fox won't be doing anything like that with the Fantastic Four, right? Fucking wrong! <laughs> Denny's wow. has partnered up with 20th Century Fox to promote the film and has a new menu they like to call the Slamtastic Four. Oh. This movie's going to be a masterpiece, I can tell. <laughs> The limited-time Slamtastic Four menu will debut June 23rd, and with such items as the sizzling human torch skillet. Oh, my God. The the Thing Burger. (laughs) And the Invisible Woman Slam. Mm. Hmm. That's a little rapey. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow, guys. I guess they don't have the Reed Richards stretchable hot dog wiener. Yeah, what the fuck? No Reed Richards? Moon's over my thingy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Dave, are you you salivating to get your your mouth on a thing burger? (laughs) (laughs) Mmm. It's much better than the Wolverine burger from Red Robin that would just uh, replenish itself every time you took a bite of it. Uh Ah. (laughs) <laughs> I want to get a whole, I want that burger. Wait a minute. <laughs> Can I get some more Doom pancakes, please? Doom. Yeah, what's the Doom? Doom. Version? Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't, no Doom fries. Actually, I, I think the. I think all these. I think after the food poisoning you get from eating this shit, dude, that's that's where you get doomed. <laughs> that's, Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> doom, doom will be a dessert, like a doom shake. Right. Denny's? Denny's. <laughs> Slamtastic 4. Uh, hey, uh, the uh, porno version of this movie, it's going to be called the Ramtastic 4. <laughs> is this real? Is this from theonion.com? This no, can- dude, this is fucking real. Oh, my God. I, I go to Denny's when I'm desperate. Right. And I feel like maybe this is what they're insinuating. Right. Desperation. <laughs> yeah. When you're at your wits end. <laughs> it's just food that's it's invisible. They just give you empty plates. It's crazy. What's what's X-Men Apocalypse going to do? You know it's going to they're going to they're going to are they going to go back to Hardy's with that one? Oh yeah, that's Hardy's all the way. Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. <laughs> Apocalypse jalapeno bites. Mm. Dude, I actually I I went to Red Robin and I had like it was like the uh, samurai burger that they had. It was actually really good, dude. It was fucking good. It had like it had some like uh, fucking some kind of like Asian slaw on it and it was really good. <laughs> Fucking amazing, dude. Damn Asian slaw. It was good. I dug it, man. All right. Uh, 
Agents of Change. It's American, man. That's no Agents Law. Why is this happening? Well, I don't know. Uh, it's reprehensible. In Marvel Quick News, Marvel Quick News. Toss it. Toss it. ABC News, they spoke with John Bernthal about being cast as the Punisher, and here's what he had to say. Oh, man, it's just a huge honor to play that part, and that's all I can say about that. I'm very thrilled, and we haven't started yet, but I'm very much looking forward to it. Wow, news breaking. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, John. <laughs> uh, I mean, he can't say that much. That's all I can say about that. Yep. Punisher's going to eat some french fried taters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some call it a <laughs> sling blade. I call it a Kaiser blade. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. French fried taters. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Way to create anticipation for Frank Castle. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Why isn't fucking Denny like uh, partnering up with Slingblade? Kaiserberger. Some people call it a hamburger. Kaiserberger. <laughs> All right. Are you mentally challenged? Do you like food? Come on out. <laughs> Eat fucking this shit. Wow. Yeah. That's offensive. I know. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'm, fuck, I'm just burying myself. Two all beef patties. <laughs> Thank God they're all beef. <laughs> Rosario Dawson, she spoke to MTV News about John Bernthal joining Daredevil Season 2. She said, that's going to raise the stakes so much more because Matt Murdock almost behaves like the Punisher in the first season. Yeah. Matt crosses the line quite often, so it's going to be really interesting to see how they differentiate them and where that goes. Um, so yeah, I think I like her thoughts a lot more than fucking what John said. <laughs> so, yeah, he need to call up Rosario's publicist. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, are you, you, oh yeah, we already talked about your thoughts on that. So on John Bernthal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Mark Ruffalo, he spoke to the Daily Beast about turning up as the Hulk in Civil War. And he said, I don't know. I, I had heard a rumor about that the other day. I haven't seen a script. Nobody's told me. And I don't have dates, but I can only hope so. Then a few days later, we get this bit of news that apparently Robert Downey Jr. is saying that Mark Ruffalo will make an appearance in Civil War. Here's what Ruffalo had to say again a few days later. If Robert Downey Jr. says, I'm in Captain America, I'm in Captain America, damn it. <laughs> He's the boss. And I will wait for the day that they call, uh, that my call sheet shows up at my doorstep or my script. At this point, I'm told that if I'm in it by Robert, which I'll take as biblical, <laughs> but I just haven't heard or seen from the production yet. So, guys, I'm I'm 90% sure now that we are going to get that Red Hulk, Green Hulk fight. So. Oh, hooray. Really? Yeah. After the fucking bullshit that we saw in the... Look at you smiling like yeah. a jackass over there. No, I mean... Hulk's my favorite Avenger, man. They fucked that whole fight up in the last movie. It's like big deal. I saw a fucking I saw in that last movie a Hulkbuster suit knock out the Hulk. And yeah. now now I'm supposed to be excited about a Red Hulk versus Green Hulk fight? Fuck that. No, they they wasted his character. Weedon fucked it. Ultron, yeah. Total waste of the character. I don't I'm know sorry. where I don't That's know okay. where you can go from there. Where can you go from there? He's supposed to take on Thanos? Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's supposed to take on Thanos? Well, we saw, you know, in Hickman's Infinity what happens when the Hulk tries to take on Thanos. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, he does get his ass kicked yeah. multiple times by him. Yeah. But still, I mean, yeah. No, I, I 
I'm excited to see the Rolk. I'm excited to see Mark Ruffalo back. Mm. I hope it rocks. I, I think with uh, the consistency, like think about the the fight scenes in the last Captain America movie. Now apply that to two Hulks. I think it's going to be great. It's it's true, but yeah, if, if you're including what happened in in Age of Ultron, I think that the Hulkbuster scene they just, shit on him. It ruined it for it's me. It's like shitting on Superman. It's like shitting on Wolverine. They shit on him. Yeah, yeah. That that Hulkbuster suit should have never knocked out the Hulk. No, he ever torn it apart and almost killed Tony. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. And then, eat, and then eating him. And then yeah. eating somebody. Then eating somebody. Yeah. Eating There's... that. Eating that little kid from Iron Man three. Yeah. Right. Because he's useless. Because that was another waste of a character. Yeah. <laughs> Deadline is reporting that the search for Spider Man is down to two actors now. I was surprised by one of these. Tom Holland is the first choice, and the second is Charlie Rowe. I was surprised because we didn't hear Asa Butterfield in this report, who was believed to be the top choice at one time. Um, it's believed that we could get a Spider-Man decision as early as next week. What's interesting is that they are filming Civil War in Atlanta, and Tom Holland on Instagram reported that he's currently, quote, vacationing in Atlanta. Mm. So... Um, I don't really know a ton about this Tom Holland other than the fact that he's got like a really large mole on his chin. <laughs> and so like if they cast him, I'm going to feel like fucking CGI. Austin Powers watching Fred Savage in that Austin Powers movie. Molly, 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 Molly. That's going to be me watching that's, Spider-Man. That's where the black suit comes from. It's hiding in the mole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got venom on his chin. <laughs> The origin of Venom. <laughs> so that's Tom Holland's got a fucking mole on his chin. Oh, such disappointing news about Spider Man lately. So, <laughs> Nothing exciting. Yeah, I tossed that mole. Yeah. <laughs> you can get that removed. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Fucking. Uh, you have money. Was it Enrique Iglesias? Didn't he have his removed? Yeah. Yeah. That's so. going to be my favorite part of the new Fantastic Four menu, the Mole Man Reuben. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. El Miambe was on Popcorn Talk and dropped a rumor that Wolverine 3 will be about Mark Millar's Old Man Logan storyline. He said, quote, It's a rumor not confirmed. I'm still looking into it. Hmm. So, yeah, we've said many times that we don't believe that uh, he is done with the role. And so this would keep Hugh Jackman going, I think. Yep. So you guys buying this rumor? Absolutely. They, we've already seen the preview images from post-Secret Wars that include Old Man Logan. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, Corporate been, synergy, baby. Been pushing it quite a bit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think this is where they need to go. And I think this is where, I mean, if they're going to keep Hugh Jackman around, this is where they have to go. Is that story? But how much can they tell with the limited licensing? Mm. And, I mean, I don't know. Fox? Yeah. Fox can do whatever they want to. They own the character. Yeah, but with like the old man Logan story, it encapsulates a lot of characters they don't have. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, look at Days of Future. Uh, Days of Future Past. Well, no, that didn't. No, that's all X Men. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of Avengers in the old man Logan story, so I don't know. They can just adapt it to they the X-Men, where he yeah. just focus on he killed all the X-Men. 
they can do whatever they want to with it. They can just do the, they can just call it old man Logan if they want to and then just totally like look at what happened with Age of Ultron. It had nothing to do with True. Yeah. So, all right, got some Gambit movie news this week. Uh, we got answers to questions that we've been asking for months uh, from who is going to direct the Gambit solo film to will Gambit star in X-Men Apocalypse? Let's first discuss the directorial choice. Now, according to Entertainment Weekly, Rise of the Planet of the Apes director Rupert, w- Rupert Wyatt will be the director for the Gambit solo film. Now, this is not to be confused with the second Apes film, which was Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and that was directed by Matt Reeves. Mm-hmm. This is this was Rise, and it started the James. It was James Franco, John Lithgow. I thought this movie was a great film, but in my opinion, the second film for some reason was superior. I loved that second film. It's still a great film, though. Um, I Tupperware the choice of this director. Uh, yeah. He also did The Gambler with Mark Wahlberg, which was the remake of the original James Caan movie. And I reviewed that on our show here, and I think I gave it a high taste. That I, I loved that movie as well. So um, I uh, I Tupperware this choice. I think it's a great choice. I think it's pretty mind-blowing that he actually decided to do this. I mean, why? I, I, I don't know why he would choose to take on this character after Planet of the Apes, but... I'm interested. I mean, it's the most interesting choice that I could think of right now. We're totally getting the Thieves Guild stuff. I hope totally. so. Yeah. Like, like his, you had the unlikely romance in his previous films. You, you, this is confirmation we're getting the origin story. It's going to be great. Yeah. It'll yeah. be better than Wolverine, more than likely. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a powerful choice and, yeah. and very promising. Channing Tatum, you know, he's in good hands. Devin Frosty, uh, so we all Tupperware this. Yes. Great. Devin Frosty from Badass Digest, he recently tweeted, five different people reached out to tell me that the Gambit script is great and pretty fun and funny. Hmm. Okay, now, so that's that's good news. Now to answer the question once and for all, will Gambit make an appearance in the X-Men Apocalypse film? Well, during a Reddit AMA session, Channing Tatum was asked this very question to which he responded... No, ma'am or sir, I will. I definitely will not. Wow. So there's your answer. Um, Gambit is not going to be in X-Men Apocalypse. Do you think that this is a good move that they keep him out of the movie, or do you think that they should have given us a taste of the character Channing Tatum's, given us a taste of that Creole? No, stone? it's no, it's a good choice. They they give you a, a new slate. To, you know, they, it the character's already been a little diluted by Wolverine Origins, mm-hmm. so let's let's keep it focused. We've already got other characters to work with. Let's. I, I think it's a good choice. Okay. I, I I just don't know if he's a strong enough character to be doing that with. You know what I mean? Like, I, of course, he's like a standout character yeah. in the X Men mm-hmm. universe, but to have him as a separate story apart from the team to introduce him that way to like a, a broader audience. Let's look at it this way. Look at it this way. Think about it this way. Iron Man. Yeah. Iron Man. That's true. I mean, that's true. Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man, a B character in the comic books. You know, B-list character. And what they've done with that character now... That makes sense. If Channing Tatum can somehow channel this fucking character and give us a gambit that nobody thought we'd ever expect, you know what I mean? You know? Uh... I I I think that 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 he could do. For, I mean, we could see another Gambit solo book come out after this. Have one of the best writers on it in the future. It could happen. We could have. Let's say, like like after this fucking comes out, 
you know, and uh, Marvel gets their head out of their asses with this whole fucking X-Men universe and will acknowledge mutants again. Let's say they're like, oh, okay, you know what? There's going to be a Jeff Lemire Gambit book. You know what I mean? Yeah, Deadpool and Gambit are probably going to revitalize the entire line. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping so. Yeah. I'm hoping so. Uh, also, I wanted to read this t- that, this tidbit from the Reddit AMA that Channing Tatum was in. I, I kind of like got like lost in this rabbit hole. Have you guys ever gone to Reddit and checked it out? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's so much fun. And I was just reading like what he had posted and, um, they, they were asking, Tatum was asked this question. Have you done anything recently that made you think, I can't believe I did that? And Chang Tatum says, I just went to Iceland and tried to do a small expedition across the glacier and we didn't make it. We had to be emergency evacuated as there was a whiteout blizzard, which I got to, which I got to take a poop in. <laughs> it actually freezes before it hits the ground. Oh, wow. And then one of the Reddit posters says, did you hear about Channing Tatum? He's so cool. His shit freezes before it hits the ground. (laughs) And then another poster, he says, Jupiter descending. (laughs) Somebody finishes it off and says, this is the best fucking AMA ever. (laughs) Uh, And this is how cool fucking Channing Tatum is. Check this shit out. They ask him, what's Currently, your favorite TV show, and which character do you think embodies you the most? And he says, it's really hard to not want to be Joffrey on Game of Thrones. My favorite thing that I've seen yet wasn't on TV. It was on YouTube. It was called Kong Fury. <laughs> and it was the best thing I've seen in a long time. Bravo. Guys, I have, I want I, you know who I want to see in the next Kong Fury movie? Fucking, uh, William Zapka. From fucking the, Johnny? From fucking, uh, Karate Kid, oh, yeah. sweep the leg. He yeah, needs sure. to be the fucking. He needs to be in that next one, right? That'd he be needs great. something. Yeah. <laughs> hey. He was in How I Met Your Mother, the oh. final season. So my bad. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Somebody says. Somebody says. Somebody asks him. They go, Channing. The world has got to know what are the components of your perfect sandwich. He says. <laughs> he says bread, white, peanut butter, not crunchy, creamy. Grape jelly, double portion, more than you think should actually fit on a piece of white bread. Bread, and then some Cheeto shoved in there, <laughs> and then you're good to go. And then somebody asks him, they go, does your penis have a nickname? And he says, Gilbert. <laughs> and they go, so good it needs to be said twice. And they go, I like to think his penis typed that while saying Gilbert <laughs> in his head with a French accent. And then Channing Tatum just replies, Gilbert. And then somebody says, are your balls called Gilbert Grapes? <laughs> That's, dude, this is the interaction he's having on fucking Crazy. with, it's, I loved it. I love yeah, these Reddit animes. They're hilarious. so fun to read, man. All right, we're going to finish the show with uh, Star Wars news. We're going to wrap this bitch Star up. Star Wars what, news. What, I, what up? I, are we forgetting someone? What? Pete? Oh, shit, dude. We had a fucking Pete's Tweets, man. Peter's Tweets? Yeah, Pete's Tweets. Pete's All right, guys, it's time for Pete's Tweets. I told I told Pete's Thank you, Pete's Tweets. All right, Pete, he wanted to know... Uh, he sent me actually a message, uh, on Twitter and he's like, he was talking to me. He asked me, he's like, dude, do you think that we'll ever get like a proper Street Fighter movie? 
And I told him, you know, I don't think so. And I, I said, uh, not as far as like a Hollywood blockbuster. I said, I loved Assassin's Fist. I loved those fucking shorts. And I watched those shorts when they were culminated into the movie Assassin's Fist on Hulu. And I loved it. But as far as like a proper Hollywood blockbuster, I don't think we're ever going to get it. Um, so he wanted to know like who we would cast. And, but, but no, he made a suggestion like Street Fighter Netflix series. And I was like, fuck yeah. Nice. That's, that's awesome. But like he wants to know. He wants to know um, who we would cast in Street Fighter, like a movie, like anybody. You can, I, guys, anybody you want to cast, like fucking TV stars, movie stars, whoever the fuck you want to cast, like the guy that you know that works in the fucking like, you know, <laughs> whatever. Like yeah, he works at fucking Pet Boys and shit. Yeah, he looks kind of like Dalsam. So yeah, I, I cast the guy that works at Pet Boys that looks like Dalsam. Yoga really, flame. Yeah. <laughs> Yoga fire. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, guys. All right, who do you guys want to be cast in this? You, yeah, okay. We're gonna pause. Sorry. Jay's got a piss. <laughs> Sorry. All right, hey, we are back. Jay took that piss like a champ. I shot that shit out. It was a force pee. You <laughs> <laughs> yoga piss. Yoga, yoga piss. piss. <laughs> yoga piss. <laughs> Yoga piss. I did hurt myself, but I'll be okay. <laughs> Why does it burn? Oh, Dave, Dave. Lil Pete. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm, so we're going to talk about who we want cast as different characters uh, in Street Fighter 2. And you guys have lists, and I am just going to make shit off the top of my head, apparently. Goddamn. I, I know. That's my, my, your butts. My list just has one name on it. Oh, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> for every character. That's two names. Chun-Li. <laughs> Reeves is Chun-Li. <laughs> He's very versatile. Oscar Sparakis. Oscar Sparakis. All right, guys. All right. All right. So uh, you just want to like go down a list of different characters? Sure. All right. Let's start with uh, – okay. Let's start with uh, Ryu, of course. Okay. Can we say this all at once? No. Yeah. <laughs> Jay says no. No. I'll go with Tony Jaa. Tony Jaa. Tony Jaa. There we go. What I tell you? Tony Jaa's got to be right. He's here, got right? it, man. Are you retarded? Yeah. <laughs> See, we should have said it all at once. You're right. You're right <laughs> on that one. There is nobody else. For nobody else. But Tony Jaa. Tony Jaa. Yeah. And if you don't know who Tony Jaa is, I apologize. I'm sorry. Yeah. For you, I mean. Yeah. You need to watch Ong Bak. You need to watch the Protector. The Protector. <laughs> yeah. You need to watch uh, something I still need to watch: Skin Trade. Fuck. Skin trade? Yeah, he's yeah. in skin trade with Dolph Lundgren. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys, who do you want as Ken? Josh Holloway. Ooh. Oh, well, that's a good choice. Sawyer from Lost. That's a good choice. Yeah. I was thinking Stephen Amell from Arrow. Really? It's a good one, too. Yeah. Wow. Rocky can play, like, the rich kid who's kind of, like, you hate him, but you like him. Right. It's a good one. Very cocky. Yeah. Who would I want as Ken? That that was the toughest for me. Was I'm Ken. having a hard time yeah. with this one. Oh, man. Who would I want as Ken? You know what? I'm going with Jake Gyllenhaal. That would be hmm. I'm uh, going with Jake that Gyllenhaal. That would be over the budget. <laughs> hey, man, this is a Dreamcast. It's casting. whoever he wants. It is a Dreamcast. Sky's the limit. Dreamcasting. I'm going with Jake Gyllenhaal. Donnie He's, Darko is Ken. He's going to be in the, Have you seen him in, in that new boxing movie that's coming out, Southpaw? The yeah. The trailers for that? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he's, he could do it. Yeah, so I'm 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 picking I'm picking Ken, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as Ken. Nice. All right, let's move on. Let's go to Guile. Jason Statham. 
Oh, jeez. Yeah! Dude, he's not guileless. He got, like, the American flag. Yeah! Look at you, smug fuck. I think no, it'd be great. Guile's American. He's like all he's, all, he's like when he fights in the game, it's like behind him is like the the, the fucking air force and shit. Yeah. You're you're picking like a British actor who's never done any an American accent. America! Yeah, go Guile, <laughs> Dave. What the fuck is wrong with you? Jason Statham? Don't talk about my transporter. Well, ex transporter. Yeah, they got a new transporter. I'm gonna transport your ass off the show. <laughs> All right, Jay, who do you want as Guile now? Uh, I pick Charlie Hoonan. Charlie Hunnam, Hunnam. from uh, Sons of Anarchy, yes. Pacific Rim. <laughs> yes, he turned down uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Thank God. Yeah, he doesn't have the hair, mm-hmm. but he has the ability to play that American leader right. type military guy. I'm saying they go a little bit older with this one. And I'm saying that they get uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's co-star in Universal Soldier, and we go fucking Dolph Lundgren on this motherfucker. It should be Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. I mean, who else should it be, really? Dolph Lundgren yeah. as Guile. He is Guile. Yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme's like, that's my character. <laughs> <laughs> and no, Dave, he's not Russian. He just played a Russian in the fucking, in, in, in Rocky. In a perfect world, if we could go back in time. Because nothing says an American name like Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Now, to be quite honest with you, isn't he Swedish? Yeah. Yeah, I know. But fuck it. Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah, in a perfect world, definitely. Dolph Lundgren. My second choice was Alexander Skarsgård. Is that is that a little more acceptable? No, that's pretty good. Yeah, I like that one. Okay. I like that one, yeah. That's, that's a little good. more respectable? Yeah. I, want him, I want him with the fanned out hair, though. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Did he drop off the Tarzan movie? We haven't heard nothing about that fucking thing. Absolutely, yeah. I think yeah, I think he dropped yeah. off. I think, yeah, shit. That, wow, whatever. Moving that on. I went to hell, yeah. Um... All right, uh, why don't you pick the next character? Chun Li. Chun Li, let's do it. Kristen Kriak, you're gonna pick her again? Nope. Remember, remember, she did the she did the Chun Li movie. Yeah, yeah. No. No. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm She's just attractive. kidding. All right, who are you picking as Chun Li? I personally am picking the chick, whoever the chick is that played Sun in Sensei. Hey, Duna. Boom. That, that's my girl. I wanted to, guys. Really <laughs> who did you choose? I, I was so torn all fucking week about this. I wanted her. Who did you choose? But I, I picked a chick, uh, Rinko Kikuchi. Kikuchi from, from Pacific Rim. Oh, okay. Nice choice. Yeah, good the, choice. The moment I saw that bow staff yeah. fighting, I was like, that's Chung Lee. Yeah. But when I saw Sensei, I'm like, that could be Chung Lee. Dude, no, you, 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 that was an excellent answer. Hey, what about Hammer Time from Raid 2? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What about Hammer yeah, Time? It's not bad. I don't even know her name. I just right. call her Hammer Time. But yeah, that's that's not a bad one. Okay, okay. No, but I'm all about what's her name? What's her Bay name? Duna. Bay Duna, dude. She I'm, is so badass. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was literally every night I'm like, that should be my choice. And I was like, Jay, come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I dig your Rinko Kikuchi choice. Cool. Thank you. That's an excellent choice. Thank you. Alright, uh, guys, do we have an E Honda? Oh yeah! I do not. Okay, alright. That's the hardest one. That is not for me, man. Samoa Joe. I had to get one of my wrestlers in there, baby. <laughs> I don't even know who this is. Oh, he's amazing. Uh, yeah, he, he looks perfect. Totally. Yeah, he could be he's perfect. Okay. He cuts a great promo. <laughs> He, he can make he can make his hands all all move around a lot. They also have special <laughs> effects, Dave. No, Samoa Joe don't need them, man. Okay, okay, okay. I, I would think they would have to reinvent that character completely for that movie. You know, yeah. like a Samoan fighter. I I don't know. You know, 
know, wasn't he Japanese? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that he will act Japanese. They'll <laughs> 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 so just play that Vapors song for oh, him yeah. over and over again. Now, I'm not saying he wasn't one of the funner ones to play. Yeah. He was definitely fun because it was easy to do the thousand hand slap mm-hmm. combo. Yeah. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I did live and die by that character. It. I did. You love the sweep kick, too. Yeah. yeah. Son of a <laughs> <laughs> Next character, who are, we, who are we going? Who are we going with, guys? Dalsum? Dalsum. Dalsum. What you got? Uh, wait, go ahead. I got Naveen Andrews. I totally lost my Dalsum. Who's Naveen Andrews? From Sensei. Oh, I remember now. Wait. Jonas from Sensei. Oh, okay. That would be good. Yeah. That would be good. But from the moment I saw uh, Xerxes from 300, mm-hmm. I thought that's Dalsum. I mean, he looks like Dalsum. He's wearing all the, you know, the, the wrist guards and all that shit. That guy, Xerxes. I don't remember the actor's name. I'm sorry. Oh, the one who talks all like this. Yeah. Uh, okay, I know who you're talking about. I am going. You guys are going to think I'm fucking crazy here. But I'm going with Gandhi himself, Ben Kingsley. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm serious. Should, should he not be the older fucking? He plays with your mind. Yeah, dude. I, dude, I'm he's not. not. That makes come on. Sense. Come on. Come on. Give it up to me, man. Okay. It's come not, on. It's not about his physical attributes. Yeah. The yeah. guy just went. <laughs> you can just sit there in the corner and go. <laughs> or with the leg. With the sweet Ben Kingsley, man. Ben Kingsley. I felt bad for picking a guy who was like Arabic. You're picking Jewish dudes to play the Indian guy. <laughs> Didn't he play Gandhi, though? True. Thank you. That's a great pick. That's my guy. He should be the older dude that's like, I'm fucking with your head. Man. Yeah. I can stretch. No, I'm thinking we could go with uh, a female Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> Piss off the Dalsam fanboys. <laughs> I'm a Dalsam fanboy, thank you very much. I saw that first picture of the female Dalsam and I toss it. She was wearing a suit. <laughs> what, was he not the weakest character? I mean, no, he was my favorite, dude. He had that little yoga flame and it was no, like a little no. fireball. No, there was no yoga flame. She was actually doing yoga. Oh. She like pulls out a mat and that's like and her finishing like, move. Shit. Yeah, shit. <laughs> All right, let's do. Uh, are we gonna do Vega next? The the Spanish character, oh. the the Wolverine yeah, yeah, claw yeah. dude. Yeah. Let's do Vega. Do Vega. I'm picking Don Flamenco from uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. That character actually plays. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna pick Lido from Sensei. I was also picking Lido yeah. from Sensei. Why yeah. not? Yeah, Michael Angel Silvestri. Yeah. He was perfect. He was perfect. I mean, you look at that scene. Ooh. I think your door's blowing open there, Chief. Oh, shit. Don't yeah. let the cats out. <laughs> I picked uh, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody? That's a good pick. Yeah. That's kind of out there. Yeah, the pianist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For some reason. The cage fighter with claws. I just channeled Frank there and laughed at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Adrian Brody needs a needs a good movie. That's a good fucking pick, man. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just love that dude from Sensei. I, I, the immediate, that first scene that yeah. he's in, I was yeah. like, Vega. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're because right. it came at the same time. That's, you're street. right. <laughs> he's, he's perfect for it. Um, let's see here. Uh, what's the other big boss in that? Is it uh, Sagat? Sagat. Okay, who are we picking for? Uh, who, who are we picking for Sagat? Jason Scott Lee. 
Good choice. Who is Jason Scott Lee? He was in Dragon. He, uh, let's see, he was in The Jungle Book. Okay. Yeah, and like he's a little older now, and he's super fucking ripped. Uh-huh. Like, put an eye patch on him, you're good to go. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Not familiar with him. I'm sorry. I have to look him up on IMDb later. I I was thinking Nathan Jones. He was in Mad Max Fury Road, Troy, The Protector, hmm. Fearless, big fucking ball dude. Just like, how the hell do you beat this guy? Right. I I don't know what his prowess is as far as fighting. <laughs> But he I, disagrees, I, sir. Yeah, fuck that pick. Toss it. <laughs> <laughs> he just threw his laptop. Jeez, but, but but for Sagat, like he's a man of few words. Like I, it, it's based purely on looks, right? So you know, you got this big bulky fucking bald dude. Put a patch on him. I'm going to pick a uh, dude uh, that gets his ass handed to him in the fight uh, in Troy. Yeah. Same same guy. Right? Is that him? Same guy. Fuck. Nathan Jones. That, well, I'm yeah. picking Nathan Jones yeah. too. Fantastic. Choice. Yeah. <laughs> Great choice, dude. I tougher on your choice. Yes. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> nice. Fuck you, Dave. He was also he was he was also in the protector. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same guy. Fucking a. All right. Badass. We chose the same guy. I didn't even fucking know it. He's totally sagat. <laughs> All right. So. Woo! Are we? Are, because right. saying that's a white guy now. <laughs> Why not? He Why not? Can. Jason, apparently, apparently, Guile's British. <laughs> Fucking douchebag. <laughs> so we're missing Zangief? What about Zangief? Zangief? Oh, Zangief. Oh, that's easy. That's easy. Who's Zangief? The mountain from fucking Game of Thrones. Ah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Who else would you pick? Um, Thorin. Uh, Thor is his name. Thor, uh, Thorin, fuck, what's his name? Thorin Oakenshield. <laughs> no, <laughs> from the Hobbit. All Thor, something. Fuck. No, I picked Kevin. Look, hey, Dave, look at the ceiling. The answer might drop oh. out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. I picked uh, Kevin Durand. Oh, yeah. uh, do you know who I'm talking about? No, he's uh, on the Strain. He plays uh, the 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 um, the pest killer. Fuck. What else is he in? I just thought he totally looked the part. Have you ever seen The Strain? I watched the pilot, me and Jake tossed it, and I dropped off. Okay. You remember remember the exterminator guy? The guy who walked into the the restaurant and found the rat and shut it down? No. That's who I'd pick. Oh, that guy. The guy I don't know. Cool. <laughs> the mountain's an awesome choice. The, the mountain is the best choice. It's gotta be. Yeah. That's awesome. Give him a full beard. <laughs> Mohawk. Do we have any heroes left? Or Blanca. Blanca. Ooh. Um. I honestly, I was thinking uh, Lou Ferrigno would be perfect if if he was in his younger years and at his prime. Mm. But I, he's got the face, you know what I mean, and he has the physique. He okay. still does have the physique. Well, why don't we just do a CG character and have Lou Ferrigno do the motion capture? That's what I think. Yeah, that was my. <laughs> I picked Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul? Yeah. God, yeah, this is, I knew there was going to be one. Off I the like wall. it. I hate it. I would love, I would love. <laughs> fucking stupid. You remember, you remember, remember the little dude in Bloodsport that was like all yeah. flipping around and yeah. like, like imagine Aaron Paul all fucking Wolverine out, just like. I'm getting you. Oh, I, I think it would be great. Fuck that. I feel him on this uh, Listen to this fucking wind outside. It's not even, it's raining like crazy. Is it really? Yeah. 
I gotta drive in this shit. Yeah. Fuck my life. <laughs> so yeah, dude. Uh, shit, did I leave my fucking window down? No. I didn't. No. We should check that. I'll be able to check. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna pause. Okay, yeah, we're recording again. I think it's fucking storming up there like crazy because nature heard Dave's choice of Blanca. <laughs> it was like, boom, that's awesome. Fucking rejected it There's and shit. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's an interesting choice. Like Man. It. Yeah, dude, I, I'm just, I, I personally, it's just like, just make him a CG character for me. <laughs> just, Andy Circus. He's, you know what? Let's pick somebody different than Andy Circus. I mean, he, this guy's getting so much work from that. It's like, it's like everybody's answer is like Andy Circus, Andy yeah. Circus, Andy Circus. Let's dude. give somebody else in there. I don't know who, but I'm just saying, make him a CG character. Come on, can't you see Blanca? Just be like, yo, bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> fucking yeah, we'll get Aaron Paul to do the CG, the motion capture. It's ridiculous. Yeah. God. All right, who else? And you're encouraging this shit. <laughs> this is not going according to plan. Here's my fifth. Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> Ding. We've got a ball rug. Ball rug. Ball rag. Ball rug, also, a.k.a. M. Bison in other continents. He was M. Bison in other... No, oh, Balrog's the, the... Oh, no, the, no, no. Jay's the, just talking about the game itself, like in other countries. M, he was called M. Bison in other countries. Really? Well, you gotta be all confusing and shit. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> this is for Pete's here's sake. A, here's a... Yeah, <laughs> for, for Pete's, Pete's sake. sake. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there. <laughs> hey, guys, here's a fact that's uh, sure to confuse the fuck out of you. <laughs> did you know that... Oh, man. Let me put my glasses on. <laughs> uh, I, I chose Rampage Jackson from MMA. Mm. Uh, nice. I mean, he just fits the part. He played B.A. Baracus in the A-team. Yeah. You know, he's supposed to be this Mike Tyson, I'm going to throw a knockout every time mm. I punch you. I, that, I don't know. This is the one where I picked Aaron Paul. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I picked Mind uh, blown. <laughs> I picked uh, Black Dynamite himself, Michael J. White. Nice. Good choice. Mm. Another good choice. Yeah. Just has to look like Mike I'm Tyson. trying to remember the character. Can I look at the character he, real quick? He was just a Mike Tyson knockoff. Yeah. Like, 100%. Oh, that guy. Yeah. I he remember the, He was him. the first boss. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Terry Crews. Yeah, he didn't... He Terry didn't, Crews. He didn't have any yeah. kicks. It was all punches. Yeah, just knockout blows. Terry Crews. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, awesome. That's my guy. If he can't be Luke Cage, he's going to be Balrog. Balrog. Then that leaves the man. M. Bison. I just think we resurrect Raw Julia, right? Oh. Let's bring him back. Let's yeah, because it was such a crowning performance. I'm fucking with you, man. Jesus. <laughs> it was garbage, I know. It, no, it hurts my soul that that was his last movie. I know. God damn. I know. It's sad. I enjoyed it. It was all right. <laughs> it was awful. Jesus. <laughs> was the star awful. of Kiss of the Spider Woman deserved better than that. True. So, guys, what do you, what do you think? And what do you think for M. Bison? I, I have Liam Nielsen. I, I just think he's the perfect, just elder statesman, diabolical, you know, like you don't fuck with this guy. Right. Just by looking at him type character. You know, the, the type of character that could carry the weight of the main villain. So that's who I picked. You guys stole my thunder. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Nathan Jones. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good, too. I thought you were going to be like, oh. That guess was taken. It was Liam Neeson. No, no, no. It's totally like I, when you guys were like, Nathan Jones is Sagat. I was like, fuck, I was so close. But 
But he's bald, dude. You can't do it. You can't give him hair. <laughs> it's not possible. Yeah. You know, Keanu Reeves would make an excellent M. Bison. I, I also thought the same dude that I chose for Vega would be a good M. Bison as well. Mm, I don't think he's imposing enough to be he could, M. Bison. Maybe, maybe. Huh. I, I can't think of anybody for M. Bison right off the top of my head. Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> that was the voice of the leftover army. Don't look at me. That was eye. not the voice of the leftover army. <laughs> they're, they're, they're crying out. Pete right now is thinking to himself, Brian, pick Keanu. No, he's not. <laughs> I'm going to pick The Rock. <laughs> Excellent choice. He's right. no Jack Burton, though. That would yeah. be all right. I'll go with The Rock. Yeah, Fuck it. Why not? Make him a villain. All right, Pete. You happy with yourself? <laughs> see what you've done? Do you see what you have wrought? You tore us apart. <laughs> we, were, we were all getting along so well. And it started out so nice with Tony Jaa all at once. and then Yeah, just... we were together. Now we're separate. <laughs> okay, are we going to move on to Star Wars news now? Star Wars news. Na, 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 na. All right, moving on to Star Wars news. Let me find this fucking Star Wars bullshit bumper here. Beep, <laughs> boop, beep, boop. He got what am I saying? You were supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. That's impossible. All right, so we're getting more casting news for Star Wars Rogue One, uh, the first anthology film set to be released in 2016. We know that Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, and possibly Ben Mendelsohn will be in the film. But now joining them is star of Lee Daniels' The Butler, Forrest Whitaker. Wow. I really like, I'm a big fan of Forrest Whitaker. You know, he's made some great film choices over the years, and then there's Taken 3. Um, <laughs> but the butler that was a great film um, so yeah Forrest Whitaker joining uh, Star Wars Rogue One I don't have any guesses as to who he's going to play do you guys have any guesses as to who he's going to play in this film no fucking clue <laughs> none alright we teased it in Good Pop Bad Pop when we talked about Ben Mendelsohn in Bloodline. The rumor is that he's also set to be the villain in Star Wars Rogue One. This is what he had to say to Deadline. Well, I know that it's something that's being talked about. That's what I definitely know. I'm waiting for them to call me and say, hey, here's the start date. But you know, none of that's yet taken place. But you know, I'd be very happy to do it. Let's put it that way. I think, I, I personally, I, I think it would have been smart to just cast him in the movie and not reveal whether he's the villain or not. I mean, that's what this guy is good at in movies and, and in TV. He's great at playing like that character on the fence and you never really know like what side he's leaning towards. Right. And I think, you know, that's why you cast a guy like Ben Mendelsohn and for them to just come out and say, oh yeah, he's the fucking villain. I thought that was a bad move, number one. Right. But I think, man, I would be fucking fist pumping after watching all of Bloodline and finding out, like, this guy's going to be in Star Wars Rogue One? Yeah, you guys have knocked it out of the park again. Um, what are you guys thinking? You thinking uh, Ben Mendelsohn should be in Rogue One as a villain? Yeah, I, I want a Darth for his character's name. Like, after seeing what I saw, just what charming as he was, yet as menacing as he was, mm. that'd be a great take on a Sith. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I can't think of a better villain at this point after hearing the news initially and thinking, okay, yeah, perfect, perfect choice, and then hearing this news yeah. that's not even confirmed yet. He has no idea what's going on with it. I thought it was confirmed up until I read it like yesterday that he's talking about how. Now it's like, who else are you gonna yeah. fucking cast at this point? You know? Right. Well, I think so far they've done a great job in casting. I'm not 100% sold on the director. I'm not a big Gareth Edwards fan. I wasn't a big fan of Godzilla. Dave, you are writing like a motherfucker over there. What the <laughs> fuck are you writing down? Do, do we know yet like what era um, this, this spinoff this, movie is going to be this, set in? This takes place in between episodes three and four. Okay. So there's a chance that we could see characters that we've seen before. We could see Darth Vader in this. That's a possibility. Um... So yeah, it takes in place. It's 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 the team that is sent to get the the Death Star plans. This is that team. The Bothans, I think. Well, didn't they say they were the team of Bothans? Oh, look up at the ceiling. The answer will come to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those were like, right. yeah, like something like that. Gonna say that would do. Do okay. we do we get a, okay, a another Grand Moff? Let's talk about. Let's okay. Let's. This is a good chance. Let's let's talk about Rogue One. You know what do we know? Of course, we know directed Gareth Edwards. Uh, what he said about Rogue One when he talked at Star Wars Celebration, he said, A rogue band of resistance fighters unite for a daring mission to steal the Death Star plans in Star Wars anthology film Rogue One. We also know that it's shooting this summer, and the rest is rumors. Uh, these rumors, they come to us from JoeBlow.com, definitely set during the dark time of the Empire between episodes three and four, it's being coined as darker and grittier than any other Star Wars film to date. The film seems to be aiming to be much like an old school war film. Think Hamburger Hill meets Star Wars. Jesus. All the Jedi are said to be in hiding. Expect this story to leave them in the background. Stormtroopers have, uh, have same armor as they do in the original films. Awesome. Lots of alien life forms. Mon Calamari, uh, Mon Calamari among them. So lots of little Admiral Akbar looking motherfuckers. In this <laughs> Shrimp. <laughs> That's a crap. <laughs> New droids and aliens will be introduced. Kind of a no-brainer, but just so you know, it's not just a bunch of rebels. Adats, X-wings, Y-wings, ATSTs are said to be present. Beautiful. Implied that some of the film will take place on Yavin 4. A lot of armies in the jungle and various battlefield locations. Wow, could this be like the Halo movie we've been waiting for, set in the Star Wars universe? Sounds great. Sounds like it, yeah. Looks like a new droid will be part of the band of rebels attempting to steal the Death Star plans. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. I always love how... It doesn't matter what Star Wars movie it, it, that you're watching. I always love the droids, even in the prequels. I still love fucking R two D two in those fucking movies. And and I, I'm, I'm from what I'm seeing of BB eight, I love them. And if they have a cute little droid trying to steal the Death Star plans, I'm all in, man. That's fucking awesome. Felicity Jones is seen dressed as a rebel soldier, ready for battle. Expect her to get her hands dirty in this one. She sounds like the main character in this film. So yeah. Dude, uh, get Ben Mendelsohn in there, Forrest Whitaker, this Diego Luna dude, and let's fucking start filming, man. I'm ready. Making a dirty samurai war yeah. film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Forrest Whitaker's like Lando's dad. 
That'd be cool, man. Oh, come on. We're just connecting too much here. He oh. Want, he, yeah. Dave's like, oh, he, he's a black guy. He can be Lando's dad. <laughs> no, I just want little Lando showed up. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Code 45. <laughs> <laughs> Works every time. Works every time, baby. <laughs> all right. So that's that's basically all we know for sure about Rogue One. And then those are the rumors that JoeBlow.com posted. So, I, I'm dude, I'm I'm loving the sound of it, yeah. and I'm hoping you know Gareth Edwards is gonna give us a great movie here. So, I I don't know, man. I just hope that he's the villain after just wanting him to be the villain. Now. Oh, Ben Mendelsohn. What else are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, yeah. but the list of other actors, like that, that sounds like the villain. That yeah. definitely sounds like the villain. Got to be the villain. All right. As you know, uh, if you've listened to this show in the past, I'm a big fan of director Ryan Johnson. I loved Looper. It had its faults, but I loved it. I think he's a great director, and I absolutely Tupperware the shit out of the Brothers Bloom. So when he was announced to be the director of Star Wars Episode Eight, I was all in. And so far, he's been awesome on Twitter as well. We talked about in the past how there was a female Star Wars fan. She tweeted him and said that there needs to be more women kicking ass with lightsabers in Star Wars Episode Eight, And he relayed back to her that he'd take note of that. Like, he's seriously listening to fans. Uh, so he's not above listening to fans at all. I love this about him. Uh, now he took to Twitter with this. Last night I dreamed I storyboarded an action scene that I was so excited about. I felt like even if I mess the rest of the movie up, this scene is going to blow the roof off the theater. It's so great. Then I realized I was dreaming in the dream. <laughs> so I thought, I have to concentrate now and hold on to this sequence in my head when I wake up. <coughs> and when I woke up, I had done it. I had the whole thing, shot for shot, perfectly in my head, ready to shoot. Then I realized it was a sequence where a Jedi fights a dog on a canoe. He's just, it's, a it's just a joke. George Lucas just inceptioned him. Son of a bitch. I thought he was hilarious. I think he's a funny guy. I really like this guy. And like he uh, also, um, wasn't it, wasn't it, uh, he was the one who posted the video after he got announced as a Star Wars director that played that um, video from the right stuff. Yeah. Where he's like, I can't fuck this up. <laughs> I love that. This guy is great. And he actually posted a picture. I talked about the Jedi fighting, uh, a Jedi fights a dog on a canoe. He actually posted like a stickman figure of a Jedi on a canoe fighting a dog. <laughs> I'll post it on our fucking Facebook page. But we're going to talk about villains in The Force Awakens here in a moment. But first, StarWars7news.com. They, they say that they have images of characters returning to the film and a new character. The new character, and I saw these pictures and I'll post them on Facebook. After this episode is released, the new character is Heroes actor Greg Grunberg. Mm-hmm. I never really watched. I watched a little bit of the first season. Um, Greg Grunberg, who's dressed as an X-wing pilot, mm-hmm. so J.J. Abrams bringing some of that Heroes alumni in here. You know, cool. so now now here's the big ones. Lando's co-pilot Nine Numb is uh-huh. returning, as well as the character that has a line in our theme song, Mister. It's a trap himself. Admiral Akbar. Yay! Yeah. So. Whoa! That's phenomenal. Yep. 
I'll post these pictures on Facebook. It's yeah, just, didn't they pull those like immediately? They pulled them on some of the sites, and I got them. Nice. So nice catch. Soon we'll be banned again. <laughs> I was banned. That's right. Fucking, I was banned. I posted pictures of Dr. Doom on Facebook, and I got banned from Facebook for like a week or some shit. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some of the villains in Star Wars The Force Awakens. This news, of course, comes from MakingStarWars.net, and it's not brand new news, but I thought it's worth us talking about. Um, and here's what they say. We have been asked about the villains from Star Wars The Force Awakens. The good news, there's no shortage of villainy in this film. The bad news, from a certain point of view is they don't have a ton of screen time. Kylo has a ton of screen time. He's our new main villain. Everyone else is very far second to him. Hmm. Right now, Uber, this is back when they were calling him Uber, it's Andy Serkis's character, it's actually Supreme Snoke, um, has a few short scenes, like three. I feel like Captain Phasma is a Boba Fett type. That's uh, Brienne of Tarth. That's uh, Gwendolyn Christie. She's going to look cool, but I don't think she does all that much in The Force Awakens. It appears she will be seen in the Star Wars Episode Eight, and doesn't have a lot going on yet. I think she's an emerging character. Uh, everyone seems... I'm going to have to take a drink here, guys. I'm sorry. <coughs> Start coughing and shit. Yeah, this is real professional. Fuck <laughs> you have to drink? Fuck that! <laughs> One star! <laughs> <laughs> He got thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't like Sprite, and he had to base thirst. Why don't you just call you. your sister and talk to her tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. Everyone seems to want elaboration on Kylo Ren and his connection to the heroes. I really feel there is a connection. However, elaboration is difficult at this juncture. All we have is implication. We know that when. Supreme, uh, Supreme Snoke. Yeah. Is that what they call him? Snoke. Yeah. Snoke. Weird name. When Snoke wants to, to use the catapult, Kylo is worried and he is told not to get sentimental by Snoke. There's a sequence in the middle of the film that sticks out to me, furthering that connection. Han Solo and Chewbacca pilot the Falcon. Ray and Finn are aboard. The Falcon is shot down by Kylo's ship. The Falcon crashes onto the snow planet's surface. Kylo and his troops track down the ship, and stormtroopers board it, followed by Kylo. Kylo walks into the cockpit of the Falcon and sits in the pilot seat and has a moment. That's the hero's sphere. You would never see Darth Vader do that, but Kylo does that. There's almost an implication of remorse, maybe frustration, in that action to me. There's emotion there. To me, that says there's a connection between Kylo, the ship, and its pilot. It is almost as if he is sitting at the desk of the job he felt he would one day hold, and now, due to circumstances, never will. Maybe Han is his father? Fucking Jay. Probably. You were right. <laughs> and I was wrong. Absolutely. Mutant Adam Driver <laughs> is going to be Han's kid. I think so. We know this relationship ends badly, though. He sits in the man's chair before he kills him. Wow. There's a moment where the general and uh, has his final check-in with the boss. The general is Domino Gleason. We talked about like <coughs> who that gentleman is at the podium. More than likely, I'm 90% sure that that's Domino Gleason as the general, is what they're calling him. He's an imperial officer type. 
character. His boss is Snoke, Andy Serkis' character. There were really strong, even credible rumors that he was Luke's son, but I don't see evidence of that in the stuff that we're getting now, which is pretty solid. Uh, they describe a scene here. Uh, external night evil castle, parade ground, snow. General watches in horror as the parade ground falls away. Internal day evil castle, great hall. The general has final check-in with his boss. There is no m- more mention of him again, and the film only has 16 shots left. If you recall, the good guys have dismantled the shields around the castle and set charges. I don't recall any of that, but whatever. It appears to me the general, Donald Gleason, watches as the charges blow, and he eventually dies as they trigger one by one, and the castle area collapses. I'm guessing he tells Snoke he has failed and the weapon is lost. Shortly afterward, afterward, there's a cliff edge, the cliff edge. Finn and Ray's duel, duel with Kylo Ren ends. So there's a battle between them two, apparently. Them three. Ground falls away behind Rey. Rey and Finn on precipice. Kylo Ren exits. Chewbacca arrives. The duel between Finn and Rey ends with Kylo when the side of the mountain collapses. Kylo exits at this moment, and there is never a follow-up with him. Does he fall? That is the last time we see him in The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. Chewbacca arrives in a repaired Falcon and saves Rey and Finn from falling to their doom. It appears that Kylo and Snoke live to fight another day. Captain Phasma will be seen again, but I'm not betting on the general. So Donald Gleason's out of this film, out of these films. At this moment, that is everything that really comes to mind about the bad guys. I still find it very strange that Kylo has this connection to Han Solo. I find it interesting Finn and Poe don't have code names, but Kira is the name used for Rey. I also think it's interesting that Kylo sits in the chair that belonged to Han Solo, but it ends up belonging to Rey. Hmm. I'm sure I've written this before, but there are just those moments that make me want to write Rey and Kylo, our brother and sister, the children of Han Solo and Princess Leia. It might be in my reading of it, but I'm leaning towards that that being the story here, especially after that flashback sequence, as confusing as it may be. So um, that's a little bit about some of the villains. I'm going to dive deeper here in a second when it comes to Supreme Snoke. Supreme Leader Snoke, excuse me. So, what are you guys fucking taking away from this shit, man? A lot of spoilers, right? Jay, Possible spoilers. Jay said, "I told you so." I, I, I think that's absolutely probably the route of the story. I mean, if you're looking at Hair to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, the Jedi twins, the mm. girl and the brother, the sister and the brother, that's it. Well, I mean, we've seen a lot of Star Wars deal with family in the past, and I think they're going to do it here. They've never separated them right. like this before, right. where one was bad and one was good, but that's the perfect story. Yeah, yeah. And J.J. would do that. Mm. <laughs> I can't think of anything better to do, you know. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, uh, wow. Um, it's going to be interesting to see all these villains and how they, you know, if, yeah, if fucking Kylo Ren is the brother of fucking... Uh, Ray, yeah. uh, I'll still be shocked watching the fucking movie. Oh, yeah. So, a few weeks ago, we learned that Andy Serkis will be playing Supreme Leader Snoke in Star Wars The Force Awakens, but who exactly is Supreme Leader Snoke? Now, making StarWars.net, they tried to answer this question. Here's what they had to say. So, what do we know, what do we know about Supreme Leader Snoke? Not much is the answer to that question. We know who the character is played by, 
as I mentioned above, we also know Andy Serkis is doing his famed motion capture work for the character. Serkis also confirmed a while back that it was, in fact, his voice we heard in the first teaser trailer. He also added that it was completely natural and no voice enhancement was carried out. We also have one very interesting yet vague quote from Circus himself regarding his character. This quote is taken from an interview he did with Entertainment Weekly after the first teaser was released. He said, I have to be very careful about how I answer these questions. The character, he says, followed by a long pause, he's been through some stuff. (laughs) This quote doesn't really tell us much at all. However, Circus saying that his character has been, quote, through some stuff indicates to me that Supreme Leader Snoke has experience and knowledge of the galaxy. Knowledge he may have gained through someone or knowledge that has been self-taught through experience, so to speak. There are questions we can't answer right now, but let's look a little deeper into the mystery of Snoke. A little while back, our friends over at Star Wars Underworld got the scoop on Supreme Leader Snoke, previously codenamed Uber, and what he may look like in The Force Awakens, their article bullet pointed that he looks like an old man, and I remember this rumor, and appears zombie-like, almost as if he's risen from the dead. The Emperor. These points here are very interesting indeed. However, they give us more questions than answers. I don't think it's the Emperor. Yeah, what if it's his cool. master? Hey, hold, hey, slow your fucking oh. roll there, Chief. <laughs> I also, and we, no, we've talked about this in the past, Dave. This has been a character that we've talked about in the past. I also feel that the last point, risen from the dead, is just a descriptive way of our friend's sources used to describe his look. I don't personally think he has literally risen from the dead. This, however, takes me on to my next point, a theory many feel very strongly about, and who's to say they are wrong? It's all up for conjecture right now. So an opinion that many have is that Supreme Leader Snoke is, in fact, Darth Plagueis. <laughs> Dave, tell him what you're doing. Not, not confirmed yeah, yet. It's not confirmed yet. <laughs> no, but no, this is like, we've talked about this in the I'm past. I'm excited, too. Jake, Frank, myself, we've talked about this in the past, and we think that this is what we have wanted to see. The ancient fear. And it would actually, you know, make kind of like the prequels a little bit cooler, yeah. too. Many of my friends are adamant that the Supreme Leader is the former Dark Lord of the Sith, and that he used his knowledge of the dark side to reincarnate himself and bring the Sith back to power. This theory is fair, as it would certainly create a long thread of connective tissue between the sequels and prequels, and would create great threat to our rising heroes. I mean, how do you kill someone who has already died and come back to life? However, here's the thing with this theory. First of all, we have no evidence so far that points to this as being the case. And I feel like they will want to introduce a new main villain to the already existing saga. Someone whom has crept from the shadows of a fractured empire. Someone or something that has risen from the ashes of the Sith. Hmm. Whatever. Whatever. You can say whatever you want to. This is a, you, this is a new character in my opinion. As far as like most movie goers are concerned. Yes, he's shown up in other fucking stories and shit. But for us in the movie universe that just like watch the movies and shit. Right. This is a new character. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few lines about him in the prequels. 
But yes, this is a new character. I think this is brilliant. I think it's brilliant. If JJ does this, I think it's fucking awesome. All right. Anyway, one thing that is fairly certain but is yet to be confirmed is that Supreme Leader. They're back. They're off the Plagueis train right now. Okay. Do you have anything to add about this, Dave, Jay, about Plagueis? Go ahead. No, we talked about it before when yeah. I, I said the, yeah. the, the, the one thing that uh, – uh, what's her name? Um, Finn? Was holding that it looked like no 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 Ray that Ray Finn was holding is John Boyega's character yeah that Ray was holding looked yeah. like the illustrations we've seen of Darth Plagueis yeah. that looked like his his uh, mm. weapon yeah Shit. one thing that is <laughs> they're back to the, just talking about like who 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 is Supreme Leader Snoke here so they say one thing that is fairly certain but is yet to be confirmed is that Supreme Leader Snoke is force sensitive we gather from his dialogue in the first teaser trailer, that he is at least aware of the Force and its goings-on. His line, there has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Says to me, and many others, that he has felt the awakening in the Force from both the dark side and the light side. Maybe this is him telling Kylo the time has come to carry out their mission. Or maybe he's preparing his foot soldier for what is to come. For me, the former is the most plausible... We know that throughout the film, Kylo Ren and the General, played by Domino Gleeson, are reporting to Snoke via hologram, and that his title now tells us he's the one pulling the strings for the First Order. This also makes me believe Snoke was most likely the founder of this new order who picked up the fragmented Empire and brought it together, seizing the power from the void that was left. Oh, following the Empire's Emperor's demise. Wow. That makes total sense. Yeah. That makes total sense. The brother and the sister, the dark and the light, mm-hmm. awakening. He yeah. sensed it. He comes back. Yeah, we've seen... I've, I've posted some pictures of Domino Gleason's character, too, on our Facebook page as the general. And uh, I think he in that, he's like uh, looking at a hologram of uh, Captain Phasma, the Gwendolyn Christie's character, and putting her on a fucking mission and shit. The question is, wow. is what the main question is is what is Luke's role? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the main question. Yeah. He's the most mysterious character of this whole thing. Is Luke gonna die in this one, guys? I'm saying no. I'm saying Han's dead. I'm saying Luke makes it out of this one. I think Han's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's gonna hurt so bad to watch. Oh yeah, it is. It's gonna be brutal. It's the passing of the torch, gentlemen. I think it's gonna happen. But Luke can't stick around forever either mm-hmm. in this franchise. He's right. not going to stick around. Right. He's going to be like the Obi-Wan. Is he going to sacrifice oh, man. himself? Mark Hamill is a force ghost. It's good. We're going to see it, right? <sighs> Eventually. Do you think uh, Do you think it's going to be... Oh, man. Do you think it's going to be in like another Ben Kenobi thing where I somebody mean, watches him die and... I mean, they, they do... Luke! They, they scream. They play the same thing over and over, but yeah. or, or will it be Han's death? What will Han's death do to Luke? Mm. And Leia? Kylo. And Kylo. Is will, it gonna, is it gonna will push... Will Kylo be responsible? Is it gonna push Kylo further into, like, the dark side? If that is, in fact, his... If, if Adam Driver, if he's the son, you know what I mean? Is it gonna push him further into it, like Anakin... 
once he once once Anakin fucking killed Mace Window, he was all in Sith. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And then and then he's killing younglings and shit. I mean, it's over. And somebody has to train these guys. And we see, uh, we see the the gal, the main gal, Ray, Ray, presenting what looks to be Luke's lightsaber to Leia. Yeah. Ah, I feel like he's going to train her, and then Kylo's going to go down the the dark path. I've heard rumors that like the I've heard rumors that. Um, Luke is Luke. Let me try to work this out. There's a scene at the end of the movie, and it involves Han, Luke, and Kylo Ren, and it's all about. I think Han is trying. Okay, Han is trying to bring Kylo back from the dark side. Of course. And what ends up happening in this is that fucking Han ends up dying. And his death is what like pulls one of these characters out of the out of it. You know what I mean? What if Luke goes to the That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And then they have to stop Luke. Right. Right. Yeah. Fuck. There's a little I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen at the end of this movie. I can't wait. I mean, making Star Wars.net they've been right on about a bunch of shit, but it's anybody's fucking guessing game when it comes to December 18th, 2016, I mean, 2015 when I mean, we're sitting down watching thought. this. <laughs> <So>. Sorry. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. But I still think Han's dead. Yeah. Sucks. Either way, yeah. I think we know that. Yeah. All right, guys. This was episode 96. And, uh, yeah, we're just a few episodes out from episode 100. I already know the lineup of the people that are going to be on episode 100. I will be getting with you shortly through email, and we'll be figuring out, like, uh, who's going to be on at what times, what times are going to work out for you that day. Uh, we'll be recording on a Sunday. Um, hopefully by next week I'll give you an exact date. It may not be, you know, it, who knows, we might take a week off to get everybody together for this. Yeah. For this episode 100 extravaganza or whatever the fuck. What, Dave? You look like you're dying to say something. <laughs> Dave had some additions. I'm still here. <laughs> what? What do you want? What do you want? What do you got? I just have something I want to say. Okay, what do you... Come on, spit it out. Now, like all good doggy bags say on their leftovers, thank patronage for you and thank you for Jurassic World. God damn it. <laughs> He's so proud. He's so funny, isn't he? I just had to say that. <laughs> It made Jay laugh. That's all I was going for. No, he's not laughing with you. <laughs> Does anyone ever? I'm laughing at you. <laughs> Fuck. What were those? He turned it into like a jumbles. Remember those things? Were they called jumbles? Yeah. Were they jumble shit around? Yeah. Yeah, he's so funny. I'm so funny. Funny when you're beating off the Keanu. <laughs> Sick fuck. No. Uh, yeah, we're closer to 100. This is 96. Holy shit. We got 97, 98, 99, 100. Fucking, fucking Can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, crazy. Wow. Yeah. Time fucking flies. Been a good run, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to end it after 100. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for sending me all this cash to get Jake a new TV. That's we're, the speculation. Our thank you to you is we're fucking bouncing after 100. <laughs> Fuck you, leftover army. I'm a deserter. Your general deserted. Doth Brian. I'm going fucking AWOL. 
I'll try and save him, but I don't think I can. <laughs> I think this might be our longest episode ever. No, I don't think so. I don't know, man. Would Dude, you add went, the two extra post credit scenes and all that? Nah, we went, uh, we went two extra post credit scenes. We yeah, just got you, the... You got, like, the article you're gonna read, and oh, the Game fuck of Thrones. Yeah, I gotta remember to read that article. I bet it's gonna be pushing it. Okay, whatever. I think we went six hours one time. That's cool. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. Let's go. Six was the max. Seven, let's do this shit. <laughs> you got time. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dave had to fucking, yeah, not anymore. That's <laughs> mine. And just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> He's so good. So How'd he do that? He's so good to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you soon, Keanu. <laughs> Dave, do you want to stroke any listeners before I stop here? Wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't play your music this episode. I'm not going to. <laughs> no, at the time was bad. We'll play it after the end of the <laughs> See you next week, Army. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. All right. Hey, what's up, Leftover Army? Uh, I am going to read our buddy Jordan Waldmeyer's The War on Originality. That's the kind of podcast we are here. You know what I mean? We just don't hoard our own shit all the time. No, man, we help you out, too. So, yeah, this is from Jordan Waldmeyer, writer of Exposure Magazine, The War on Originality. It starts off, On a cold winter night, after getting off of work, I decided to stop at the only place one could go at 3 o'clock in the morning, Walmart. At this time of night, it's not the same store as it is during the day. Hundreds of angry shoppers, Walmartians, screaming children, and the lazy motorized shopping cart folk. No, at this time of night, the store is filled with creepy night dwellers. Even Walmartian, Walmartianer stockers that idolize Elvis and drunkards in search of hot pockets. I should fit right in. I make my way to the electronics section to take a gander at the newly released movies. As I am browsing, a couple of late Teen, early 20-something fellows begin to observe and comment on the many movies in front of them. After a few minutes of praising and complimenting the likes of movies starring Channing Tatum, Jennifer Lawrence, Tyler Perry, and many others, one of them picks up a copy of Red Dawn. Another exclaims, oh, I freaking love this movie, brochacho. Wow. His buddy grabs the case and replies, wait, where's Thor? This isn't Red Dawn. This one has the crazy tiger blood guy in it. This must be the lame original movie. And with that comment, my eyes lit up with hellfire. I grabbed one of them and threw him headfirst into the nearest flat screen TV for a quick death. The other, the one who needed to realize what blasphemy just has just exhausted from his mouth hole, I take him by the neck and plow his face through the endless rack of movies. I then suplex him into the $5 DVD bin. Grab a six-inch thick copy of the book, The Stand, and begin to beat him profusely. 
all while interrogating and informing him on the difference between the shitty remake and the real Red Dawn. I grab him by his shirt to bring him closer to me and ask, do you understand? He replies, but who's Patrick Swayze? My heart is broken and I can only respond in a Darth Vader-esque, no! I apologize for the Walter Mitty-like imagining. In all actuality, I let out a large sigh and walked away. Seriously, though, every bit of this actually happened, thus bringing me to the subject of this fine article. Remakes, man. If you've had, if you've read any of my articles, you may have noticed that I'm a big fan of movies, and hearing comments like the one above really breaks my heart. Growing up, I was introduced to many great films. So now, when I see the latest released remake, the term killed my childhood tends to come to mind. I can remember it like it was yesterday. I was in kindergarten. My class was asked the age-old question, what do you want to be when you grow up? The typical responses were teacher, pizza delivery man, football player, gynecologist, firefighter, Warren, astronaut. My response was RoboCop. Hey, it's possible. It'll hurt, but it's possible. So when the 2014 remake was released, it crushed my childhood, like a fat man sitting in a plastic lawn chair. Other notable remade disasters include Total Recall, Hey, Look, Three Boobs, Poseidon, Twitchy Kurt Russell, Nightmare on Elm Street, Killed by Hairless Catman, The Wicker Man, I'm Going to Punch You While Wearing a Bear Suit, Planet of the Apes, Scientific, Friday the 13th, I Like Tunnels, Footloose, Everything is Better with Bacon, the list could go on and on. Contrary to popular belief, there are some remakes that I do like, such as Dawn of the Dead, Haters Gonna Hate, The Thing, the 1982 version, silly, Evil Dead, it was groovy. In the end, though, the bad heavily outweighs the good. Remake isn't the only term used by filmmakers. They've also coined the terms reboot and reimagining. Sounds like compensation to me. If you're going to remake something, the least you could do is honor it and respect the original. Like Robocop, for example. How can you take out all of the important elements that make Robocop the Christ-like figure he was in the original, leaving only two factors? He's a robot and he's a cop. Your remake turned Robocop into the exact opposite of what he was. Robodad. You should be ashamed of yourself. Reboots tend to be more accepted term. Uh, reboots tend to be a more accepted term. For instance, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy was obviously killed with the release of the third film in the series. Spider-Man must live on as a franchise, so we have to start over fresh with a reboot, introducing The Amazing Spider-Man, which as recent news reports is now dead as well. Then there is reimagining, which is the way of saying that your remake is so bad we had to create a new word to excuse your mess. Some like to throw adaptations into this category. But it simply does not apply. I'll save my love-slash-hate relationship with comic book movie adaptations for another time. Why must people feel the need to alter greatness? When you want to make a movie, don't take something that doesn't belong to you and shit all over it. Be inspired by it. Be worthy of it. Pay homage to it. Did you know while Jon Favreau was making Iron Man, he was heavily inspired by RoboCop? Maybe try to write something original with Easter eggs of films that inspired you. Some like to say that the remakes are better for the younger generations. What? 
Don't deprive our younglings of masterpieces because one day they will grow up. My Sesame Street just so happened to be the back alleys of future Detroit. But there's violence, nudity, and curse words. Hey, I grew up on these. It's nature versus nature. The world isn't full of B-Wells and sock puppets. How would you like it if I remade the Bible and made Jesus a talking dog that wasn't crucified but was peacefully euthanized instead? Beautiful things shouldn't be tampered with. Thank you. Great article, man. Great article. All right. Hey, yeah. As promised, we are going to be talking about Game of Thrones season five finale. And, uh, yeah, what a fucking season it was. Um, probably, honestly, I'd say the first seven episodes were my least favorite episodes of the entire Game of Thrones series. And then we hit episode eight, which was Hard Home. And I got a hard on for hard home. It was fucking seriously, dude. I'm serious. Like it made the season worth it. When, once you got the hard home, it was just like all uphill from there and downhill for a lot of characters, but uphill for me as a viewer. So we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones. Dave, you're like, uh, you, Jake and Frank are just like, God, you guys, I swear, like you guys fucking love Game of Thrones. So yes, I, that is true. I know you, I love it too. I do. I do. But like, and we're going to rate the season. But, um, you know, like, you guys love this show, like, like with a deep passion. I love the books with a deep passion. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now they're diverging. But they're, they seem, like, scared to diverge. There was a lot of placeholders and a lot of stalling, I felt like, this season. Uh, well, are they kind of, like, at the mercy of George R.R. R. Martin to finish, like, this next fucking book? Is no, that's that, the that thing. Is? He told them, here's the ending. You guys do what you want to do. I'll do what I want to do. We'll, we'll meet at the end. Well, sure. It's like J.K. Rowling saying, yeah, you know what? Fuck book seven. Have at it. There you go. Here you go, Universal. Yeah, but they've already diverged greatly. I mean, you know, when you're choosing to diverge, oh, no, let's, let's have this character that we are all really attached to raped so everybody can watch. Yeah. I mean, why, why hold back at that point? You're already brutalizing characters you're, that we love. I have no idea what the differences are from the books to the TV show. So if she's raped in one and not in the other, I have no fucking clue, Dave. Well, I just, so. I, it just, it was a strange choice to go so bold in mm -hmm. the changes to certain characters, yet so afraid to move forward in the pacing of the story. Cause I mean, mm -hmm. like you said, oh, Probably 70% of the season was just wah-wah, you well, know. Well, I mean, I do know for – hey, Jay, welcome. Hey, what's happening? <laughs> hey, Jay, Jay doesn't watch Game of Thrones, so he's just kind of like an innocent bystander. In I'm trying to thing. pick up what you're putting down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so basically, like, I know like – Jay, we're going to spoil the shit out of this season. Yeah, I've, I, like I said, I've already been spoiled by the internet. So there's like – the okay, so basically like you've got – two different books here that they kind of combined into one season, if that's what I'm thinking. Sure. It, well, in the, in the uh, pacing of the books, mm -hmm. there are the last two books that have come out dealt with two different groups of characters. Yeah. And, you know, some of these characters don't even know each other in the books. So they're, they're branching out a lot, but they seem very tenuous to move beyond where the books have moved beyond on many things. Okay. So what are we going to talk about first? Like Marine? Let's uh, my Daenerys. Come on, let's talk. Let's talk about her first. Yeah, let's let's talk about Daenerys. What do you, What do you think about like how great is it to have the triumvirate of the Spider, Tyrion, and Daenerys all working together? Yeah, it, it's pretty awesome. I mean, she. I think she needs him. I think he's what's been like the missing ingredient over there. 
Um, I want to see that in like full swing. They really haven't had a chance to kind of like sit down and like work things out though. It's just kind of like, you know, because she's getting swooped away by Falcor and shit. <laughs> you know what I He-Man? mean? Huh? You talking about He-Man? No, no. Uh, the never-ending story? <laughs> oh, okay. Fal- yeah, never mind. <laughs> she, she did the Atreya move. Right, right. Okay, yeah, I got yeah. it mixed up. No, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. And now we're, on, now we're on a quest to go find her, which... It, it, with uh, Dario, her her lover, uh-huh. telling Tyrion, uh, you know, we we don't need words to find a dragon. How how are you going to track a dragon through the sky unless you're going to ask people, hey, have you seen a fucking dragon flying around? <laughs> right. Well, and they're probably been eaten, so <laughs> I'm just, like, you know what I mean. They're just looking for the trail of scorched children's bones. Maybe that half dead bleeding guy <laughs> with no legs can tell us where she went. He can point us in the right direction. Yeah, half of his body's charred. Let's ask him really quick. <laughs> so we saw. So we saw. Um, He's in shock. <laughs> <laughs> we Damn saw. It. We okay, saw. Fine. We saw tired Drogon, like, no, Mom, I want to go back to bed. Remember, she 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 flew to some hillside where we didn't know where they were. It was like oh, the, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Lost Island or something. I, yeah. I thought Sawyer was going to come out and say they needed to look for the hatch. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Is that a Lost thing? Yeah, yeah. sorry. Oh, okay. Jake yeah. would be thrilled with that reference. Jace, you've seen Lost. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he's following you. I'm Lost. <laughs> <laughs> so is everyone who watches the show. Don't sweat it. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, you know, if you look at that battle, like I know, like the battle in the previous episode with uh, with The uh, Sons Drogon. of the Harpy? yeah. Yeah, whatever their names are. Okay. Jesus, this guy and his fucking... <laughs> I know every character's Tattooed name. Tattooed on his own. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway. Definition of fanboy, I'm looking at him. Uh, Thank you. No, but like... You could tell in that battle, it's like... Uh, Drogon had fucking like uh, holes and shit in his wings. Hey... Does that shit repair? I mean, I'm worried about that. Does like I don't know dragons like do dragons heal like when you fucking like you know like throw a fucking arrow through a dragon's wing and shit? Does that shit heal up? Hmm. Well, that's I think that's why he was so like not wanting to move around. Well, and, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. But yeah. I'm just I, I'm I'm talking about something else. I'm talking about you know uh, ask the dragon vet right now. You know <laughs> what I mean? This is like I want to know like does a dragon's wings heal up? Sure, Dra- dragons are somewhat mystical in nature. Uh-huh. So yeah, he's hurt because he's he's like a t- Teenage dragon. Sure. He's not like a fully grown, yeah. you know, scales of, that are impenetrable dragon. Right. So yeah, he's hurting a little bit, but yeah. he, he'll he'll bounce right back. He's just tired, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, mom, I want to go back to bed. Okay. My big question to you is like, okay, so Daenerys, you know, uh, she, okay, yeah. Are we getting to the point where she's surrounded by Dothrakians, or do you want to talk about something else? No, we can talk about that. Are these good Dothrakians? Well, you know, she dropped that ring like a married lady at a singles bar, man. She just was like, oh, well, dropping that. Okay, okay. I was, I, I was uh, listening to uh, – Jake guided me to a podcast, a uh, Game of Thrones podcast, and he had me listen to it. Well, he didn't have me listen to it. I wanted to listen to it. And they said something about um, uh, that it was, she was leaving a breadcrumb. For somebody to come find her, maybe, maybe Drogon, maybe, maybe someone else. That maybe it was a breadcrumb and not like, oh shit, you know, fuck, uh, that's uh, you know, whatever. It, what was his name? Cal. What the, the Dario. Fuck? Whatever the fuck. Uh, 
Jason Momoa's get- character's name was. Cal Drogo? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't something to do with him. It had something to le- be like, she's leaving a breadcrumb. I see. Well, yeah, that makes sense. That's what they, that's what they watched. These guys that do this podcast watched like some of the behind the scenes HBO talk, and okay. that's what those like producers and exec producers maybe were hinting at. I see. Well, remember when, um, there were a few of the Blood Riders after Cal Drogo died. Blood that, Riders? That sounds like a tampon commercial gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are Blood Riders? Those were the, 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 <laughs> Tell me more. the protectors on horseback who followed Cal Drogo, and they were like, we're not following you. We're out. We're gone. Uh-huh. Hopefully, it's like one of those guys who was like... The Tampax Express. Well, he's, <laughs> he's going to show up and be like, so, mighty queen of dragons, how's things going now? You know, I, I was so wrong to leave you. The, you know, the rag and dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm stuck on this blood rider thing. Oh, of course. <laughs> Me too. No, Dave, you, what was your point? I'm sure it was good. No, it, it's it, hopefully it's somebody we know who's going to make her eat some crow but will not immediately turn her into a slave girl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to I'm yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Are these good Dothrakians that like maybe like maybe maybe her reputation is going to hurt her here, maybe it'll help her. I mean, who knows? I mean, these these could be Dothrakians that hate fucking Khal Drogo, number one. We don't know. Right. We we have no idea who yeah. it is at this point. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how long Drogon's going to take a nap. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the big X factor here. Do dragons hibernate? It could be a while. We don't yeah, know. She's she's kind of at their mercy at this point. Mm-hmm. As we've seen, she doesn't have any like martial skills. Yeah. It's all dragon based fighting. Ah, uh, dude, I was totally fucking thrilled and fist pumping and I don't know why when fucking what's his name? Varys? Yeah. Varys is back with Tyrion. Fuck yes. yeah, dude. Yeah, he just rolled up like, yeah, I've been here the whole time. Yeah, he's like, dude, I ain't got no balls, but I got my little dwarf over here. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here the whole time. I could have told you about the Sons of the Harpy attack. Yeah. He's just been sitting on some veranda, reading the Cosmopolitan, waiting for the right moment to make his dramatic entrance. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, uh, but I'm happy that he's reunited with our buddy Tyrion. That's awesome. I, I didn't think that that was going to happen but that was very cool i like that yeah they they're two of the more interesting dialogue based yeah. characters oh, yeah. yeah every scene between them is going to be good that's why when like they were separated i was just like oh shit this season's going to get even worse now fuck so because I, I i'll be honest with you i mean it was like the, the first seven episodes it wasn't like it was like like a, okay a bad game of the game of thrones episode is still better than half of the shit that's on tv I'll, I'll be honest with you sure but i expect more from game of thrones but it was a slow burn season this season but it was worth it okay right, i'm gonna you know what, let's fuck it let's rate the season let's rate the fucking season right now and then we'll move into these other areas and shit okay what season what are you rating the entire season toss it Really? Oh, really? Ah, oh, fuck you, Dave. Yep. <laughs> You're ridiculous. That's my least favorite season of the show so far. So, Jake here? <laughs> I mean, even, 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 okay, whatever. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna give this season a taste. I can, I can give you like three great, amazing scenes and the rest of it. Kind of a waste of time. I'm going to give it a taste. Come on, Brienne better. sat looking for a candle in a window the whole season, pretty much. Yeah, and then she missed it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it was like a Betty Hill episode. It's not enough to toss the entire season for me. I mean, I, yeah, I didn't get enough Brienne, but like that la- this okay, we're going to talk about what happens here. It kind of made it all worth it. It kind of made it all worth it there towards the end. I love Brienne. 
I also got to understand that she was probably filming fucking Star Wars. Sure. Let's let's go to Winterfell next. Let's, okay, let's do Winterfell. Okay, we had uh, Stannis having the worst day ever, pretty much. Uh, he just so burned yeah, his daughter. <laughs> yeah, he deserved every bit of it. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a douche, yeah. right? Talk about the worst heel turn in, in on TV in a long time. Like, he was kind of a cool... You know, sympathetic character, and then he burned his daughter alive. Like, like fuck Stannis. The sweetest girl ever, right? Absolutely. Sweetest girl ever. And, I mean, you know, I felt like, I felt really, like, there's been some deaths in this season that just make you, like, go, oh, my God. Like, a dude that was, like, the leader of the wildlings and Mm -hmm. shit when they set him on fire. Right. And fucking Jon Snow gave him mercy. I was just like. Mance Raider. I was like, fucking, look. I know the name. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> Mance Raider. Mance Raider. You told me to fill in the blanks. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed. To, I'm here to help. Let me check my left nipple. <laughs> oh yeah, Mance Raider. <laughs> it's okay, dude. You're into uh, it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you cocky fuck. Uh, <laughs> shoving it in our faces, Mance Raider. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, um, but it, that death, and then this is another death that it was like I was just like, oh my god, this is horrible. Now it's a little fucking girl, like the sweetest little girl ever. I don't even like kids half the time, Dave. And like I was just like, oh my god, heartbroken. Yeah, and all they got out of it was like the end of the storm. Yeah, exactly. See, and that's why I don't think like I was talking to you guys earlier about it. it's so brutal. I don't know if I can watch it. Well, that was like another nail in that coffin for me. It was like. Yeah. And the people describing that scene online, I was like, oh, I can't watch this. How, how do you guys watch this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but people do. I mean, they get together and fucking watch it. So we found out half the army deserted overnight because mm-hmm. they burned a little girl at the fucking stake. Yeah, All the yeah. sellswords well, why, why left. Why didn't they stop it? Why didn't they fucking stop it if they had such a fucking problem with it? You know what I mean? That's what right. pisses me off. Well, they're they're probably the the kind of guys that are like, oh, well, we're kind of into this Lord of Light stuff. We kind of think this is cool, but wait, wait, we're we're burning children at the stake. I don't know about this, guys. We should probably go. <laughs> yeah, let's leave. And then, yeah. oh, oh, also, uh, well, the your mother, the mother, like totally flipped too. And like five fucking seconds before that, she was all for it. And then like that motherly instinct kicked in. Dude, when she gave him the fucking hall pass, like, was it last season? Right. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, yeah, go ahead, lady. You can fuck my husband. Give him a child and shit. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so he's like, so they're like, Stannis, half your army's gone. Oh, and by the way, he's yeah. like, oh, it couldn't get any worse. Your wife hung, your, hung herself. Yeah, yeah. So basically he, he kills his daughter and shit. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Has her burned at the stake. And she's like screaming, daddy, daddy, right. mommy, mommy. Yeah, I know. And mom is like at her fucking like ankles and crying and shit. Wow. And then her mom fucking hangs herself the next well, day. Yeah, what are you going to do? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, dang. exactly. Uh, and Santa's is like, on to Winterfell. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. No, was, wow. was that the last episode, or there's more? Oh, no, that wait, was the, oh, no, there is more. There is more. That was the penultimate episode, okay, like, okay. of this season, like, when they burnt her, right? That wasn't... Right. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, it kind of took the wind out of the sails when, uh, you know, the Daenerys did the Atreyu move, because I'd just seen a little girl burned alive, mm. so I, that would have been way more uplifting and exciting had I not... Still heard Shireen's screams echoing wow. through the room. Yeah, because I don't remember that happening in the never-ending story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. Like, 
<laughs> you just didn't get to that part. Yeah. It, it never. It never ends. Just it never ends. Yeah. We'll eventually get there where a girl gets burned at the stake. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a very dark turn later on. Never ending story. And all you can hear is like a screaming girl in the background. <laughs> <laughs> For some people, it's never-ending. And then Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. (laughs) Great soundtrack. And now we're laughing about it. It all comes full circle, right, gentlemen? I guess it's okay. It's okay. All right, Dave, where are we, Chief? Yeah, we're still at Winterfell, and they're riding, riding and he's like, let's start the siege. And uh, we see a scene of Brienne... More, you know, just staring toward that tower, which I'm not really sure what her plan is once she sees the candle, because, you know, the six and a half foot tall lady in plate mail is not going to really sneak in anywhere. So I don't know what her end game was, but she's been waiting. And I, I all season, I wanted to see like a an action montage of like her training Padre to about, be a great night. It's all about what Dave wants to see, right? It's all about you, you selfish fuck. Give, so me, I would write. give me what I want to see. Don't surprise me. Just give me what I want. So, Toss it. So Padre, that's what I did. So, he's uh, treating it like it's a fucking whorehouse. Like he's paying for it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, I paid you like a hundred for this and now you're fucking you're doing this on me? No. No, no, I'm the customer. I'm always right. I'm Dave. <laughs> I paid for a blowjob. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Super fan. I've never had to pay for one. But um, we go ahead and go to uh, we go to Podrick telling Brienne, and Brienne is like, "Wait, Stannis is coming. I should go." And then as soon as she takes her eyes off the window, they're the brightest fucking candle in Westeros is lit, and uh, so she misses the candle signal. And we we then go to Stannis getting curb stomped by the Boltons, mm-hmm. uh, the. Uh, Ten to one men on horseback coming out of his army, yeah. and we eventually see Stannis stumbling through the woods trying to get away. He gets attacked by two guys and defeats wow. them. Wow, were those guys? I mean, seriously, like the worst fighters ever. Like horrible. It's like, like what army? Like were they trained? They were horrible. I know Stannis is probably like leagues better than most people anyway. But I mean, on the flip side, like these guys were just like, there's two on one here, and he's already fucking hurt. Yeah, they, they they didn't put up much of a fight. Oh my god, he just he kicked their asses like it was like Liam Neeson out there and shit. You know what I mean? Like, like it was fucked up, man. It's like Jason Bourne kicking these guys' asses. Wow. So we, uh, we you know, he defeats them, and yeah. he's taking a breather because he just took on two dudes, wounded right. and one. I'm gonna hold up this tree here. Ugh. And that's when our, our the, the lovely Brienne of Tarth shows up and mm-hmm. pulls her best Princess Bride. My name is Brienne of Tarth. You killed the gay dude I was in love with. Prepare to die. <laughs> right. And uh, he says, do your duty, which I thought kind of gave her pause for a moment. Mm-hmm. And then we see her swing her sword, but we didn't see him die. Yeah, but the next thing we see is like uh, another sword connecting with someone else. And so, it, I'm, dude, he's fucking dead. Well, but she, what's her duty? What is she duty bound to do? Well, isn't it to uh, the Stark family? And she deserted her post. Okay, so what? What? Maybe she's thinking. I'm going to present. She's like, "Oh, you're right. Just wait right here. I'll be right back." No, I'm saying that she knocked him out with her broadsword, and she's going to show up at Winterfell. Like, "Hey, I have Stannis Baratheon. Mm-hmm. Give me Sansa Stark." And Ramsay will be like, "Where's Sansa? Oh, sure, we've got her. Come on in." 
because Santa made her daring escape. Um, yeah. We had Reek finally growing something back and oh, wow, uh, yeah. threw Miranda off the uh, catwalk, and she died really hard. Okay, my question <laughs> to you is, what would have Sansa looked like had Miranda gotten a hold of her? Would it have been like, seriously, would she have just been like a quadriplegic, just like a, a head and a... And a and a vagina, because that's basically what it sounded like. What she was gonna, she was just gonna maim the shit out of her, and just basically sew her back together. <laughs> well, it was fucked up, man, because she was like, uh, you know, he just needs to have you to bear children because of your name, and uh, you know, I can I can maim you and fuck you up a little bit. Right? Oh my yeah, God. she was gonna go full Katniss on her and put a few arrows in the non-important parts and just fuck her up really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely mess up her face. Yeah. She definitely was very jealous of how pretty she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think Miranda's a little cuter, in my opinion. True, but uh, I'm saying her own insecurities were showing through in her um, jealousy yeah, I'm not, for Santa. I'm not trying to turn this into the uh, Game of Thrones beauty pageant by any means, <laughs> but we can move on. So, so uh, yeah, they, they, they do the jump. <laughs> Off the off the off the side of Winterfell, which mm-hmm. apparently the snow has melted so much that Stannis's army can march straight to Winterfell, but apparently not enough to you know melt so they can't break the fall of Reek and Sansa. So, or maybe they just died. That maybe that's how it will start out next season. Yep, them dead on the side of the wall. Everybody dies anyway. <laughs> Fuck it, why not? <laughs> So yeah, that that's pretty much we we didn't even we didn't even see them land. We just got the tune in next time for uh. <laughs> when they finally hit. Yeah. <laughs> what will happen next? Let's, tune in and then <laughs> rape and burn them. <laughs> Theon's gonna land in that Superman pose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be badass if he did. Hey, did you see uh, fucking uh, Brian Singer? And I don't know why I'm saying this, but we're talking about Sansa. What's her fucking name in real life? What's the old girl's name? Um, hmm. I only know the books. Uh, don't don't remember. Whatever. So she's uh, uh, basically uh, she's working with Brian Singer on uh, X Men Apocalypse. Okay. And there's a video on Instagram that Brian Singer put up, and he is for some reason she's behind him, and he is holding a bow and arrow. And he's showing her archery. Yeah, I saw that. What is up with that? Are they teaching Jean Grey to be Katniss? What why, the fuck is going on Why would she even here? need a bow and arrow? I don't understand <laughs> it. I mean, I know she'd be able to, like, like, is she going to be like Hawkeye now? Yeah. And I don't understand because it's like, is she going to be able to shoot an arrow and then kind of like control it with her mind? Like where it's going to, I don't understand Does why. Does she lose her powers or something maybe? I don't, it's so weird. Huh. It's so weird. Well, we're getting a younger Jean Grey in this. Right. So it's like... You know, maybe she hasn't fully developed her powers yet. That's true. So the yeah. action figure has a bow and arrow. They're, the toy department's like, uh, give her a bow and arrow. We need a bow and arrow. Yeah, It'll well, sell way better. Yeah. That, that, well, no, 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 no. That's the thing. It's like the X Men Days of Future Past didn't have any toys. They haven't made the toys since like 2000, since the first movie came out. That's true. That's the thing. It's like uh, I don't know who owns the toy rights to them, but um, they're not making toys for these things. Hmm. Yeah. I guess that's not a terrible thing, you know, being <laughs> under the, you know, we have to do this because of the toy company. Or you know what? We shit, we shit on Quicksilver. We shit on Quicksilver so much, and then when we finally saw that scene of, like, Quicksilver in Days of Future Past, it fucking blew our fucking dicks I off. I think he only did that, though, because people were shitting on him so early, though, you know yeah. what I mean? I think yeah. he, he later on was like, oh, yeah? <laughs> I'm going to show you this. 
Well, I mean, I, he figured out something really cool that he could do with that character, and he delivered. He did, yeah. I, well, they found out, honestly, that it was mostly the second unit director that was behind it. But, whatever. I mean, it was his name was on this fucking movie. True. So, you know, like, maybe he's got something really cool in mind for fucking, you know, Katniss Jean Grey. <laughs> I don't know, man. She's like more powerful than Professor X. She doesn't need to. <laughs> I just, I, I can't shit on things anymore because it's like Brian Singer has kind of proven that you know, with you know, fucking X Men: Days of Future Past, that he can turn you know shit into gold. It's true. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Maybe he was a big fan of that old D and D cartoon where the guy made the like energy bolts yeah, out of it. Yeah, He's yeah. like, yeah, you'll have a bow, but you'll make the arrows. That's a good point. Psy arrows. That's a good point because that was a cool ass weapon. It was cool. I love that. That's, that's, that's. I'm trying to be positive here. That's that's what I do. I know. I know. That's all you do. That's all you do. I'm a shining light. God. So next. All right. Here we go. Speaking Get of next. shining lights, let's go to Dorn. All right. Uh, we got uh, Dr. Julian Bashir, uh, the uh, Doran Martell, the mastermind behind I, Dorn. I have no idea who he's even talking about. <laughs> it's like it's I'm like, speaking like, Korean over here. He's like, we've, Dude, got, go. we've got Doran Martell, and I'm thinking. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking of Montel Williams. I'm Rick Martell. <laughs> Rick Martell. I'm Mom. thinking of wrestling. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, this will re- re- refresh your memory. Memory: a 19-year-old actress was forced to call herself "bad pussy" in what? this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Remember? You don't need a good wife. You need bad pussy. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Toss it. Yeah. Okay. Like, imagine this poor girl sitting. Like, she gets the like FedEx with the new script, and she's running over her lines with her roommate. She's yeah. and the roommate's like, um, "Have you read this yet?" <laughs> Oh my god, I really need this job. Oh my grandma's gonna watch this. Fuck. Like I just it made me feel so bad for that fucking actress. I think she's doing alright. <laughs> she's an actress, she's doing fine. <laughs> In game of Thrones. No man, it's like Okay, okay. So here's the thing, here's the thing, guys. Alright, yeah, we want we want our ladies. To be like all presentable and like, you know, sweet and shit on the outside. But in the bedroom, yeah, sometimes we want a dirty girl. And that's all she was saying, Dave. That's all she's saying, Dave. That's all. No, she's saying, she's saying, she's saying, listen, listen, this is how I'm, I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior. And yeah, I'm a warrior in the bedroom too. I'm a warrior. I'm a dirty warrior in the bedroom. (laughs) All those ways would have been far more interesting to me than calling herself bad pussy. You know, I, hey man, you know, it's not, it's, I, I guarantee you she did the job. He walked away with a fucking boner. I guarantee you, <laughs> no matter what you're saying right now, I like, kind of walked away. Don't, <laughs> hobbled away. Don't, don't demean her. No, 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 don't demean her. Dude walked away with his dick hard. All right, who really won there? She did, I think. Bad pussy. <laughs> Stop sucking up to bad pussy, Dave. <laughs> So we get um, Jamie going, uh, going. He, he's going away back, to, taking Marcella back to King's Landing, uh, yeah. and uh, taking Tristan, I believe his name was, uh, yeah. to be on the small council. Tristan. And the Sand Stinks say goodbye, and yeah. they then there is Alaria, the lady who had to kiss the ring, gives Marcella this really long, kind of inappropriate kiss Very as the, as they leave. And, and then she says, she whispers, bad pussy. <laughs> He's like, yes. Dave's just like, fuck this show. It turns it off. I'm done. Two characters saying bad pussy. Fuck that. <laughs> well, and we get, we get the scene on the, with, uh, Jamie and Marcella on the boat. And she's, uh, you know, 
she's talking about how it, like I I was almost wondering if she was going to acknowledge the fact that she knew that he was her dad, yeah. her her dad uncle. Yeah. Her her dunkle. <laughs> Uncle Jamie. That's oh. how it was back then, guys. <laughs> yeah. I was just hope I was just hoping that he wasn't gonna be like, you know, you look a lot like your mother. <laughs> oh shit, here we go. <laughs> Keep it in the family. Well but but then she, bad pussy, but right? But then she uh <laughs> she she sort of like passes out and we get a scene back on the dock of Alaria starting to bleed and the Sam Sank handing her the antidote that mm-hmm. she apparently kissed onto Marcella's lips. Yeah. So Marcella is going to be hurting if not dead. Well, I mean they're they're turning the fuck around. You know that. They're turning the fuck around. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I can't wait. There's a, see they set up a lot of I don't know how you can toss this shit because this is like the ultimate cliffhanger fucking ending, dude. Like every character it's like what the fuck? That's why I loved the, the last part of this season. Like these are the best cliffhangers ever. Just shaking his head. I, I would put money down that every character in this episode, other than the girl who got tossed off the balcony, uh-huh. that looks like they're dead, will not actually be dead by the end of episode one of next season. Well, no shit, no shit. You can't kill off half your fucking characters. Well, they, they, you know, he's done it before. Well, I know. I'm just saying there's, there was a lot more death in this episode and a but lot. But we more. don't know that they're dead. They just might be dead. Well, sure. I'm not going to toss the whole season because of that. <laughs> Dave's just like, kill him off. <laughs> kill him off. There's, pl- blood. there's plenty of other characters to tell stories I about. I Tupperware death, but oh my God, if a girl says she has bad pussy in the bedroom, <laughs> fuck that show. Hey, my man Tyrion's still kicking. I'm good. As long as he's good, as long as he's good I'm good. All right. All right. Let's move. All right. All right. Here we go. So here off go. to my favorite storyline of the season, Bravos, Arya, um, going uh, full on of course, crazy he lo- town. he loves the one part of the story that makes no fucking sense at the end. Oh, <laughs> it was great. You're a jackass. <laughs> was, you are the biggest jackass phenomenal. I've ever met in my life. Oh, None uh, of this made sense. Aria was, Aria was amazing, listen, taking the power back. Listen to this motherfucker trying to make sense of this shit. <laughs> Let's listen to him. She 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 stole one of the many faces and uh, killed Sir Marin Trant. And um, yeah, yeah, he died real hard. Let's, why did we want this motherfucker to die? Well, yeah, and see another reason to toss the this season. Oh, here we go. Here we we, go. we had to have four minutes of him beating three little girls. Like there was like four minutes of it, him just beating on it, and like Dave's like just. Bull- Three is enough, damn it. <laughs> give me three minutes of him beating little girls. You give me that fourth minute, I'm done. Well, we've already established That's that one guy's minute a too far. <laughs> we don't need to see him beat on three little girls for four minutes. Oh, God. Listen we, to this we guy. get it. No Listen bad pussy. Guy. No, no <laughs> bad pussy. And no beating on for four minutes. Four minutes. No. <laughs> he timed no, it. No, he timed Let's it. <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave's like, yep, yep, we are at the four minute mark. Fuck this show. <laughs> Toss it. <laughs> And uh, she kills him really hard and tells him who she is. Gratifying, right? Yeah, it really was. Yeah, especially after four minutes. Right. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. And she goes back to the uh, House of Black and White, and um, then they're not happy with her because she is not no one, and she took one of the the masks, one of the faces, and then he says that that she owes the many-faced god a death, and he kills himself. And she freaks out. No, no, no. That's because that's her teacher. Yeah, that's her mentor. Yep. And uh, then as he falls and dies, 
she cries, and then the girl who was standing behind her mentor she, is suddenly she, did, her mentor. Didn't she pull off like a hundred masks and shit? Yeah, it was like it was like it was like she was like swiping on the app. Like she just kept sh- 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 different people, different people, different people. It was like uh, fucking uh, Mission Impossible with like Ethan yep. taking off like a hundred different masks. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, one after the other, ending in her. No, she was like playing Tinder on that motherfucker's face, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> she, she stops and fucks one. Oh, oh, I said it. I said it. Too far. Oh, too far, bad <laughs> pussy man. <laughs> and then he, he, uh, he's apparently not dead and says that there is a price to be paid for when someone takes one of the faces of the many-faced god and she goes blind. Too far. She was blinded by science. <laughs> <laughs> dude, yeah, fucking Arya Stark is blind. This fucked me up, dude. Uh, this fucked me up. Like I was like, like this whole thing just didn't make fucking sense to me. Like, why the fuck is she blind now? Punishment. Oh my god. She used magic when she was not yeah, ready to but do like, so. Like, I don't want her to be. <laughs> Don't blind Arya. I loved where her character was going. I loved her getting trained by old dude. And I, I, lo- I love her character. And if she stays blind, I'm just like, fuck, dude. I don't want her going all Daredevil on me and shit. <laughs> no, man. Because Daredevil's so horrible? Like- no, no. I don't want her going all Daredevil. I get that from my Netflix series. I want her to have full sight and shit. It's probably all part of the training process of turning into a you know killer super assassin. Okay. I hope so. I hope you're right. Yeah, well, okay, like, she was one of the three girls getting beaten for four minutes, right? He could have got, like, a Nick Fury and just blinded one eye. He didn't have to do both of them. (laughs) Well, but she, the the Marin Trance beating on these three girls, the Uh the two who are screaming and the third who isn't, why? Because he's been he's been slapping her with the stick all season. Yeah. So she was ready for that. Yeah. This is probably just another step in the process. Okay. Oh, this is like evil doc, um, evil um, Mr. Miyagi here. Yeah, no shit. You know, fucking Danielson's like, you know, doing like chores and shit, like, you know, I don't know, painting uh, fucking fences and stuff, but <laughs> this motherfucker's blinding girls. This is well, fucked up. This wax, isn't a, this wax isn't on, a, wax off. You're blind, motherfucker. <laughs> this isn't Hogwarts, dude. It's not fucking Hogwarts. It's like it's like training the worst killer assassins in all the world. It's going to be a rough process. Yeah. You're going to be great, but you're not going to be able to see anything. Sounds like a horrible teacher. Yeah. It really does. I think he is the many faced God. Remember when she got there and yeah. she asked for his name and he said, and the guy said, there's no one here by that name. Yeah. Like he's probably, he probably is the many faced God. She showed him mercy then. You know what I mean? Like, was that the first, the second season when she like released him from, you know, he wasn't being enslaved and mm-hmm. she, she released him. I mean, she showed him mercy. I think at this point, you know, fucking dude, come on, chill out. He could have gotten out at any time. He was just there on a recruitment drive. He was looking for the the chosen one. He didn't know what she was going to do, and she chose to fucking, like, set him free and shit. So, dude, have a heart, you motherfucker. (laughs) It it is all the same to the many-faced god. I'm, I'm like, the best critic in the world. (laughs) Brian Frederick says, have a heart. What did I say? I don't even let her... Have a heart, motherfucker. Have a heart, motherfucker. <laughs> right. So then we uh, we also we, we go next to King's Landing where uh, we had oh, ding shame ding shame. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was horrible. The walk of shame, man. Hey, can I talk about this real quick? Actually, talk about what happens, and then I want to talk about that. Uh, what actually um, 
what that took for the actress and, and everybody involved. So the chickens have been coming home to roost for Cersei Lannister. She um, play. She empowered the the fanatical religious people, and the High Sparrow was elevated, and he turned on her immediately and imprisoned her. And she has been spitting in the face of her captors for the past few episodes. Mm-hmm. But she finally decided, I need to. I need to acquiesce to this. I need to play ball and said she would confess. She confessed to fucking her cousin Lancel, but did not confess to Jamie. Yeah. So he said that, well, okay, you did, you do get the mother's mercy as the name of the episode was. Mm. And she was able to return to the red keep in King's landing after she did her atonement, which they scrubbed her down, uh, cut off all her hair and then made her walk through flea bottom the worst part of the city to the red keep naked getting the scorn and derision of everyone along the way okay now you talk about a four minute fucking sequence where a girl was beat up this was a six minute insane sequence of watching her being shamed six minutes man dude this was fucking crazy I couldn't believe I was watching this on fucking TV, man. It was nuts. Yeah, it was it was brutal. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I haven't seen anything like this ever. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, I'm Hey man, it's part of the story. They're pushing the fucking limits of like what we've seen on TV, man. And I got to commend them for it, dude. I got to commend them for everything that they've done. Yeah, I don't want to see these characters go through half this shit. And we're talking about a character right now that I had, like, no remorse for anything she's ever fucking done. And here I am watching this, and I'm, like, feeling bad for a character that I fucking hated. I mean, it was it was hard to watch. Absolutely. It was, it, was, it was one of the most brutal things we've seen. But it was a bold choice for the creators to do this. It was a bold choice for the producers to go forward with this. And uh, do you think people are dropping off the show after this fucking scene? Do you think there are people like, like oh, fuck this, I'm not coming back? Um, I think that the sum to- – well, if if they keep Jon Snow dead, yeah, they're going to lose a lot of people. I think that will cause uh, the all of the female fans that have been turned off to all of the violence against women on the show. Mm-hmm. Then you take the, the guy that they all liked – Coming up, we'll talk about that next. Yeah. I think I think that'll be the straw that broke the camel's back, but that's one more reason why they probably won't leave him dead. So you're thinking women are going to leave the show if Jon Snow doesn't come back? It'd be like it'd be like killing Daryl Dixon on the on the Walking Dead. I don't think that. I, I I suppose I don't think it's to that level. Daryl Dixon is like fucking like. I don't. John is John Snow that revered by female viewers? Uh, the the girls in my restaurant the next day were like weeping and gnashing their teeth over John Snow being dead. Okay. Well, well I don't want to jump ahead to the wall because we did get to see Sir did. Robert Strong. He did. He did. The, the the mountain. He did you did it, you right? see Franken Mountain? Come on. I'm the man of the silver mountain. Dude, I was so excited to see Franken Mountain. <laughs> Franken Mountain was awesome, man. It's like seven foot tall. You know, like looks like death underneath that helmet. Dude, they, I'm like, they call him he, Sir Robert Strong. When he was holding her, it was like he was just holding like a I don't know, just holding like a bag of potatoes or something. It was like nothing, nothing. Yeah, dude, he's huge. Yeah, if she does trial by combat, uh, it's going to be pretty epic. Yeah, because we still we he made it very clear that we're still going to see a trial mm. that she because she only confessed to one thing and she's yeah. charged with a bunch of stuff. Are they going to play by those rules though? 
Well, they they're that's that's the rules of the seven, and they're all about the rules of the seven. Cool. So if she demands trial by combat, she's got a strong champion. Okay, so who would uh, Frank and Mountain go up against, man? I don't hmm. know, like like who they got, man. Well, talk to me. My theory that I would like to see. Okay. This is if okay if Dave, if domesticated Dave's writing it, we're we're gonna go with this. Mm, yeah. Which we, he thinks he is. We never we never saw. There's a character called Bad Pussy that's <laughs> gonna get killed, and it's a metaphor for how much I hate that fucking line. We we never saw the Hound die. We saw him left for dead uh-huh. by Arya. So what if? The sparrows. This is the guy. No, this is the motherfucker. Just five fucking ten minutes ago was saying nobody dies in the show and stays dead. And now you're talking about the hound coming back. Right. What if the sparrows? <laughs> you ain't nothing but a bullshit hound dog, Dave. What if the sparrows? <laughs> That's bullshit. Found oh. the hound mm-hmm. and healed him. And now he is their champion, their mm-hmm. great warrior. And mm-hmm. we finally see the brothers, mm-hmm. Franken Mountain mm-hmm. versus. The new and improved uh, Sparrow Hound. Dude, dude, you were just saying the one thing that you fucking hated about this show, and now you're wanting to see it. No, I'm saying that that's what they're doing. They're not killing anybody anymore. They're they're acting like they're going to, but if it's uh-huh. a main character... Is this what you want to see or not see? No, I'm predicting what I think I will okay, see. Okay, so you don't want to see this, though? I do. I'm, okay, that's what I'm asking. All right. Fuck. I'm part of the problem. I don't... I don't want to see this. I think that I, I don't want to see that. I, I like the way that it ended with uh, Arya walking away and him dying, and then that, and that's the end of it, man. I like that. I thought it had a lot more meaning. You're taking everything away from that whole fucking scene. If he comes back, fuck that shit. Yeah, fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Who who would you like to see the the champion of the of the of the faith? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. I have no fucking idea. That's why I was asking you. I oh. don't know. Because, like, you're the one who's, like, you know, bathing the show, like, 24-7. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know who I want to see on their side, like, take on Franken Mountain, but I don't want to see the Hound. I don't. Because, and, and, and I, I, part of me is just, like, I guess in, like, a, uh, an else world, I would like to see that. You know what I mean? But, like, in the real world here, man, no, man, I don't want to see that shit. I don't want to see that shit. I think it takes a, away a lot of meaning from like the what I thought was the death and what it meant for Arya to walk away as the Hound died. You know what I mean? Sure. So, and then it's like, oh no, I, that meant nothing. I'm back. <laughs> and, and the Franken Mountain kills him, or or vice versa. I don't know. Well, it, and with the deaths being such an important part of the show, do you think right. they're gonna? I mean, start resurrecting it. I know the Jon Snow thing, but I mean, do you think they're mm-hmm. just gonna start resurrecting everyone, shitting on their deaths? I okay. Don't, I don't know. Speaking of the John Sos thing, we go to the final right. section, the wall. Yeah. Where, dude, um, dude, 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 dude. What if? <laughs> what if, man? That's a lot of, that's a lot of dudes. <laughs> what if Hound comes back as a fucking white walker and shit? They're pretty far south of the wall. I'm not sure that would work. I don't for know. For how long? I don't know. One of <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Jay, for how long. One of them could get lost in shit. I would get lost in this fucking world. Dave, Dave, Dave would be he like... He knows his way around. He knows no his way around. Just over those mountains. <laughs> Bad pussy ladies over uh, here to the east, so we're not going to go there. Right? I tossed that. You're going to want to avoid that area. <laughs> I tossed the bad pussy. <laughs> Instead of a GPS, we got a DPS. 
So we finally got Jon Snow telling someone about what happened happened at Hardhome, mm-hmm. which the guy should have been the moment he showed up and telling everyone, oh, by uh, the way, yeah, they need to know. 100,000 dead people are coming at us. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he finally tells Sam in a quiet little room, yeah. hey, uh, you, you, and Sam's like, I want to become a maester, and I want to take Gilly with me. And they're like, and he's like, well, you know, well, he's gonna, they're gonna make you swear off women. And he's like, oh, good luck having him try. Dude, 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 dude. Yeah, Sam got some ass this season, man. It did the saddest sex scene I've ever seen. Oh, he had just gotten the shit kicked out of him. Oh, oh my. Oh, oh. <laughs> See, uh, what, you think that Sam's gonna be like this amazing lover, Dave? Come on. He's the slayer, <laughs> Dave, man. Dave, oh god, that was so lucky. Dave, like, wants to see, like, yeah, he wants to see Dave, Sam Ravager. Yes. Dave's like, yeah. <laughs> Sam? Sam. He's got the body of Kevin Smith, and Dave's like, yeah, I'm going to see him poke Gilly. I want to see him poke Gilly silly, man. Woo, go for it. (laughs) Do you imagine somebody having having that conversation with Gilly, and they're like, Gilly? Gilly? Sorry. SNL, all back here. No, man. But, yeah. Dude, yeah, Sam got some ass, man. Either way, you got some ass, dude. So we we see we see Sam leave the wall, yeah. and there's a, the longing looks between John and Sam, mm-hmm. and then Melisandre comes back, and Davos is like, "What? What? Wait, what? What happened, Melisandre?" And she's just like, mm, "I don't want to talk about it." <laughs> okay, now does she talk with Jon Snow? No, she doesn't meet in like. They, she doesn't meet John. Talk to John Snow. No, Davos was talking to John Snow, yeah. and John Snow saw her come in, right. and Davos goes running like, "What about this? What about this?" And she's like, "No, they're all dead." Yeah, I mean, she didn't say it, but the look said it all. Okay, which I, I still don't understand. Like, she was really shoehorned in because, like, when this kind of sort of like temptressy redhead shows up at the wall and she's just like hey yeah I've had a real bummer day I'm gonna go crash on this couch over here <laughs> like half the wall is like burglars and rapists don't don't they think some hot redhead showing up might cause a little bit of a problem it's just a toss it season isn't it Dave <laughs> I'm just tossing saying it, just tossing it so yeah, she shows up and Davos. I don't know. He's he's bummed out. He gets so excited over this show. Yet he tossed the whole yeah, season. Tossed the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then and fuck then. it. <laughs> fuck it. I loved it, but fuck. <laughs> I I hate that I love it. Uh, so we got we we fast forward to John and his study. Ghost, nowhere to be found, and I'll, and then the Night's Watch guys come in. Oh, your Uncle Benjamin, there's a wildling here that says he knows where he is. He's alive. John Stoke goes running out looking for him, and he runs to a cross that says traitor. And then the Night's Watch goes full on Julius Caesar on Jon Snow. Oh, this is like this is like the opposite of that mo- mo- moment in Rudy the movie where they're like <laughs> they hey, pick him up. Well, no, where they put they like they turn over their jerseys. Oh, yeah, so yeah. That he can play in the final game. Right. This is like no. This is like if Rudy was in the same room and they were just knifing him <laughs> repeatedly. Like fuck you, Sean Astin. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> So yeah, Stop, we, you piece of shit. we see we see John fall and his blood uh, melting the snow, mm-hmm. and the camera pulls away and end of season. Yeah, wow, uplifting. Jesus Christ, good times. <laughs> I'm so sad right now. <laughs> and so and so we have all all kinds uh, of people yeah. begging that. Jon Snow not actually be dead. Right. That's been all over the internet. You've yeah. already you've already heard all those. Sure, sure. So what do you think? He's Alive not, or dead? He's not dead. Why not? 
Uh, dude, like, the theories out there, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Malisandra? Yeah, dude, she has something to do with it, man. Like... She was like, really shoehorned in there. Dude. Yeah, yeah, so she has something to do with it, and I think he's gonna come back, you know, in one way or another. And, like, another thing that I'm hearing from, like, people is, like, uh, dude that plays Jon Snow still has the Jon Snow haircut. So it's like, yeah, you know, um... Why that's, would you keep that up? Why would you... Yeah, you're still rocking that hair, and it's because... You're gonna come back and be Jon Snow. So yeah, dude, Jon Snow's coming back. I think they're gonna try to burn him. Shit. Well, okay. that's what they do up at the wall when somebody dies. Just they burn to make the body. Sure that they're dead. Well, no, no, no. It's because so they don't come back as right. a as a white. Right, right. Because I was I was half wondering if his eyes were gonna go blue as he was laying there in the snow. And why would his eyes go blue? Because of the the, the the dead men walk. That's why they burn the bodies. I, okay, I, I, never, I just I don't know how like like does he have to be like within a certain vicinity of dude for him to turn into? Is it you're talking about him turning into a White Walker, right? Well, no, into a white. Into the, a remember, white? remember when the dead Sounds bodies very racist. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Remember when the dead bodies come back to life in like season two and attack the Lord Commander and everybody mm. and. That's how that's how Ghost saves them. Remember, you don't remember any of that. Okay, now re- repeat what you're saying. Chief. Okay, the the the, the dead crows come yeah. back to life as whites and attack the Lord Commander, and and Ghost saves them. Oh man, no, I don't. Remember, okay, dude. well, the the tradition is they burn the bodies mm-hmm. when they when they die up there, just so they don't come back. Right. And we've already we've already been hinted at that. Jon Snow's parentage may include a Targaryen, and when they try to burn him and they do all the, and now his watch is over, and now his watch is over, and then the fire revives him, brings him back to life because the Targaryen, exactly, the Targaryen blood is, their their words are blood and fire. Dude, that's fucking metal as fuck. And Jon, Jon, motherfucking Snow. Well, no, he's not Jon Snow anymore, he's Jon Targaryen. Oh shit, dude. (laughs) Get off the gray, get off the white. Jon Snow, Jon Targaryen. Racism. <laughs> Show's all about racism, right? I got it. I hear you guys. I can't wait to watch. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, we're not really selling it, are we? No, no, I, I, I'm totally fucking intrigued. I, I'm gonna watch it. All right, yeah. we'll see how far you make it. Oh, I'll make it. Yeah. Okay. okay, that's awesome, dude. So much rape, though. Okay, um, I want to I talk about. Yeah, there is a lot of rape. I want to talk about that walk of shame scene. Okay, uh, this article is from comicbookmovie.com and they say in case you weren't aware Dredd's Lena Headey didn't actually perform those scenes of full frontal nudity for the Game of Thrones season 5 finale instead her walk was meshed with that of actress Rebecca Van Cleave Hmm. Mm, cleavage she was nude in this do you see any huh huh a little easter egg (laughs) (laughs) okay Pregnant at the time of shooting and preferring to focus her attention on conveying the emotion of the intense six-minute sequence, Lena Headey chose to make use of a body double for Cersei Lannister's Walk of Atonement. The show's visual effects team then merged both performances together, and though a few people noticed something was off and on a few shots, the results were pretty seamless. Entertainment Weekly caught up with the actress Rebecca Van Cleave, who was tasked with the unenviable job of walking naked through scores of extras while having all manner of stuff thrown at her and had never performed a nude scene before. Wow. It was one of the scariest, most wonderful, most gratifying experience I could have imagined. 
I never in a million years would have thought I would be in Dubrovnik, surrounded by hundreds of extras and crew members throwing food at me. But it was amazing. It was actually the most comfortable casting I've ever had, considering. Jeez. So, uh, yeah, Cleve admits that the things did get a bit difficult and emotional towards the end. Uh, particularly, she says, particularly the moments when I got all kinds of stuff thrown at me with the chamber pots being dumped out. She tells the site. Then on the last day, there was a well of emotion when she's finally getting to the end and I was getting to the end to not in a bad way. It's almost like being one with the character. Wow. So she felt as connected with the character as, you know, the actress Lena Headey. Wow. That's how emotional that fucking scene was for, like, everyone involved, even the viewers, man. Fucking crazy. Well, it's it's definitely one of those that I – they really doubled down on the Christian imagery this season, like with the faith militant mm-hmm. being a kind of a parallel to the Spanish Inquisition. Um, and we had betrayals this season. Uh, we had a scourging this episode with them beating the girls. Why would they spend four minutes beating mm-hmm. these girls? What if they're going for a big elaborate metaphor? Give me three, man. Just give me three. <laughs> for, but I'm saying that, like, we have all of the elements of the story of the stations of, of the, of the cross. Mm-hmm. You have the scourging. You have the walk through the town. Right. She even stumbled down on one knee at one point mm-hmm. and rose back up. And then at the end, John is brought to a cross that says traitor. There's yeah. no crosses in Westeros. Why is it a cross? Because you're doing this elaborate metaphor. And what's the last thing in that story? Resurrection. Oh, yeah. 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 He's coming back. Yeah. All right. Damn. Yep. I'm hungry for Easter candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, that is our Game of Thrones season five finale. So, Woo! all right. See you next week. <laughs> More Jurassic World. Again. Again. More Jurassic World. <laughs> they totally missed that conversation. <laughs> no, it's hilarious. <laughs> That's right. We were actually going to just change the format and just review Jurassic World every week yeah. from now until the end of time. Just really been sleeping on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, the raptors face forward, but then their eyes are more on the side in that one scene. Can they see behind them? Uh, maybe they can. We should break that down. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to week 47 of Jurassic World, <laughs> Pop Culture Leftovers. Uh, yeah, we're doing it again. Can I just slip in a... Clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice, uh, you know, that four-minute raptor scene went on a little bit too long, Jay. <laughs> Three raptors, four minutes. Three, oh, yeah. Yeah, two girls, one cup. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I love how all the military... And then there's a cross. All the, mil- all the military guy had to see was him getting the raptors to look all in one direction. And then he's like, let's put them in the field. <laughs> Speaking of wonder, did you guys hear that they gave uh, Chris, uh, Chris Pratt's agent actually gave him the fucking uh, the motorcycle? What? Yeah, the Triumph motorcycle. Yeah, they I gave saw him. That. Yeah, That's a badass motorcycle. Yeah. I was listening to. I, I don't listen to the Nerdist anymore. I used to with Chris Hardwick. It's just like I've been overset. I'm not saying I hate Chris Hardwick. I still watch At Midnight. I love that show. Yeah, yeah. But Chris uh, Hardwick, if you're listening, we like your off. stuff. Fuck off. <laughs> Kissing hard like that. No, I know. What an ass kisser, right? Come on, Dave. Am I right? So, Jesus, motherfucker. God. I'm gonna jump at it every opportunity I get. He's gonna call him. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> it's all good, Chris. No, I can't do it at midnight this week. Sorry. Mm. Yeah, you know that's all scripted out before they fucking do that. 
that at, at midnight. Oh, like, yeah. They, they all think of their jokes, and, like, they actually have writers there that give them jokes if they can't think of any. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. But anyway. So it's like pro wrestling? Pretty much. I kind of love that show now. Yeah, you do. It makes <laughs> sense. Um, oh, but no, uh, if, if you listen, the, I think two episodes ago, uh, and his name's Colin Trevorrow. That's how it's pronounced. Okay. Colin Trevorrow. He and Chris Pratt were on The Nerdist, and it's like an hour long. It's really cool. You should wow. check it out. Dude, they, they start off the episode talking about Back to the Future 2 and 3, and it's really funny. Nice. And then Chris Pat, Pratt talks about his body transformation and losing 60 pounds, and then Hardwick talks about you know his 40-pound loss a little bit, but it's mostly about Pratt. It's it's I don't listen to a lot of Nerdist, but like I would listen to this one. It was really good. Yeah, that sounds interesting. So Yeah, and they talk a little Jurassic World and shit, but it's really good. Not as much as us. No, no, we went on for four fucking hours. Right? Damn right. Yeah, and we're going to do the show every week, Jurassic World. I'm ready. We're yeah. going to talk for four hours about it after the show. I'm going to record it. I'm going to record it. <laughs> Next hundred episodes, Jurassic World. <laughs> fucking season six of Game of Thrones, Jon Snow comes back on the back of a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, that'd be so cool. Uh, uh, no, dude, a fucking White Walker resurrects the Indominus Rex. Mm. Dude, that'd be amazing. And they ride laser raptors. Uh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Have you seen uh, Hacker Man's uh, fucking uh, video for Kung Fury? It's uh, like, guide to Hacking yeah, Time? Yeah, Guide to Hacking. I posted it on our, on our Facebook page. I didn't watch it. If you haven't liked our Facebook page, make sure to like our Facebook page now. It's facebook.com forward slash pop culture leftovers. Do it right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it how natural people plug their shit. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, I posted it on our uh, Facebook page. Yeah, oh yeah, if you haven't joined our Facebook page. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I love how natural people Just are. in case you didn't know we were talking about our <laughs> yeah, Facebook page. Yeah, this, is, this is a natural segue into our Facebook page. And then I'm going to get back to my uh, story that I was telling. <laughs> I can hear the birds tweeting Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, don't, don't mention Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hey, let's end this, I guess. All I don't right. know. Yeah, okay. Bye. Bye, see you. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs>